We are live. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 193. We're getting close to 200. We got a nice guest this week. We got JD2020, a.k.a. Josh Olin, a.k.a. JD. How's it going, buddy? And uh, we got we got a very nice little sponsor this week. You guys may remember them from days gone by. We got AppWin.com. Tell us about it, Woody. Oh, you son of a bitch! You threw it on me. That wasn't the plan. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so the way AppWin.com works is you go to the website, you uh, you download um, you download apps, you rate them, and you win prizes. So they've got it set up so that I think uh, this time around they're giving away an Xbox One Plus a game, and all you have to d- do is download. What's the name of the game that we need to download? We War just of Nations. It. War of Nations. Yep. How did you like War of Nations? You know, it's amazing. It's difficult to put it into words. You have um, right? nations warring with one another, and uh, you really have to you have to experience it to to fully get it. it. It's Which nations warring excited you the most? <laughs> All of them. I, the I can't pick one, ones. Right? They picked the best ones to war against one another. And I'm grateful that they did. Yeah, I let them make decisions like that, Taylor. That's beyond me. But all I know is you go to appwin.com. It doesn't matter if you don't have an iOS device. You can always log in through your computer, uh, go in through iTunes and do it that way. But you just download uh, You download this game, you rate it, and you're entered for a chance to win yeah, the, you don't uh, even, the Xbox One of the game. And like you said, you don't have to download If Maybe you don't have an iOS device. The point is what you get from this is you win stuff. They're giving away an Xbox One. They're giving away an iTouch. They give away stuff all the times, a, all the mm-hmm. time, a couple times a month. So you go in, you rate games, and then you get an opportunity to win you know, iPads, iPhones, Xbox yeah. Ones, etc. You can go in and pick the device, you know, whatever it is, that, that the prize that interests you most, download that one game, rate it, and, you know, you're entered to win that game. Exactly. Or that prize, whether it's, a, you know, an iPad or an Xbox One or whatever. Cool site. Cool, very cool, wow. very cool. So we work with them One before. of the rewards is three hours alone and unmolested with a celebrity of your choice. Mm. So I don't know how they pulled that, but definitely look into it. You know it's not it's me like because Williams. the unmolested thing, if it were me, <laughs> I can't agree to no, those No, 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 it's not talking about whether or not you can molest. It's saying that you will be unmolested by any sort of supervisory figure while you're alone with them, you know? So you won't be molested. Well, wait, wait. if no one's It'll watching us, then there could be all the molesting that I want. I, I shouldn't use the word molested. I should have anticipated you going here with this. <laughs> I should have just said un, unhindered then. <laughs> but, uh, so it's yeah, been a... Win an iPad. It's been a busy week in the news, huh? There's a lot of topics <sighs> to hit tonight. There, a lot of stuff going on. There's a ton. I want to lead off with JD2020. Okay. Sounds good. I'm, oftentimes I'm not in the news. What? <laughs> Fuck Robin Williams. Let's yeah, talk about JD2020. That motherfucker will have Robin to Williams wait. killed himself. What's that? Uh, um, I, was, I, was, I was saying, forget about Robin Williams. Let's talk about JD2020. <laughs> you said something about killing himself. I, I missed. <laughs> yeah, he killed himself. He did kill himself. He, he did, did for yes. sure. Yeah, he hundred percent. He hung himself um, with a belt. Left a note. I didn't hear that yet. I, I just I heard they were doing self-asphyxiated, which is consistent with what Kyle said. Um, so I don't think it was the uh, the David Carradine kind of go fucking yourself and just die, if you, if, if you remember Eminem's uh, lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, I it don't think it was autoerotic asphyxiation, if yeah. you will. I, I think he was, he was just like, I'm tired of this shit, and he, was, he wanted to die. Which right, is that's what I think, too. But I, I, I want to cover that topic and do it justice. Okay. But do you realize you're in the presence of JD2020? I know. I can feel it weighing Robin heavy Williams on my can shoulders. can suck a dick. We'll get to him. Oh, I mean, <laughs> in the presence of me. Hang on. What, is, what does that even? What does that even mean? What does that feel like? Describe that to me. I need to understand what this is supposed to be. It is. You know, it's like you got awesome a job interview. It's wow. like you got a job interview with somebody you really love. Like, like, like maybe if like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger was giving me a job interview. Like it feels like that. Wow, it's that's that high. Kind of, that's pretty high yeah. praise. That's, yeah. You're also that's a lot of pressure. You're you're asking me to live up to to the governor. Come on. Yeah, he wants me to help him produce Pumping Iron Two. So like that's the kind of like energy that I'm rolling with right now. Nice. <sighs> Loved Pumping Iron One. That and about 15 milligrams of Adderall and half a pot of coffee. So let's do this shit. <laughs> so JD2020 is famous in this community. If you guys uh, are are noobs around here, he was the community manager for Treyarch during at least. World at War through what? Black Ops One. Black Ops Two. Black Ops Two. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, not not until Black Ops Two is launched. Um, so like a year, so halfway through the development of Black Ops Two. Okay. okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. I've yes. Always. How is that? It, it, like, well, it's a big question. It looks awful from the outside. It looks. To be frank. Yeah, I guess. Bad. I guess the question is, what is what is it like to be? Basically, the, you know, you're the community manager, you're the guy who you're you're the first outlet that the fans have to go to when they ha when they see something they don't like or they do like. Right. But I bet you get a lot more don't likes than do likes. All what the is things that they love. To be yeah, the, the, the list of things they don't love is a, is a lot longer uh, than the list of things they love. It seems. <laughs> Happy customers or quiet customers? It, it's hard to tell just by reading feedback. That's that's really what it's about. It's it's the silent it's the silent majority. It's the vocal minority. There, I mean, you know, that's there's there's I've spoken about that before, and and it's it's caused controversy before, but it's true. I mean, the, the thing is. When you're upset about something, it's a lot. It's a bigger motivation to go and want to vent about it, right? When you're happy, it's much easier to just be content about it and go about your life. It's a lot like I don't know if you guys are poker players, but it's a lot like it comes from the same place, I think, psychologically and emotionally. Of you know, you always remember your bad beats, but you can never remember the amazing luck that you've had, right? It's because again, you just when when bad things happen to you, it just tends to. Uh, you know, hurt a little bit more, sting a little bit more, and it's it's a little bit more noteworthy. And stick with you a little bit longer. It could be the next day, and you're like, where's that JD20? Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people, I think. You'd be surprised how many people still uh, are giving me shit about quickscoping. <laughs> <laughs> so most people, they're not social media stars, and they like, like I don't know if they can even imagine what their day would be like if like 30 people said, hey, you look nice today, and one of them was like, you fat piece of shit. How... How did you get it so everything. ugly? It, does, it, it undoes all of those good compliments. Yeah, it undoes everything. Like, why didn't your parents abort you? And then later in the day, you're like, wow, that really stung. Like, even though it was 30 to 1, that one, it, you know, that's it's hard not to hyper-focus on that one. And, and, and I would watch it, like, from the outside. Like, every year, you and 402 would, like, pass the torch of hate, you know, <laughs> right? Like, so let's say, for example, it's uh, July or August. Everyone hates, right. you know, the active game, and everyone's so excited about the upcoming game. This is the one that solves all the problems. Everything you didn't like about this year's game has been addressed, right? Like, you've heard the feedback. You know this. So, like, quick scoping is fixed. Noob tubes are fixed. This is fixed. That is fixed. And it's not until they get the game, at which point they start hating you. <laughs> and and then, then loving, and then loving the predecessor. Oh, so. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I always, I did this the. This isn't as good thing. as COD Four. This sucks. COD Four was the best. In Make my COD head, 4 again. Every COD game got better until this year. 
Um, and I know it, it sounds like I'm just following the trend and saying the current year sucks, but but I've been pretty consistently, even during the year. During Black Ops 2, I said that was the best COD we've ever seen. During Modern Warfare 3, I said it then. During Black Ops 1, I said it then, etc. Um, every year, I thought the current COD was the best one that's ever been made. And it usually is. It usually fixes the things from the previous year. There's some groundbreaking stuff. And, and people don't know, if you release COD 4 this year, which is often held as the you know pinnacle of the series, then... They would consider it like dull, plain. You know, there's no yeah. kill streaks. There's no player customization. Well, there's limited player customization. There's really only two slots to deal with because you need stopping power. So you know you're really just choosing your first and third perks. It, COD Four was so simple compared to today's games that if they released it today, it would seem like they didn't finish it. Yet everyone's screaming, you know, undo everything you've done. Anyway, there would be to, huge complaints about the M16, the MP5, and the triple frag. Everybody would say that those were broken and throw a huge bonanza about it. Yeah, and, and people just, forget they did say some of like the triple frag. Blaine Truth sold no frag times three t shirts when he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that game. And now they hold it up as, you know, total perfection. Um, the, the frag times right. three is almost an airstrike. You know, you just throw those it's, three frags in about the same direction. And, and the thing and, about it is, if you're a good player, like you knew exactly where to throw them. Those Every aren't time. three random explosions. Like if I, if, if it's mm -hmm. showdown, for example, I spawn on showdown. I take three steps forward, sprinting, throw one straight over the top. It's gonna bounce straight into your hallway across the across the way. Throw the other one and angle it to the right. It's gonna land on top of that staircase over there, cut off your rush and delay you by at least four seconds. And I throw the other one to the left. It's gonna stop your rush over by the uh, the the dumpsters. One man just locked down the whole map with grenades. Like, it's just pop, 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 and they're going to go off. And but it's not just one man. It's 12 people, so there's 36 grenades uh, in the air at once, <laughs> and everyone's dying. And it, yeah, it sucked. If you guys remember, it sucked. Like, playing shipment with everybody having three times frag, and it was just like, all right, try and walk four feet without dying. Just try. I, I love shipment. Shipment was my health feet. spa. Like it was my it was my Katie hell spot. I could have a rough night all night because during COD four, I made the transition from bad player to good player, like below one to above one KD, and uh, I was like negative five thousand at one point. And every night, I just you know inch ahead. Right, I got a hundred more kills than deaths, fifty more kills than deaths, two hundred. I would be like plus ten for the night. Shipment would roll around, and now I'd be plus sixty. Like I, that <laughs> game was just the yeah. I was I was good on shipment. That was my thing. I like to go for um because I, I'd spent so many 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 rounds just trying to get as many kills on that map as possible. Toward the end of the game's life cycle, I decided that it was more fun to use triple stuns and go for as many assists as possible. So I just lob all three stuns and just keep the whole map stunned. I love doing that. Just <laughs> sounds way less hated it. No, yeah, the other team hated it. Flashes oh, I get aren't so much many better. I, people in the, the lobby would threaten to use flashes, flashes all game. And yeah, we just get so flat. Yeah, anyway, yeah. you didn't so, get assist for flashes back then. Yeah, back then you didn't get assist for flashes. It was bull. But what yeah. do you guys think of uh, Advanced Warfare? It, I think it's looking very up. interesting. I, it's, <laughs> it's looking interesting. I, I want to see more. If people haven't seen the Advanced Warfare trailer, it has elements of like Crisis and Titanfall in it. The biggest thing to me was the player movement. There's like a, I don't know. So you wear like some sort of jetpack. And you can double jump up like you can in Titanfall. And it also yep. works sideways like Titanfall too. So you can sort of peek out and then jump back much quicker than normal player movement. I, I guess we'll see it. I'll tell you, every year they say COD is the same. <laughs> you know, every year, oh, COD hasn't changed. This year, it, it's going to be different. 
You know that the, the player ready movement. for everybody to bitch nonstop about how they changed too much. They broke this and that. They need to go back to the way it was. Oh, you're and it's totally right. Yeah, I remember in Battlefield Four drop. No, Battlefield Three drop, and they said this isn't even the same game anymore when it moved to the new hmm. engine. And to me, a much less active Battlefield player, I'm like, how can they say that? This seems like exactly the same game. In COD, when they go to Advanced Warfare, the criticisms of it's not the same game. Because one of the big things about COD was the player control. It was so tight. It was so crisp. They would intentionally make some sacrifices so that it ran at 60 frames per second, right? They, they, they would have yeah. backgrounds in COD that had like less resolution so the players pop more. Like They did a lot in COD right that people didn't recognize. And... That's not going to be the case in Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare is changing a lot. Here, here's, what? here's what I don't understand about, about and, and, and my entire career in community, uh, I've tried wrapping my head around and I still don't quite understand it, is the, is the whole, like, is the whole I, I hate this, go back to the way it was, or, 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 you know, go back to this, go back to that. Especially, okay, with, with, with certain exceptions, excluding certain exceptions like World at War, where I understand the multiplayer is very hacked and people you know, can't go in and play that. But, mm -hmm. but excluding that and excluding when you know, uh, certain companies closed down a bunch of old servers and, mm -hmm. and now you can no longer play them. But by and large, especially in the Call of Duty franchise, if you liked the way the last year's was, go back and play that game. It's still there. You can still play it. It doesn't mean that the new game that a lot of people, again, that silent majority, are really having a blast with and really enjoying. It doesn't mean that that game did something wrong by innovating and changing and trying to break new ground. I mean, I feel like I feel like to not innovate and break new ground would be silly because then you could never experience that new thing. At least by innovating and breaking new ground and trying new things, you still have the option to go back and play the old stuff when you want to. I mean, it's the best of both worlds. It's what did I hear about the frames per second on this game? Did I hear it was capped at ninety? Or what? what I read that somewhere. Capped? You mean like on PC capping at ninety? Yeah. It's I don't know. I actually packed. didn't read much about the PC version. On the PC version, like the. The rate at which your player moves and does stuff is somehow tied into the frame rate, so they have to cap it. Like, if you uh, could rock a Titan or something, and maybe JD knows more about this than I do, but if you could rock a Titan and get, like, 300 frames per second, then that would give you a much bigger advantage than it would on other games. Like, your player might even run faster and stuff. Did, can interesting. You, oh, okay, you just... Well, yeah. No, I mean no, but like the the server the server is the authority of of those types of things. The server can can confer, can confirm a lot of those. That's that's how you know the the speed hacks and the speed lobbies worked on on the consoles, right? Is the is the host, which is technically the server, would be the one that's corrupting those those variables and 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 allowing people to go above or below them. But so so you know I don't know if if that's exactly the reason why they needed to cap it. But honestly, I mean capping at ninety frames is pretty. 90 frames. I, I know PC enthusiasts are going to vomit all over the keyboard when I say this, and but <laughs> I got to remind you, I came from PC gaming. I mean, 90 frames is pretty friggin' fast. I, I don't understand uh, the the people who can really sense the difference between 90 and 120. Some of those guys want 200. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. you. I, I'm with you, especially on 90 to 200. If you had said 60 to 120. I'd be like, eh, there's something subtle about it. I can tell. I think if you put the two in front of me, I'd be able to tell the difference between 60 and 120. 90 yeah. and 120, I, I probably couldn't. But mm. I I will admit someone out there probably can. It's just not me. Yeah. But, oh, and I was going, that, that frame per second thing on giving you an advantage and things moving faster, I got that off a Drifter video. And he usually researches stuff pretty tight. So um, <laughs> anyway, oh, oh, Advanced Warfare. So yeah, the way the players move 
is going to have a huge impact on the way that game plays. You know, people are, some are too focused on the the laser and stuff. It's not a death beam. It'll be fine. But uh, the player movement is going to change. And you know, another thing I thought, I swear, if the pro players strip out everything about this game that makes it new, I am so flipping done with MLG. This year, MLG sucked. Sucked. It's fucking terrible. And it's because they're not playing the same game. My favorite year of MLG was last year. The last year with Black Ops 2. To watch these guys have like a score streak in their pocket, use it in ways I didn't think of, like to ping the, mm-hmm. the HUD. And, and yeah. um, you know, they would get an RC car because it was fairly easy to earn. And their purpose for using it was as much to find a player in like search as it was to actually get a kill with the player. And I never really used it as sort of a temporary, like, almost a UAV watching pro players play with kill streaks and throwing more complexity at them was awesome. And then comes out advanced wharf. No, I'm sorry. Then comes out ghosts and suddenly it's crap. Suddenly it, it's just a shoot 'em up game. It's, it's cod four and not even cod four. Cause there's no score streaks. It it's the simplest bullshit, unfun, non-entertaining. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's Tell us how you really feel Woody. I, I love it. Dude, it's. I, I'm trying to think. What's before COD Four? W- was there ever a COD, COD without 3. score streaks? Okay, COD, COD Three. three I will call it that. Disaster. <laughs> COD Two was fun. The finest game ever made. So no. Um, did COD Two have score streaks? I forget. No. 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 Well, that started with we had ridiculous four. sniper rifles that yeah, made it not fun. They limited how many snipers could be on a team. But yeah, the pro community takes like this year's cod strips it all the way down to cod 2 and that's how purists play fuck that it is so dissimilar to what people play and it is so uninteresting to watch them play this simplified version of the game where they only need to learn four or five maps and never have to make decisions regarding score streaks and stuff and like i get that they need to rip some stuff out because it's so powerful I, i'll i'll give them a pass for not having like squad mates and stuff but good lord like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not how any other spectator sport works. You know, if when you watch an NBA game, they're playing the same game that I play in my backyard. Basically, you, you watch same same with every sport. You're watching the same game that I always thought was when I was a kid. I came to the realization when I was pitching. I was like, this is the same baseball that like, you know, the professionals throw yeah. and the professionals hit. And that's kind of a thing when you get that in your head. You're like, this is the same fucking ball. It's the they same have wrecked ball. ghosts to the point. We're not only like, so when Ghosts came out, I was watching these pros play and I was interested. And, and even though I didn't play as much COD this year, I still watched the pros do their thing. And I still paid to watch the pros do their thing. So like, in my opinion, like my opinion matters. I fucking pay for this, which I would put say is like less than 10% of MLG fans. So I just made that number up. Um, but then you know, over time, like at this point, cause it uh, ghost sucks so bad and not the game <laughs> ghost was bad. But the pro circuit for Ghost was even worse than the game. Like pl- these roster changes that used to be a big deal to me, I could give a fuck. Like I, entire teams wipe out. There's all this drama, and you know players are moving and switching, and some are you know free agents, and I don't care. I don't care. This used to be really important to me. I'd sit there and like hang on Twitter feeds to see what was going on. Now I, I, it Ghost. They ruined it. And if they're going to do that with Advanced Warfare and try to turn Advanced Warfare into COD 2, it'll be over. It's done. My, my biggest thing, I mean, I'm okay with minor minor rule changes and stuff and, and, and tweaks. I think that's I think that's all right. I, I didn't follow Ghosts uh, at all 
closely enough to really talk about how much they changed it. Um, but uh, for advanced warfare, I'll give you an example. If they if they disable like double jumping, for example, in in pro tournament, like that's just that's the game. That's part of the game. You can't right. do that. If they start disabling fun like core movements and stuff to go back to the way it was, that's going to be kind of my line where. I'm going to get on Twitter and start criticizing people. I take it even further. I need score streaks in this game. If they don't have score streaks in the game or point streaks or whatever they're called in Advanced Warfare, then they've they've done it completely wrong. Because, like... (laughs) To watch what they did and to know that like a player had a helicopter in his pocket for the next hard line or something like that was really a big deal. I'm not sure if helicopter is a good example, but like an airstrike is and and like, all right, these guys have this, you know, this hard point nailed down. But that guy has an airstrike in his pocket. So, you know, they're going to have a good opportunity to take it back. And you'd see that. And it was really interesting to watch the decision making and the execution of what they did with score streaks. I, I completely agree on score streaks as well. I think I think those should totally be enabled um, as well. It may, maybe maybe certain ones are not if there's like clearly mm-hmm. a bug, if there's a way to exploit it and stuff, you got to You got to, you know, get that stuff out of there. The whole but. purist thing is just douchey in its own right in like 99 percent of cases. Like unless you're a purist in chess because your friend wants to like th- start throwing marbles at your pieces and calling it a catapult or something like that makes sense you're a purist you just want to fucking play chess but the only reason you're a purist in a game like call of duty is if you're not good enough to keep up with people when they have kill streaks or if you're not as good at using that as they are like it's just an excuse the purist that the 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 quote-unquote purists of this era in call of duty they're not purists they're purists that at at most date back to call of duty 4 right Uh, so they're liars too yeah, real real COD purists. I mean, I've I've been around since the original Call of Duty. I had that. I had COD one on pre-order. Um, there was no knifing. Like people people probably now don't even realize there was no knifing. You had to bash with the butt of your gun. You would you literally throw the butt of your gun around and bash person sometimes two times, three times. Yeah, it was a terrible game. You get your melee kill. <laughs> a terrible <laughs> game. And and again, nostalgia is funny, right? Nostalgia. I look back to that. If people ask me what my favorite game is, it's Call of Duty. Uh, United Offensive, which was the first um, expansion to COD One, and so and now now that they don't even call them expansions anymore, they call them DLC packs, right? But but back then, you know, you had to go to the store, go to GameStop, and buy your buy your your expansion pack in a box, and yeah. and that game and that game to me was my favorite. But yeah, if you brought if you brought United Offensive back now, and I actually did install it recently, and I just played around a little bit. There's still people playing. And I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't I couldn't kill a single person. It was like a completely alien landscape to me. That um and so I've had that experience. Yeah. Like I when I guess World at War was big, I went back and tried COD two. And uh COD two had all these players who had been like honing their COD skills for three or four years. They were like amazing at COD two. Bolt actions. Yeah, <laughs> like they'd never miss with their sniper. They've got all their nade points down. They, <laughs> Like their level of expertise by playing nothing but that game for four years made it a really harsh noob environment. Dynamic skyboxes was the biggest thing for me when because of the whole like learning which cloud to throw your nade at to get the spawn point right. Like that was so like hacky to me and I hated that back in the, in the old school PC gaming days where once we had dynamic like moving skyboxes and stuff in cloud, I was like, yes, that's exactly what we need. <laughs> but um... honestly, I see those gaming purists almost like. I see boxers look at MMA where it's like, oh, those guys aren't that good. I could take them. Like, we're, we're practicing the art of boxing here. They're just wrestling around, you know? Like, <laughs> all the people who have been living on COD 4, getting great at it, are telling everybody else, oh, they're just a bunch of faggots because they're using new perks and whatnot. It's just, no, you couldn't keep up in that game, and so you're complaining. You're insecure I, in it, and you're expressing it to everyone. I really like pro gaming and MLG 
but they've ruined it to a point where they're losing me as a fan. And I don't think I'm alone. You know, they, they, no, I, they... I've never been a fan, so you're definitely not alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I stop wrecking it by simplifying it and making players not learn the game, making players not have tough decisions. They're like, oh, it's all about gun skill. Gun skill's bullshit. And by the way, at the MLG level, gun skill to me looks like a 25 way tie. Like, they're all fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I need something more to differentiate uh, a guy like Rambo who makes a lot of great decisions from, you know, someone else who brings nothing but gun skill. And just, dude, don't simplify the game anymore. You, you made it great in Black Ops 2, and then you undid that. Do you not see the difference? You know, make it great again. So I've got a question follow, for JD. Follow the engagement. Follow the data. Just just look at the look at the viewer numbers. Look at the the people talking about it. Like you guys, you guys are, are Call of Duty enthusiasts. You guys are Call of Duty community members. Your voices are just as 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 important as anybody else's. And I would just say, look at the data, and you have to listen to your community and what they want. And and I I've heard nothing but the same things from you guys. I mean, the pro players have an interesting set of opinions on this on this topic as well. But um, but you know that they're also. Um, I think the, the pro player, players have an incentive too, right? Like the pro player, yeah. a, a typical pro player, and if I were one, it would be the same way, wants the game modified into such a way that it suits his style, right? Like, right. you know, are you really good with like this, like what was the site in Black Ops 2 that let you see through walls? Does anyone remember the name of that? Oh. No. <laughs> no. I forgot right? the name but, of it. No, All right, so this invalidates everything I said. I think that's I'm what everyone new. wants. I, we, but like, like, like whenever I whenever a new game comes out, I'm always like, is this gonna fit my two or three play styles that I like to go to? You know, I've got a campy play style, I gotta go off in the woods with my sniper rifle play style, and I, sometimes I like to rush with my SMG. Can I do the things I like to do in this game? In and, Black Ops two I learned to rush. A lot of the maps were small and they had a lot of corners. And because of the way that latency works, if you're the first guy to pop around the corner, you're the first guy to know and you could get that shot, right? I'd be on, I'd be going around the corner spraying because of map awareness and just because I'd see first. And then ghosts came out and really, in my opinion, the, the way to succeed was to camp. And I was like, my subs hate seeing this. I hate doing it. Ghosts was not for me, but no, nah, whatever. Yeah, I couldn't get into ghosts. Yeah. So what are you doing it was now? Hard to get into. Me or the cat? The cat just showed up on my screen. I don't know. <laughs> JD. Cat just showed up. <laughs> I think he, he became um, the front, the foreground. So yeah. I do have a question for JD, if you don't mind. Uh, I know you dealt with a lot of the YouTubers uh, back when you were dealing with complaints every day. Uh, which one of them, if you don't mind saying by name, because I'm not like asking for an answer specifically, I don't know. Which one was the most petty, insolent child? To deal with um, the I'm most guess. unanimously, I'm gonna have to go with Woody's gamer tag. Oh, uh, you bastard! <laughs> That's so nuts. I met him at PAX, and he's like, "Oh, Woody, yeah, I know you. You're one of the mature and reasonable voices in the community." But I'll tell oh, you, far no. that has changed. <laughs> when I when I met um, 402, he's like, "Oh, Woody, yeah." You're like one of the haters, aren't you? And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> That's what 402 said. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, Petty, I don't know. Uh, people, it's pretty. It's a pretty infamous uh, rivalry between me and White Boy Seventh Street. Um, he's, oh. he's, he's pretty. Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty out there. <laughs> That's not the one I thought you'd pick because he was. Yeah, remember he he's a he goof hates though. Like, I literally don't yeah, even know what 
It's a goofy them. kind of rivalry, I think. Yeah, because he made that. Uh, he made a video where like you were in the kill feed or something. Like, like yeah, he's always having fun with that. But yeah. he, he did. Yeah, I mean, I, I met him in person. Him. He's. Yeah, he doesn't actually hate me. I don't think. He, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> what did he used to say? Fuck you, for JD twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just it, he created the blame JD meme, and so people were making T-shirts and the hashtag. Yeah, JD but like he stuff. would like run into a zombie in Nazi zombies, right? And right, right. You for it, and like when I saw that, it's like, oh, it just shows how much of a goof it is. Whereas there were <laughs> other guys who like genuinely like attacked your job performance, and uh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I you know you got to kind of tune that out because I know at the end of the day, I know that like you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not I'm not pandering to any one person just because they are louder or have a bigger following, right? Like I'm I'm doing what genuinely I'm determining is best for as many people as possible, um, and and that's always going to be my you know the the side that I fall down on. I mean I care I care what other people are saying. I want everybody to be happy, but the real you know the the realistic side, the pragmatic side of me realizes you can't you just can't please 100% of the people. It's it's not possible. Yeah, it's been interesting for me. So I get a lot of hate on my channel too. And uh, I watch you, and like I give, I have all the same advice for you that everyone gives for me. Like, oh, you can't pay attention to them. You need to know that most people are happy. Yeah, you, 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 you shouldn't give them your attention. You shouldn't live, respond. You should do. That. And it's like, right, right. But I also know what it's like to be on your side, and you know, yeah, and and. And it's interesting advice because because you can't always you know it's not that simple you know you can't just say oh you know don't don't care about what people are saying and then the haters and the complainers I think that I think that honestly the a world without haters would would be a not necessarily a best word I mean that's it's weird it, I'm not phrasing it right because obviously a world yeah, with I would like to would try that world see how it works that's I'm yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 a world where there's where there's discourse right a world where there's disagreement and there's debate that's that's always healthy and, and that's going to always lead to to evolution and 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 and, um, and and productivity when there's debate if there's nobody debating then nothing's going to change hmm. fair enough huh so, so you have a new game. What have you been doing since? Uh, I don't know, Treyarch. Like that, that's yeah. That's taking it back. That's like that was what 2011 was my last year. What? Yeah, that's true. On Call of Duty. Time flies. Yeah, right. it was a while ago. Catch us up yeah, to date. That's why. Well, because then I I went and worked on League of Legends for a bit at Riot, um, and then I was working uh, on Evolve at Turtle Rock. And now I'm uh, back on the East Coast, actually, in Atlanta, working for a small uh, independent game developer called Xaviant. Dude. And they're working on a game called Lichdom Battle Mage. This is quite the record here. So League of Legends, obviously, gigantic hit. Yeah. And then Evolve, that, that just got delayed, right? It comes out like January 2015 or something. But it got delayed after I left the company. So Right, well, my clearly fault. if you were there, it'd be on time. <laughs> no, it would just be all my fault. Yes. So wait, you're in Atlanta. What, um, what, if you don't mind saying, what, what, uh, what little suburb of Atlanta are you staying in these days? Uh, I am right up on the north perimeter, near Alpharetta. Near less south of that. Uh, okay. Near near like Sandy Springs. Ah, yeah, he's north to, of Atlanta uh, too. I lived in Sandy Springs for uh, for about a year. It's a nice area. Okay. Cool. So you're in Georgia, I take it. Yeah, I'm about an hour and a half from you right now. Okay. Well, I work up and coming. Uh, that's, okay. So I, I commute to coming every day. Yeah, I, that's I work quite now the for job a long if you time. can get it. Sorry, no, get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled the way you think too. It's C U M M I N G. That's how I spell it. 
<laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> like it's a sexy eyebrow spelling. Stuff. This is an eyebrow program we're on right now. Oh yes, we're getting yes. there. We're getting there. We're well. You're the topic of discussion. Don't blame us. <laughs> oh yeah, it's my fault. Um, and and so yeah, there. Uh, I I worked on some some big companies. I'm actually really happy to be at a at a really nice small company. It's very it's very um very quaint. Lots of really really smart people here, really talented people. They're like a they're like this this oasis um atlanta's a atlanta's a, a pretty decent um city for gaming actually it's it's been it's been growing a lot um over the last uh five six years but but i think that especially at this company they they got they got like some secret sauce to them that is um it's really exciting to be a part of this early this early on this is their first game they're, they, they, that they've made um lichdom's coming out on august 26th so uh the, the future is wait August twenty sixth. So in thirteen, well, these guys yeah, will see right. this a little later. So oh, yeah. ten days, thirteen days, ten days. Okay, ten days. Yep. Damn. So I guess you can tell me about the game. I hadn't heard about it. Well, yeah, it's um, you know, you might not have. I haven't been following. I have to admit, I haven't been following your channel that closely that recently. Um, it was nice for you to invite me on the show, <laughs> though, and and uh, I don't know how many other games you're playing and how you're diversifying outside of COD, but. It's a it's a it's an RPG. Um, so it's a it's a single player only experience. You're um, it's a uh, it's an RPG where you're basically a, a, the mage is actually not a glass cannon. The mage is a badass. He's a steel cannon. So it's it's you know probably the only RPG where you're like just feel like a completely unmitigated badass as what? as playing as the mage. What platforms? It's Steam exclusive. Um, oh, again, yeah. their first title, so it's a lot. You know, it's a lot easier to publish on Steam. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that's that's the beauty of working with them. Also, Steam has the early access program, and they've been in the early access program for a number of months, um, dating back to I think pr- they had a pre-alpha early access release, an alpha, uh, a beta, a, a bunch of patches during the early access. And early access is is pretty self-explanatory. Is what it sounds like. It's where you get to. You get to buy the game at a, at a substantial discount, um, but you get it early, and you get to be a part of helping to shape it and helping it to to grow and evolve into into the finished product. And so they've been doing just That's a cool. How did you it again? Job. Did you say Leechfield? Lichdom. Lich, L I C H D O M. Yeah, L I C H D O M. Battle Lichdom. Mage. I'm on. I'm on your website. How PC now. intensive is this going, game going to be? Um, it's it's running on it's running on CryEngine, so it's you know it's definitely a, a beautiful game. Uh-huh. You, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think you know indie they're they're making basically like AAA fidelity type game, but they they really are. To to look at the game, it's it's a it's a, an incredible and and again when you when you sit back and realize this is the first game that this team has ever made, uh, that that that, that, that Xavier's ever made, it's it's unbelievable. Um, your looks website absolutely gorgeous. Your website doesn't have any like trailer or game screenshots. Yeah, or... the, that that website is uh, in dire need of yeah, a refresh. What, this website what, what, must have taken it's kind of against the mainstream. Seconds, if really... not minutes, also before to put my together. time at the company. Uh, Everybody don't, else don't is me. show their game off, and it's just like. We don't, we don't so did you go to your local elementary schools to find an intern for your webmaster? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're a YouTuber. I can't believe you just didn't 
should plug it into YouTube and find the trailer there. <laughs> what I, is going on? Well, I, I thought your website might tell me something about the game that I could scan during the show. You would think. Yeah. It, it tells it's me so, the so, spelling of the game. So that... It tells you a lot about why they hired a guy like me <laughs> to come yeah. in and shake things up. So what is the website? I just want to go look at this travesty. dot com. Here, I can even link it. You'll... Uh... Tell me when you clicked on the it. Internet. What have I done? Have you clicked on way, it yet? Just, by the way, we just sent about 10,000 people to the website. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope your website is more scalable than it is useful, because this... Wait, when does this, when you does this show special go up? Needs children. It goes so up on, it Saturday. on uh, Saturday at noon. So did you I click on it, Saturday Marco? Until noon. What's up? Uh, did you click on the link? Yeah, I see it. All right, so now you've yeah, seen their really entire bad. website. There's nothing else. <laughs> you got, what yeah. did you say? Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> no, it's real bad. Like more than pretty real bad. bad. Yes, real I, bad. Half past awful, I, be, I would say. Am I the only one who like the battle mage part is kind of partially cut off? Uh, it fits. We on have. Nicely. We have. A, let, let me be clear. We have a new site coming out actually very shortly after this episode goes up. So you guys should totally go so back and check it out. Did you just send okay. a tweet asking for someone to Photoshop a thing for uh, you? I do uh, that for my thumbnails too. Sometimes uh, I'm so. not judging. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! Well, this makes me want the game. <laughs> you guys are assholes. I'm still excited about the game. So it'll be cool. I just watched. I just watched the trailer. It looks very cool. Did you watch? Well, the so so the game. Right. Yeah, you you should watch the trailer. Especially the cinematic is is really cool too. Um, but the yeah the the game. Let me just tell you about. I'll give you the quick elevator pitch. It's uh like I said, it's a single player RPG. Um, you're going through the world as this uh, a complete unmitigated badass. So you you don't your spells don't you don't have mana bars. There's no cooldowns. You're just your 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 combat is um is completely unshackled. The game itself is all about spell crafting and 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 building your uh building the most powerful spells that you can. Figuring out how to you know uh, the right combinations to take down certain bosses and to go through all these these different areas. And so there's you know there, it, the game has eight schools, basic schools of magic sigils, uh, is what they're called. And and so you know you got your standard elementals and a bunch of other uh, non-elemental uh, as well. Um, you know, you get kinesis. You can you can uh, you know mess with with people's um, movement and and so. Um, uh, you use all of these different spell schools, and and you use all the loot that you're collecting, and all the items you're, you're collecting throughout the game, and you're then using these to craft and build more more powerful spells, and and all your spell, you know, so you can thousands and thousands of of spell combinations, and you're you're basically making the game your own. You're trying to find the the maximum, uh, you know, uh, 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 damage effects that you can put and you can create out of these spells. Yeah, I, I'm I'm watching the uh, the E3 uh, demo right now. I, to me, it looks a bit like Bioshock with you know the plasmids and all the other things you can do there, mixed a little bit with Borderlands. I see you know we're getting a a new uh, a number popping up showing us how much damage we're doing, and it looks a little more free range than Bioshock ever was because they kind of bottleneck you. But this definitely some definitely some inspiration for Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, again, it's all about just trying to to play around, experimenting with these spells, figuring out what's best. Because then all the spells do different things. You have your, your standard, you know, lobbing. You, you, you throw out your standard destruction spells. You'll have um, you'll have you know uh, different sigils and effects for for doing CC. Uh, you know, for locking down your enemies, freezing your enemies. Yeah. Um, you've got your shield, even the shield, right? Because you think of a mage's shield as, as a defensive. Even the shield, you can, you can, um, you know, augment it to, to, you know, put off these crazy nova blasts. So even when you, when you're shielding against an enemy, you're, you're actually doing damage. The blink effect, you know, typically mages blink, blink effects are used to escape combat and, and evade getting hit. And 
you can use you can use it for that as well in, in Lichdom, but you can also use the blink effect uh, as as an offensive weapon. Because yeah, you can close ground with it. It looks like well, All right. not um, only close ground, but you could actually charge it up and, and have it uh, detonate this Nova as well and deal oh. you know tons of damage or or, or CC to your enemies. You yeah, I'm watching the, the demo right now. Uh, hold on a second. Is you explain the game? I'm showing everyone the trailer. So don't copyright claiming you son of a bitch. So I'm watching it right now, and like there's a situation where like he, it's sort of a three versus one, and you're the one, and he, you know, it's, it looks like one guy is like in midair spinning, one guy's frozen like a block of ice, and yep. the other guy is just getting destroyed by destructive spells, and it's a. Uh, so this looks very, very cool. This looks yeah, fun. you have your, your destruction, your mastery, and 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 so the the general the general flow is is you want to um, so pro I think the clipper probably watching is is um, whoever's playing is using kinesis to, uh, to to lift the person up in the air. It's locking them down. He's probably using another sigil to apply a certain mastery debuff to that person. So it's you're creating these stacks and stacks of mm. of additional augments. So that way, when you cast your critical destruction spell, it's going to all chain together and at the same time. And then the kinesis is going to slam them down to the ground. So if you stack all that up the, the correct way, you're going to get this massive, you know, thousand point critical as opposed to just dealing the whatever base, you know, 100 damage, 200 damage you're going to deal otherwise. Um, yeah. So it's figuring out how to craft your spells in the right way and then combo them um, and, and, you know, making sure you're CCing the right the right enemies at the right times and you've got your encounters with some ranged enemies and with some um, melee enemies and guys who fly and can freeze you. It's just, there's it, there's just so much variety. For, for a game that is a single-player-only experience, you wouldn't think there's a ton of variety, but... We're already seeing it's it's taking players over thirty hours to complete the the yeah. entire game. That was my next question. Though, is was there any multiplayer, and how long did it take to complete the games? So you got them both. Okay, so about thirty hours uh, of campaign mode. Okay, this looks like it'd be a fun little uh, experience. Next question. Good. Yeah, yeah uh, in the U.S., it'll be thirty nine ninety nine on on Steam full price on August twenty sixth. But you can still, if you get it today, you can still get it for twenty five percent off uh, because it's the early access beta. What's today? Um, and then when the full when the full game unlocks, you can you can. How long does uh, the early access like? You're saying today, but this video goes that. up on Saturday. Is it too late? Even even on Saturday, it'll still be an early. It'll be an early access beta until the game launches. So up until right. up until right. August 26, you can still get it for 25 percent off. And then once the full game comes out, you'll unlock it. You'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, for no extra charge, you'll be able to play it. So yeah, so 30 bucks instead of 40. So that's that's definitely better. All right, I like mm -hmm. it. This is definitely nice. So yeah, uh, I've it's got like a Borderlands. It should be fun, and it looks nothing like the website, which is excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> all for diverting bitch. away from the website styling. Yeah, we, <laughs> we applaud your decision to be nothing like that piece of shit. I'm gonna before yeah, you're recording. Looks like a lot of fun. Before you're recording the next week's show, I'm gonna be tweeting you when the new site comes out, and I'm gonna be like, guys, check out the new site. Make sure you plug <laughs> it on the next show. I'm a purist with sites. I think you should have stuck with the old one. Yeah, that could be our reply. Like you fix it, get it all slick nicely, and we're like, eh, I think we like to be like, like, like popular. No, the original website was so much better. But... <laughs> suck. <laughs> I knew about the game when the website looks like it was designed by a bunch of autistic three year olds. Now <laughs> it looks like a real website. But... Dude, I think everybody wants to know what was the when you left Treyarch? What led up to that? Was that a voluntary leave? Was that a mutual? Was that a completely involuntary leave? What? How did that go down? Yeah, it was. Um, it was a. It was a resignation. Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, 
when you look back on that, the the franchise was kind of going in a in an interesting direction. Um, the the way that they were running the franchise was going in an interesting direction. You know, you're um, being very of, kind of lots of lots of things being outsourced and not and and, and not necessarily um, being being handled in the way that I wanted. People had this per- on the outside. People had this perception that I was the end all be all decision maker, but that's the furthest from the truth. Especially at at, at Treyarch, um, where I was. That was my first job in the industry. I was the you know the the greenest community manager you can think of. Um, so I had next to no actual authority um, at the company, and so the people who did have authority at, at, at the company um, wanted to do uh, things that I just didn't agree with. So on the at, outside, at, to me, it looked like David Vondahar got really involved as like co-community manager, mm-hmm. and then I wondered if that played, you know, if that had any impact well, on your decision to that go. Was actually a, that was actually a fight for me to, to get more of the team involved so back, if we want yeah. if you want to go way back you must start talking about like like community management as a discipline it started back in the day as as more of the the dedicated uh community management model where community manager acted as insulation between the world and the developer and so all lines of communications funneled through that one person or or if your, your company had two or three community managers then it would funnel through those two or three people but the point is that community layer would act as that as that as that wall um, and that was kind of counterproductive. Um, uh, at the time, Riot had been paving the way with a lot of really impressive community culture and a lot of, um, and, and on the heels of Blizzard, who had been doing this for a long time as well, m- more integrated community model where, um, where, where player, there are more touch points between the players and the developers. Um, and so I was observing those things and taking cues from, from the rest of the industry and the people doing it right. And I thought that that was probably the way that that discipline was supposed to be evolving. So less about, less about community managers being the big famous spokespeople on the pedestal that people misunderstand what they do, and more about if, if someone wants to have a design question, they should be talking to the design director. They shouldn't be talking to me who is talking to the design director, right? It just cut out the middleman. I mean... Um, so from the outside, uh, it seemed like Vondahar liked his community manager role. I mean, I'm sure it's frustrating because there's so many trolls and complainers, but he definitely he was, likes the, well, so I, I mean, engaged. I don't want to speak on what his feelings are, but, but uh-huh. he definitely grew into the role and, and embraced it uh, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was, that was actually really good. That wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, the, the other things that they weren't, that I wasn't too happy with, you know, I just don't. There's no need to harp on it and go into it. But I think I think then the you know the following year you saw uh, Rob, uh, you know, four zero two, yeah, as well. And and people started uh, right when that happened. People were like, whoa, like, like right after JD twenty twenty, like there's got to be something. You know, there's got to be a sign there. Hmm. Um, and so, hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's just not it's just not useful to harp on on the past. But yeah, the, it was a it was a you know sort of a, a mutual thing we handled it we handled it pretty gracefully I, th- I hope that the people on on like the internet kind of perceive it that way too where there wasn't really any bad blood. Or it was graceful i guess and there wasn't a ton of bad blood but from my perspective there were a ton of question marks like oh they're not telling us what really happened i wonder what really happened so you know it's not me but some people would just like plug in all the holes you know like oh what really happened sure. you know this wild thing or that wild thing because you know there there wasn't like a full explanation. It was just well, you know, it's kind of hard to will. explain because like some some of the decisions and stuff, like some of the the the, the contributing factors to me making that, that decision, some of those things are like still 
confidential, right? Even to this day, are technically still confidential, and certainly at the time they were confidential because there were plans being in place and things that were going to happen that that maybe did happen, maybe didn't happen, but at the time certainly couldn't be talked about because that'd be like you know you know uh, you know ruining certain other reveals and stuff. So so like there's those are the reasons why that that we had to be coy about it, and and even to this day, you know, I, I gotta gotta be careful because there's still I still have to honor confidentiality, and I don't want to I don't want to. Get sued. Is there something you can or explain the, at a high level? Nest. If we don't uh, go into details, you mean you mean regarding you mean regarding the motivation to go? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's what I've been trying to do. The, the, basically, <laughs> the the the, like the the decisions to go the decisions to do um, to go in certain like key directions with the franchise that I just didn't think were especially especially on on like the community front that I didn't think were um, were going to be helpful to the community. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that um, I didn't think that paying for Call of Duty Elite was a good idea at all. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't. I, I thought a lot of those features needed they, they belonged in it, where they were in the community. We um, we had built a really robust stats site. I don't know how many of you guys remember this. This mm-hmm. is going way back, but for World at War, mm-hmm. we had built a tremendously in-depth stats site for that. Um, at one point, we patched in uh, zombie stats, like because at World at War there was no. Um, zombies mode really at launch there was that one extra bonus level but once we started actually building out like real um you, you know more zombie dlc we, we even integrated that into the stat site like that was kind of the the pot the the laying the, the groundwork for um you know for for what that was evolving into but then it started evolving into something that i didn't really like so yeah, battlefield as, still as, does as that one, for free you know as one example as one example that i can give i would say that that would be one example of of something that i um you know, was a contributing factor to why I didn't want to. Stay. Elite started. I also felt. Oh, go on. Well, I also felt like my my you know, I had really done kind of a lot there. Like I, I didn't want to leaving at the top. Kind of felt good. Like I, after after Black Ops One, um, you know, we, the fan page, the Black Ops fan page had like twelve million fans. Um, the the Modern Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare Two One had you know. Or like two or four million at the time, or something. So mm-hmm. like comparing, comparing like like comparing the the accolade, the, the 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 way that I had grown that community, I was just like, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, right? Like, mm-hmm. how, what's you know, how do you, how, where do you go from there? And I had been we're also working on it, the the same franchise for so long. I just felt like a huge part of me, a huge part of my motivation was not so much me not being happy there, but it was more about there were so many other things that I could do and I, I still felt like I had a lot to learn, which is why, I mean, like I said, I was kind of looking at Riot and seeing what they were doing. It, it shouldn't surprise anybody that I went and worked for Riot after I left Treyarch because um, they were, you know, doing a lot of that, a lot of that exciting new, new stuff in a new space and free to play and um, all the esports, all the stuff that I, um, I was really pining for. Esports didn't, in COD, didn't even take off until after I left, ironically enough, right? Um, but I, I mean, I don't think it's any, um, it's no secret that I was like a huge advocate of esports. I, ca- I came from esports. Um, so, I disagree. You know, I, I think esports, esports started to take off in Black Ops One. Like it, it existed before we, that, but we were we were trying. It was it was a big fight. You know, I, I still remember like MLG coming coming to me and, and and a lot of the MLG guys coming to me and 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 asking for support and and I was completely on board. But this again gets to that whole. 
I never really had uh, much authority at that time at the company, right? So like I could I could make the suggestions and I could be be making as strong of a case as I can to, to key stakeholders inter internally. But if their if their decision was that that wasn't maybe the best business decision, or if their decision was that wasn't if they just didn't disagree for whatever their rationale, that was that that would be the the direction that they'd go in. So a lot of times, you know, people would be frustrated. But again, I'm I'm employed at that company, so I can't just go and tell people. I can't just go and tell people, oh, you know, I tried and they're not listening, right? Like that, as soon as you try to like look like there's like dissension in the ranks, it just becomes this big toxic thing. So I couldn't do that either. So it's a it kind of tough job, this, right? Your job it wasn't... It this lose-lose sort of like tug of war that's that's very difficult to, to, to manage sometimes. You You're kind of just authority, the fall guy. But... <laughs> like every, every bad thing that happened, you took the fall for it. Bad programming looks like JD's a bitch today in the <laughs> eyes of a bunch of 14-year-olds. Yeah, that's, but, I don't remember who coined the phrase, it looks but it's a community punching bag. You know, it's yeah, yeah I remember. Everybody goes to vent their frustration because you can't get some of the higher-ups who may actually be making the decision to, you know, that you didn't yeah. care for. You got to um, get thick skin quick, I would imagine. The job wasn't authority. <laughs> the job was influence, right? You know, he would take suggestions from the community and then try to sell them internally. And, sure. you know, sometimes they line up and sometimes they wouldn't. But an influence job is really hard to have. Yeah. So I want to ask J.D. the question that everybody wants to know the answer to. So you're on a desert island, okay? Mm. And you All get right. a mermaid as your sole companion. You're going to be on this island for one year. You're not going to see another person. But you get one caveat. You get to decide whether this mermaid that you're hanging out with is bottom half fish you know, the classic mermaid, or top right. half fish. Imagine, like, some sort of mutant human being with a, a giant mouth and lady bits. You know, from the waist down, she's an attractive woman. You can even pick the lower carriage, if you will, of, you know, any celebrity. We'll give you Scarlett Johansson's bottom, if that's what you want. But He's looking like a Kim you, Kardashian man. John Look at that guy. Yeah, you get a big Kim Kardashian <laughs> bottom carriage on this thing before Ray J. Peak. And you gotcha. get... <laughs> and you get to, uh, you know, you get that one. Uh, but, but the conversation is going to be pretty lacking because it's basically a, a largemouth bass. Woman. Oh, I mean, right. fish. Yeah. yeah. So what would you go with? Would you want bottom half fish or top half fish? And it's would for 50 years, not one year, because you could just say I'm not going to fuck the fish thing for a year. 50 years? Okay, it's the rest of your life, sure. Wow. Yeah. Until you're dead. You just... can make the scenario however you want. Yeah. yeah. Top wow. half or bottom half fish. I feel like I would have my prior my priorities in better order than stuck on the on the island forever. Like when I was watching Lost, I was going. This Wait, is what the fuck bullshit. is this? No one's ever said I won't be on uh -huh. the island before. The question is, top half or bottom <laughs> half fish? We're not, don't be so question. Well, Woody, you gotta think about how Lost ties into this first. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. Now that, that nonsense show. <laughs> I hate Lost. I'm Lost sorry. sucks. I really didn't like it. Top half or bottom half fish? Oh. Uh, 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 bottom half fish. I would want. I would want the. I would want the Little Mermaid from like my childhood in my memory. Yeah. You right. fish vagina. You you want. Uh, you had to pick an underage mermaid. That yeah, get Ariel thing. up in there. No one has hey. ever picked an underage mermaid as a companion hey, before. Underage in the mer community. He's like, can I get like a thirteen-year-old mermaid? Because that's Do you know how what I the roll. age of consent is for mermaids. Well, <laughs> non-existent. In fish years, that could be like 70. Come on, how long are their life expectancy? Exactly. I, I, yeah, the age of consent for mer people is 12. And that's because the, they have shut 
You're the, the international first water one to go pedo on this question so far. <laughs> and that's saying I, something. I want a little mermaid. <laughs> I want a little mermaid. <laughs> I'm going to teach you some weird shit, Ariel. Bring that fork. You're going to need it. The best thing is seeing that cat. Are people going to see the cat, too? Or are they going to yeah, see the cat? Sees the cat. Okay, that's the most hilarious thing. That <laughs> voice with the cat. <laughs> I like how it's just so terribly matched to what he's saying. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll talk, and then three minutes later, the cat will just have a conniption of eyes, <laughs> mouth movement. Yeah, you should see what it does Like when I take a bite of pizza or something. like It gets all crazy. It's just wiggling around everywhere. I like the cat. Sometimes he leaves, like, the, like moves over or something, and the cat just stuck in some weird position. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Okay, so I think it's time for a new topic. And I and we we have I should say I want to talk about Robin Chiz. Williams. Robin oh, Williams. Okay. So you right, really right. not know that he killed himself, Woody? Was that news to you when we brought it up at the beginning of the show? No, it wasn't news to me. I I what I I knew he hung himself. I didn't know that he okay. used a belt. That was about and that there was supposedly a note. That's what so. What I was to told today was that there was most likely a note because the, the here's what the cops said in the interview. He said we're not discussing a note, or he said we're not discussing the note or a note at this time. And that was just like a huge like context yeah. clue to me. Like, hey guys, there's a note, but we don't talk about that. Um, so there's a note. Um, he hung himself with a belt. Um, well, and it's and really I, hard to act. It's really hard to accidentally suffocate yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not. Himself. in... Yeah, he right. No one's so, saying so, it was oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, just I Okay. I mean, the Kill Bill yeah, guy did it. He left a suicide note. Definitely a suicide. Um, he hung himself with a belt, and they and I was told today. Uh, that he had slit his wrist a few times as well. Damn. Um, he's been dealing with he's been battling depression for a long time. I guess a, it's a kind of a, I guess a well-known thing for him. I didn't honestly I didn't know it. No, um, no idea. Yeah, but all like all of the com- the comic community knew that he he had been depressed. He seems and, like he would have a dark side to me. His 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 comedic style is so manic, so crazy and off the wall. He's just oh I'm this guy and oh now I'm this guy oh and he's just like nuts. We're leaving stuff he's, out. The he's same, been battling depression, cocaine, and alcoholism. Yeah, he's been an addict, a very well-known addict. You know, he went to rehab and everything. But he, he you know, to me, I, I was still, like, really surprised. Um, and I still would have been really surprised, even if I had known that he'd been battling uh, depression. Like, he just doesn't, he, he was so, in all, I agree, he was really manic. He was a kooky guy, right? But but he was always such a positive guy. He was always so happy. Like, like you know, even even his even his dark humor, like, I don't know if you watch his stand-up, it's pretty, like, not PG for the kind of, kind of you know, movies and films that he's kind it's of been known blue. for. The past. Yeah, so, like, but, but even in consideration of that, even during that, he's still, like, super jovial, super, like, really positive, outlooking and... guy. And... And uh, he was a great comic, great comedian, but he was a great actor. You see him in Good Will Hunting. You see him in Good Morning Vietnam. You see, see him in Flubber. He oh, or he uh, was a horrible actor. He was the no, best piece not. of shit. Time out, time actor. out, time out. Have Fun. you seen? Whoa, 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 whoa! Have you seen Good Will Hunting? He did not make Good Will Hunting. Watch Good Will Hunting again and pay attention to Robin Williams. He was fucking shit as an actor. And I've if seen there was it a three movies, times. I thought with Robin Williams excellent. on it. It's probably I he was bad. Really good. He was good he was in in Aladdin. When and he's telling that list. story about his wife farting herself awake, and then you know the audience gets a laugh, and you get this high moment, and then he starts talking about, it, and then the cancer took her away, and he's like, he's just like talking about this loss of his wife and this painful moment, and there's this time when like, Matt Damon's character like says something offensive about his wife, and he and he gets all physical, and, and like, you're, you're like all of a sudden you're like, Robin Williams is a big guy, he put Matt Damon's ass, and he totally could like like 
Goodwill Hunting, Robin Williams totally whips Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon's ass. He, I think they even have like a question there where like he, um, I think Matt Damon asks uh, Williams how much his benches, and yeah. he's like about two eighty five. How about you? Don't worry about it. What's this book? Yes. <laughs> like, and and you look at him, you're like, yeah, that guy's built. Like, like Robin Williams looked really powerful in that movie for some reason, which I'd never seen him look that way. I, I um, look I back. Uh, I'm sorry. Two things. Watched you know, I, I, I just watched that movie here, and I'm not getting a chance to talk. Listen, one, he was a shit actor who played in a lot of shit films. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Ooh. Mrs. Doubtfire. Was there a Mrs. Doubtfire two? Maybe that's still not coming out. In it. If there if there was, then he wasn't in it. You know how that goes. I, I, I think it's. I think he acted it, or I don't know. I keep hearing yeah. Weekend at Mrs. Doubtfire's. Um, <laughs> there was a. Uh, uh, a flubber? Was there a flubber too? I forget. It was a kids if, movie, man. You can't. You if can't Robin throw that Williams in there. is in a movie, it's probably him doing his signature sort of. Where's That's the like. That'd be like if we're talking about Vin Diesel. So it's the same shit again and again and again. The guy had <sighs> one character that he milked since Mork and Mindy. That's the first thing, and his comedy wasn't oh, funny because again, you're, you're, all the viewers are going to get that reference. It was, it, he had so <laughs> many. He had so <laughs> many. He had so many accents. He could do so many impressions. He could do every nationality. His John Wayne was great. He had all these bits, lots of comedy, years worth of work, several specials. No one gives a he shit was a about good accents. Actor. No one and, says and Kevin Spacey is an amazing Blubber? actor That's a because he does accents. He did tons Listen, of children's no, films, and they all suck. He's... And then there's another thing Rob, Rob, that I'm Rob, not getting Rob, out because Rob, 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 listen, Robin Williams is is he's good in a different reason, in a different for for different reasons. You're not going to compare Robin Williams as as an analog to like Gary Oldman, right? Those are Gary Oldman's mm -hmm. a brilliant actor for a, for a different set of reasons for good why point. Robin Williams is a brilliant actor. This uh, talking about Robin Williams is not going the direction I thought it would. I thought no, it was going to be Williams like a go oh man, I'm really sad about this. Like, this is the one that's I made me more. sad. But Woody's just like overrated. Overrated, that but that's not my though? primary point. Shut the fuck up. That my primary point. I'm not that mad, but my primary point is this: everyone is celebrating this guy in reaction to him killing himself. No one was talking about him four days ago, right? But now that he killed himself, memorials are popping up. They're loving this guy. They're watching Netflix marathons. Movie theaters are playing his shit movies for free, and everyone. Look, it, like, comes, it comes. It comes from the same psychology. It came from the same psychology of, of of silent minority, though. I mean, it's when when things are good, when you're happy, when there's nothing bad going on, you don't have a reason to come out and start talking. When something bad happens, you come out and have a reason to Listen, start talking. And of course, if and of course, people, people have on a, they the have edge a, 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 of suicide. They should hear this. You will not be celebrated like Robin Williams. If someone out there is thinking to themselves and they're on the ledge, what well, we're doing for Robin Williams is not what we should be doing. Fuck Robin Williams. And that's the core of where I'm coming from. Fuck mm. this guy who killed himself. You know, if he had died a you know, of natural causes, if he had wanted to live and didn't like it, like, I don't know, Patrick Swayze or, or, you know, any, any normal person, then I'd be, I wouldn't be ripping on him. I wouldn't be saying any of this. nearly as but hard on because, Heath Ledger because you liked Batman. Because Robin Williams killed himself, I am not interested in turning this guy into some kind of national hero. He was a national treasure. He killed himself, guys. And there are other people who I swear are going to follow in his footsteps. And I'm not interested in that happening. Fuck this guy. Don't kill yourself. That's one of my biggest problems. He hung himself and possibly split his list and let the... No, dude. Fight your demons. It'll get better. I don't, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it as black. I respectfully disagree. I don't see it as black as black and, and white as that, Woody. I think that 
for example, I think that all the attention that, that the media is giving it now is actually going to have another positive effect on calling more attention to the issue of depression, the issue of, and the issue of so many people who are affected by it. I was one of the people who didn't, and still am in a lot, in, in a lot of ways, didn't truly like really understand what depression's about, right? And and the the reality is when if somebody like Robin Williams, who's you know just just loved and respected worldwide, you know Robin Williams didn't really. I can't imagine he really had haters in the way that like Justin Bieber has haters. Listen right? to me. So like, listen for a second. I've been depressed and I've tried to kill myself before, and I know the psychology that goes into it for at least some people. And there is a certain, they'll love me when I'm gone. They'll miss me. They'll appreciate the good parts of me. There's a certain... I wish they paid attention while I'm still here. Yeah. There's a certain I'll show them aspect to the act of suicide. And what we're doing with Robin Williams and celebrating what a national treasure he was, fuck that. No, dude. Robin Williams tried to kill himself, and I'm done with him. And, and I, the reason that I'm done with them is that I don't want you, whoever's watching this, to try and kill themselves too. And, and by the way, you are not going to get Robin Williams treatment. There are going to be First people who love you who call you someone who took the coward's way out. There are going to be people in your life who are like, fuck that guy. I'm so upset with him because now I don't have him anymore. And he did that to me on purpose. And, and then there will be people who are genuinely hurt that you're gone. But no one is going to give you the Robin Williams treatment. They're just going to be upset that you did this. I really don't. I kind of disagree with both of you guys uh, a little bit in that I don't think it's going to spark a very good conversation, maybe a little bit on suicide and depression and issues like that. But this is something that's happened a thousand times before, and people will give a shit for four days, maybe a few more because it's someone famous, then they'll forget about it. Uh, and I also don't think it's going to cause anyone to kill themselves who otherwise wouldn't have. If It's not going to get somebody who's like, you know what, this week sucked. Robin Williams got a bunch of accolades. I'm going to try this. <laughs> you have it's to not going to do that. What, what it is going to do, like. what it is going to do, though, is continue to propagate this victim culture that we have in the United States where everybody wants to be a victim because it doesn't matter why you're victimized or if you truly are, it's just you want people to feel bad for you. And so people are going to see this as another way of like, yeah, I'm just like Robin Williams. I feel like that all the time. And people are just fishing for attention and using it selfishly. And so I, I think we'll see that more than anything. All right, so here's where I stand on this whole thing. I think that there will be a little bit of positives that come out of this thing. I think that suicide and depression are going to... Someone is someone will do a special on it. I can imagine there'll be some ABC special ro- about Robin Williams. It'll be an hour long where they'll sit down and talk about him. And, Maybe a fundraiser or two. And, uh, yeah, some stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, very much so. There could easily be a fundraiser. Like, like I we hope joke, not. Yeah, totally. I hope not. I could just see a have. fundraiser Look, you, nah, kissing his you ass got for your an turn. hour. You got okay, your turn. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Simmer, motherfucker. All right, so look, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to hurt themselves because Robin Williams did it. Nobody's going, well, the genie did it. I might as well. Nobody is doing that. Um, I don't think. I think it might even prevent a suicide or two when people see the pain that maybe this has caused. I'd like to see his family on TV crying. Maybe that'd help keep some people from hurting themselves. But I think that Robin Williams was, a, was an excellent comedian. I think he's top 5%, top 10%. I think he was an excellent actor for the comedic films he did. I really enjoyed Good Morning Vietnam. I really enjoyed um, was it the Fisher King maybe and um, Good Will Hunting and uh, Dead Poets he has Society. One where he goes Poets to Society. A bunch of other boring shit. I didn't care for that. One. <laughs> uh, he, he, but but my point is, I feel like he was a very talented guy. He could do a lot of things to entertain people, and I liked yep. him. But it's, a, it's and it's a real shame that he killed himself. But I'm with you, you know, a, a little Woody, in the fact that I'm like. 
you know, let's not just spend all day going woe is me and feeling sorry for this guy. Like, he there's a quote and it's getting passed around a lot right now. It's on Vine. It's a big Vine, and it's a quote from Robin Williams. He say, and it, it's a, it's an anti suicide. Is it that uh, temporary that solution or permanent? Well, it was in a movie. Temporary solution. Oh, did he says that? It looks like he's on a talk show. Uh, it, I thought he said it in a movie. Well, the word no. It looks to me like he's on like Geraldo or something. What like was the Oprah. quote? The he quote, said, you "Oh know, no, it is for a movie. I've seen the movie. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem." And yeah. I swear I've and heard that so many times in so many places. I'm not sure we can attribute it to him. You know what no. people say all the time when the, the survivors of suicide attempts, especially the ones who really pulled the trigger to, for lack of a better word, the ones who shoot themselves and they live, the ones who jump off a bridge and they 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 make it. They the always say, as, "Yeah, yeah, the the the, the doers, not the thinkers." Um, the people who jump off that bridge they, they, and survive, they say, as soon as I left that railing, I immediately regretted my situation, my my decision, and completely wanted to live. And that's all I was thinking about on the way down to the water. They almost always say that. Because, now, the yeah. reason for that is because the ones who didn't say that went back up and jumped off the bridge a second time. First of all, mm-hmm. <laughs> they finished themselves I never off. Thought about that. Right, but there's this guy in my hometown who I, I don't I, I maybe he's dead because I haven't seen him in ten years. But when I was a kid, he was always walking around town, which is unusual because it's a community where if you want to get around, you really need a car. This isn't an, a sprawling metropolis where I am. And he walked. So and, and I asked my mom one day, I'm like, who's that guy? What's his deal? Because he's got an eye patch and he looks all weird. And she's like, well, he you know he's my age. I went to high school with him. Um, this girl left him. He uh, that, he, that he loved. And he tried to shoot himself in the temple, but he was too close to the uh, the uh, the eye socket. So the bullet went in there, blew his eyeball out, and exited his his skull from that point. And it didn't do any brain damage, but it made him hideous, one-eyed, no longer suicidal version of him. And in my opinion, losing the girl not worth killing yourself over. Losing the eye and like I don't know an eighth of your face, pretty good reason to kill yourself. Yeah, you could live in seclusion for a while, or get a you know cool hockey mask. There are I a lot like of solutions. I, I I'm sorry. I I'm pretty good, but I don't think I could get many girls with like <laughs> an eighth of my face, including one of my eyes gone, and the eye patch. And he he couldn't rock the eye patch either. Have you he, seen he those really 85 year olds with sexy young chicks? You have a wallet, dude. That's what you need. That's all you need. You can have those, no eyes, but if you, you pull need... up with a driver and a Lamborghini, you'll find your way. Look, just because you see a woman with a guy doesn't mean he's got that girl. It means he's entertaining that girl. Well, and yeah, but he's entertaining You see those 80-year-old guys with these 20-year-old chicks? I, I hear those girls and those guys interviewed all the time on shows like Howard Stern, and they're like, so did you sleep with him? And they're like, no, no, he just took care of me, and I, I sat in his car when we went places. Like, that's how those situations usually well, go. they're probably not admitting it because they don't want to feel like whores, because they are. Most of them. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, technically, yeah. they do have sex for money, if if that's the case. So, that, that is a very most good people watching this know my story. Uh, I tried to hang myself, and then the thing I was hanging from broke. And my immediate reaction was not like, "Oh no, I shouldn't have done this." It was, "Oh fuck, I can't even do this right." Like right. That, that was. That was. It's really insensitive to say that, but it's how I always feel about quote unquote attempted suicide. In the back of my head, you know, it's not a moment to make this joke, of course, but in the back of my head, I think to myself, so things were going so badly. You thought so little of yourself that you wanted to end it all, and you couldn't even get that right. Yeah, that that's that was my self appraisal. And you know, uh, that's in the back of my head. But of course, you'd never say that because what you what you're really yeah. feeling is. 
dude, we want you here. Don't do that, man. Temporary, you know, permanent solution, temporary problem, etc. Um, what did you? I what was your cordage of choice? Like, what, what was the thing wrapped around your neck? Um, it was a dog leash, and okay. so I well, the dog leash has okay. a hook on one end, and then I just looped it through like the handle part, and I put the mm. hook on. Um, it, in ah. our bathroom, we had a skylight. So I don't know if you've ever had a skylight, but you like attach a little rod to it and sort of spin it to make it go up and mm -hmm. down. And that I know little, exactly. Okay, yeah, that little hook is what I attached it to, and mm -hmm. um, it okay. seemed sturdy. It was like, uh, like imagine a half inch thick bolt. It screwed on to something that size, but I guess the thread stripped away or something because I was it was too heavy. It wasn't fat or anything. So like one fifty. So I think we've all expressed our. Uh, 17. Hmm. So you think we're done with Robin Williams? Uh, I, wanted... I loved Flubber in his movies. I think he's hilarious. Uh, I mean, you can't uh, compare him to his acting to... I mean, he wasn't like roles... the best person in Good Will Hunting just because he's not an actor like, you know... Dude, I thought he did just fine across from Matt Damon. Dramas. I thought... I and those he's scenes... good, though. He's he's very good. Like, 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 it think... wasn't an Oscar-winning performance. I think you nailed it. But I think... it was... Ju Perfectly I think he adequate. got an Academy Award for it. But I think Just Fine was is an apt description of his best role ever. Just Fine. <laughs> and no. it, if we're going to wrap up with the William Robin Williams topic, here's my take. Don't kill yourself. People are not going to treasure you in the way they did Robin Williams. It, it, they're going to be mad at you. Not unless you have a life like his, maybe. You go out there and do the things Robin Williams did, and they might, but... Don't kill yourself before you've at least made a mark on the world. That's right. the key to take away from all this. Go out there. Do something big. Make your mark on the world. And then kill yourself if you want. Were you really hedging Woody's don't kill yourself advice with just, like, exceptions and maybe if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. No. Well, I mean, yeah, it is really... He's, this is the first celebrity that died that I really actually is kind of like, wow, that sucks. Because, you know, I really liked all those movies. Like, Aladdin. Well. I was out of Aladdin when I was growing up. Loved it. Yeah, big fan of Aladdin. That was one of the movies. I heard them talking about that on the radio. They, they were like, you know, that was the first time that Disney went out and got themselves like a, a real celebrity to voice a character, and it, it actually got adults in there watching the movies and stuff. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I liked it. He, um, so this is the first wonder, celebrity you've ever, like, missed as they left? Uh, I Patrice O'Neal. I was like, oh, that really sucks. I well, didn't you knew like he that. was going. I, well, uh, yeah, so yeah. I felt bad. I felt bad about um, Tony Soprano. What what's his name? Uh, Gandolfini. Yeah, James Gandolfini. I didn't like that because I always had these. So so my reasons for missing celebrities are always very um, selfish because I don't know these motherfuckers. Well, yeah, right? We all are. We don't know them. Like I don't have any personal relationship with me. They're never gonna be like, "Hey, Kyle, I love how you watch my movies." They're never gonna say that. At, at best, I might see them somewhere and be get to say, "Hey, I love to watch your movies," and they don't give a shit. So when I lost, when we lost James Gandolfini, for example, I was like, "Shit, they'll never make that Sopranos movie. They'll never make <laughs> that like final season where like HBO ponies up and pays him, you know, thirty million dollars for another season, and we get to see like him on the." My idea for that, and I've said it before, is like, you know, the screen goes black, final episode. Open it back up. It was all a dream for like the last eight episodes. Tony's on the run from the. United States authorities. He's get he's he's got to go to Russia and get his money that he's hid hidden there. Then he's got to bounce across maybe to the old country in Italy with some old Ugh. school real Italian gangsters or something. He's the dream thing is so cringy and yeah, bad I hate though. The dream okay, thing. it doesn't have to be the dream. Okay, maybe he does get shot. Um, and you know, 
All right. How about this? He how about it? Shot, he wakes up in the emergency room. He wakes up in the emergency room. They're giving him CPR. He's scared to death. And now we we see him like on the run without the power he used to have, trying to regain his former position by by seeing oh, he's who in a turned coma. on him. How about this one? A coma for years, and then the whole series is just three seasons of grueling physical labor trying to get back <laughs> on top. Really training. Lots like, of montages, like montages of him really trying Lots to walk. Of well, I want to see him with maybe like one other friend who's still sticking by him as he tries to regain his position as as a top guy. And it's a it black would, coach. Come it on. Would be, it would probably be yelling for him. <laughs> if he had one person that was going to stick with him through it all, it'd probably be uh, Silvio. Silvio Dante, the guy who owned the strip club with the slick back black hair. Mm-hmm. Pauly, the guy with the wings in his hair. He's totally a like, like he done it multiple times. He'll run right out on you if the you know if the ship's sinking. But I've only seen a few episodes of that show. Every fucking episode, four times a piece. I love that shit. Got the box set and everything. But it, what about this little scenario? What if, um, it op- it starts right where the last one went off. Maybe a gunman comes in, and what if Meadow ca- shoots the gunman in the back? Because like, what what if she's like, what if you hear bang, 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 and you look and Tony's like got his arms thrown around his wife like a shielder from bullets. But it's Meadow. She shot a would-be shooter in the back, and they're like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here!" And they go on the run. Or how about this? How about uh, you see a gunman come in, shoot Tony <laughs> all up. Ideas. What? Oh, I thought about this. What if the the gunman comes in and lights Tony up, shoots him like three times in the chest? Everybody's screaming. Um, you see the ambulance roll up. They throw him on the stretcher. The gunman flees, of course. They throw him on the stretcher. They wheel him into the ambulance. The uh, paramedic looks back from the driver's seat. And it's fucking Pauly. He's like, "Got a good connect here, huh?" He's like, "You're damn right, Pauly." And it's like blood packs. He takes him off, and now he's on the run. He's faked his death, so the New York mob won't get him. And in, once I again, he's still got. He's supposed to go to Russia to get his money because that's where his money is. <laughs> I mean, I uh, if I knew who the characters were and what you're talking about, sure, <laughs> right? You don't know shit about any of this. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like. I would it. like it to end so, where they get him into the back of the ambulance, and then one of the paraplegics just whispers to him, "Buckle up," and then looks at the camera and winks, and then it goes to black. And that's it. <laughs> so that's it. So I was saying no that he missed broken. his favorite celebrity because um, you know, he just wanted more. I'll work never out of get. Him. Yeah, I'll never get I, more work. I've gone on both sides. There was one guy. No one's gonna know who he is, but his name was I think Tay Frege. It's I. He wrote a woodworking book, and he was old, and he was amazing as a woodworker. And I felt like the world lost a treasure when he was gone. You know, he wrote these great books. They were like the Bible for lots of woodworkers. But the other one where I'm right with Kyle. The Bible for woodworkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, Wouldn't that be the Bible? Isn't Jesus a woodworker? Uh, no. The, the Bible yeah, doesn't teach you how to sand, how to plane, how to do joinery. It doesn't teach you any of that shit. It teaches you how to get into heaven. Yeah, and Jesus was a rough carpenter. This guy was a Finnish carpenter. You don't know that. <laughs> that Jesus sucked ass at carpentry. I, I think, yeah. all right, get past whatever religious craziness you got going on in your head and, you know, the make-believe people and all. But if Jesus was indeed the Son of God and he was indeed a Jewish carpenter, I bet not only was his work fabulous, but it was expensive. We're making a lot very of assumptions expensive. on this thing. Yeah. And he's None of these things are assumptions. Yes. This isn't Macedonian marble. This is just <laughs> imposter shit. No, the, Another guy indeed... that I missed because I wanted more work, Heath Ledger. I wanted him to be in the next Batman. That was my next one. If I could get more than ten words in a row out. Then well, you he, can't. Heath Wait, Ledger... you were going to preface that when no one's going to remember Heath Ledger? No. No, not that they're going to... I didn't finish. God damn it. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, Heath Ledger was my other one. He did the Joker so well. And, and after he did the Joker so well, I went back and watched Brokeback Mountain, which also was a masterpiece in acting. Beautiful. And yeah, see, Kyle and I. 
and I loved uh, it, man. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Anyway, yeah, that was an amazing movie, and and when it was like, wow, he's so gone, so permanently gone that that everybody made out when. A lot of people made it out to be like when that movie came out that this was some sort that this was borderline gay porn, and uh, and my roommate at the time rented it and 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 he would oftentimes rent these odd foreign movies and stuff and kind of expose me to them if you will because I didn't have good movie taste at the time, and uh, he brings home Brokeback Mountain and it's just me and you know I'm 22 he's 25 and I'm like we're really gonna sit on the couch drink beer and watch Brokeback Mountain. Did together? you share a blanket? During this time, um, no, I sat on the recliner. He sat on the sofa, but I was, I was like, "We're really gonna do this, bro?" He, he's like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And I'm like, "All right, let's not tell anybody though." And so we sat down and <laughs> watched the thing. And I'm in my so, chair, crying. And first of all, in Brokeback Mountain, there, like when they do make out, there's so much self-loathing and fear in it that it's, 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 it's sad. It's not like you're not. I wasn't like, "Ew, guys kissing." I was like, Ugh. "Oh man, that's." fucked up they they feel that one way so strongly but they're so afraid to to actually feel it and express it because of all this stuff and they're just so tormented and jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger fucking made a masterpiece with brokeback mountain they really did. I, I remember i i cried a couple of times in that movie that's a sad fucking movie man very well made i really like heath ledger in a little known movie i think but it was called ned kelly have you guys see that i saw that i haven't i, like better than, I liked a knight's tale too Oh, yeah. Night's Tale. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that one. I, yeah, Night's Tale's not the one I liked him from. But it really, I just the big two, um, Batman and Brokeback Mountain. And I should check out, what was yours called? Ned Kelly? Ned Kelly. Yeah, I think it might be on Netflix. Be sure awesome. to watch The Brothers Grimm, too, if you want a real masterpiece. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> so, so what other actors have we lost that, uh, that it, you know... Oh, are, uh, uh, Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, huge one. He's great. He's a very. I I still haven't watched Capote. Another overdose. Yeah, Capote's great. It's on Netflix. It's It's like four hours. It's not. I'm gonna say quite that long. No, Capote was good. I think one of his best performances ever, and I'll tell you why. It's it's it was in Mission Impossible Three, which I know you might start making fun of me right now, but I think in Mission Impossible Three he played a villain that was so not it was so the antithesis of what you would expect like a supervillain yes. to be this sort of you know this sort of like chubby just like like uh, you know out, out of shape guy but he's so evil he's he's so uh un, unflinchingly and unchanged uh in in his ways um i think that one of the one of the I can't. I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but one of my favorite lines from that movie is when he's uh, when he's up in the uh, up in the plane getting interrogated uh, by by Cruz, and and he's going. Uh, he just starts asking him. He's like, "Do you have a wife or a girlfriend?" And and so Cruz just keeps interrogating him, but he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't stop. He just goes and he doesn't threaten. He doesn't like go outright with the big stuff. Like you know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna fucking murder her in front of you and make you. Wife. It's just the way he the way he delivered his threat. Right. He goes. He goes. Because if you do, I'm going to find her, and I'm going to hurt her. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to make her yell and scream out your name, and you're not going to be able to do shit. And, like, it's just how nonchalant he was about it and, like, how serious he was. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, a bone-chilling performance, I thought. And, um, it was like a complete yeah, was, sociopath saying it. Like, no it, fear yep. for himself. It felt real, and, and it felt like a real scary. It wasn't like, I'm going to kill your family. It no, was, there wasn't yeah. anger. There wasn't rage. It was just, it was super, like, mellow, just this is what's going to happen next, and you can't that's do anything concerning. about it. Yeah. Oh, man. He was and then great. he pre- I, and then there's this, I won't spoil it, but there's a scene later on where he executes someone, and you're just much. like, this guy is bad fucking ass. Like, this guy, this yeah. is a villain? This isn't a James Bond villain who's going to try to cut you in half with a laser, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. 
He's gonna. He's like, give me the thing I want. You won't. You have three seconds. This person yeah. dies. Three, two. No, don't do it. Bang. Oh and yeah. Just like, Holy shit. Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman play no shit. Exactly. Very so no nonsense. When Philip Seymour Hoffman died, I didn't know his name. Right. I was like, oh, you know, who is this? He guy? went to my high school. Fun little fact about him. He went to the same high school as me. Hmm. Were you and, friends? And, not like at the same like time. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> So you didn't know Philip Seymour Hoffman's name when he died. Thank you, Kyle. And and then I saw his picture and was immediately like, oh, right, I know this guy. And then I started appreciating his performances, right? Like they'd show clips from movies I saw. Like, um, was it called Mr. Wilson's War? Or Charlie Wilson's Charlie, War? Charlie, Charlie Wilson's War. War. Charlie Great Wilson's movie. War. And I'm like, right. I forgot how amazing that scene was. I was with the window in particular, and there were some so are others. Are you fucking kidding me? You tell me I just spent the last three years learning Mandarin for nothing? And he's like, why are you not making me the bureau chief? It's just like, yeah. this guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and he's like, you know, you're lucky I don't fire you. You and I both know why you're not firing me. Because you're fucking this chick, and they're like the, your co-worker's <laughs> girl. And, and yeah. And then they started showing clip after clip, and I'm like, wow. I didn't realize how much this guy owned every scene. Who played Walter White? What's that guy's name? Scott Cranston or something? Brian Cranston? Yeah, Brian, 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 Brian Cranston. I didn't realize what a good actor he was, and then he started killing it in Breaking Bad. As Philip Seymour Hoffman is every bit was every bit the actor that Brian Cranston was. And I it wasn't until he died and I started rewatching his scenes that I, I was like, wow, that you guy's ever, incredible. Uh, you ever see that Adam Sandler movie, Punch Drunk Love? I don't think Philip so. Seymour, I think it may be on Netflix. It's Adam Sandler's probably best movie. It's the one I like the most. He's still playing that goofy character who occasionally goes into fits of rage. But um, this, but it, the movie is about what if like that guy from like uh, Billy Madison or um, what's the one where he played golf? Happy Gilmore. What if the guy from Happy Gilmore was real and he had to live not in this make-believe golfing world where he's going to become, you know, he's getting subway endorsements. What if he had to live in this world? And that's what Punch Drunk Love is. He's really fucked up. He's got a really overbearing family, so you see the source of his fucked up mental situation. And uh, he goes into these rages he can't explain. He gets these crying fits he can't explain. And um, there's a but Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a, a part in the movie, and it's a small role. But he's just so intense, even in that role. And Cap you mentioned Capote before. It's really, really good. And he he yeah, does this accent the whole time that's odd. It's, I guess it's what Capote sounded like. Um, you like what do you re you really like uh, Brian Cranston? I do. Yeah, I do. I, do, you, do you like Kiefer Sutherland at all? I you know I don't think I've seen much of his adult work. I don't. Twenty four. Uh, oh. like the, you know he's most known for the show. Yeah, and it, well, for old people like me, he's most well, yeah. known for that. <laughs> what was the vampire movie? Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah, Lost thanks. Boys. <laughs> but, he's the but, one known for delivering every line the same. Exactly. That, well, that's why I asked, because yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of Brian Cranston stuff, but I saw him in, I think he was in Drive, and uh, I guess uh, the new uh, Godzilla. And of course, I watched every season of, of Breaking Bad. Um, I just kind of felt like he could... Similar to Kiefer Sutherland, he he basically could kind of only do one role, which for Brian Cranston is kind of the clumsy, slightly clueless old guy, right? Like like dad figure. And I felt like in in all those all of his roles in any the ones that I've seen anyway, he just kind of could do that one role. He could do it really well. Don't get me wrong. Just like Kiefer Sutherland, he can play a counter terrorist agent really well. <laughs> no no one's gonna no one's gonna play a, a you know a, a special operative better than him. But when you talk about range, I just didn't, I didn't know it necessarily feel that was there with Brian Cranston. I didn't I watch did. 24 much Anthony because Hopkins. I felt like it, it was Hopkins a, is great. 
Yes. Anthony Hopkins said that Brian Cranston's performance in Breaking Bad was the greatest acting he'd ever seen. So I didn't watch Twenty Four much. It felt like an advertisement for waterboarding. Like it, like the whole thing seemed like this <laughs> big pro bush. Like You're you lucky know, if you get waterboarded on that show. Yeah, it, it, it not just waterboarding, but the whole like Torture let's dump money get... into the NSA. Like I know Fox News fucking loved Twenty Four. Everyone who watched the show religiously seemed like you know yeah it, this is a real Fox. life thing, and and it, so that was a thing. But um, uh, with the Breaking Bad, uh, Brian Cranston, I don't agree with your criticism like there are times where he plays the goofy dad like the malcolm in the middle stuck there in his underwear then there's that monologue he gave where you know a fortune 500 i run an organization the size of a fortune 500 company you think i'm scared i'm the one who knocks like that yeah. that stuff you know what's my name what's my name you know my name you're um heisenberg you're goddamn right i am like that stuff to me was it was a it was drastically different than the the guy that he well, was like in front of his no, son. You're, you're not wrong. That's not drastically different than the guy, he, than the goofy dad one. But, but like, okay, between those two things, right? Like, those are kind of the things. He, he could be like the super ominous, angry guy, or he can be this kind of like goofy, clumsy old man guy. And and so you know, but I think I guess my point is that like I I don't know. And everything that I've seen, I guess I I have to admit I haven't seen a huge uh, variety of his work. Um, but it just kind of came off as like those were those were his roles because I went when I was going to see Godzilla I was expecting to see like this different Brian Cranston it was just kind of the same guy kind of like this guy coming on coming a little unhinged you know and like, I do see where you're coming from like I imagine if he was in a romantic comedy he'd play the Malcolm in the Middle guy and then if he's in an action go. movie he'd play the Breaking Bad guy and if he was in some sort of romance. He'd play the Malcolm in the Middle guy, and then you know, if you put him, I mean, in there's comedy, gonna be some middle ground there. Oh, you remember Tim Watley from Seinfeld? <laughs> what? Dentist, the dentist character from from Seinfeld, Tim Watley. Oh yeah, he is Tim Watley. So yeah. there is some middle ground between telling yeah. Reese to not stick his dick in a toaster and telling someone <laughs> he's gonna cut their fingertips off selling meth in his area. You anti-dentite bastard. Are you guys ready for a new topic? <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Yep. So. There are two men facing a, attempted murder charges in Maryland because they tried to forcibly remove an insane clown posse tattoo from their roommate's arm because they felt that he hadn't earned the right to wear it. They tried to burn it off? Uh, totally agree. <laughs> or like grind it, grind it off? At first they like... tried to carve it off, and when that Car. didn't work, they doused his arm with a flammable li liquid and set him on fire. He you was know, left on the floor for hours before he was discovered and rushed to the hospital in a burn unit. I don't care for that. Uh, so first of all... So you're anti-burning yeah. your roommate? This is a brave yeah, stance a you're bit. taking. What kind of roommates were these? <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Like, these first are jubbalos. You do that to, to me, you better fucking kill me, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> you hold me down and start carving on me and set me on fire. That's... Dude. Juggalos. I can do anything I want to you, and, and everybody will understand. I've got a thing for Juggalos, man. Like, Juggalos in my head are the most full-of-shit tough guys in the history of full-of-shit tough guys. I have, like, Juggalos up here on one shoulder and people who wear tap-out shirts up here on the oh, other shoulder yeah. as the most full-of-shit, not-really-tough-guys who like to think they're tough guys. What if you wore the tap-out shirt <laughs> with your face painted like a Juggalo? Then you would be so full-of-shit, it would come Spouting out of your ears like the like I, uh, fucking Robin Williams and Genie in so Aladdin. I I, uh, I recently saw um, I like watching Howard Stern interviews on YouTube because I, I really like it as a as a, a video thing going. rather than 
So the 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 insane clown posse was on the show, and this guy called in and starts talking shit to him. So they start talking shit back, He's like, and, and it of course progresses to I'll whip your ass. We'll bring it on, bro. And the guy's like, I'll be right there. Yeah. So so keep in mind the the insane clown posse people. They actually seem like big guys. Are they like six three, six four? I don't know about that. One of them definitely looks like like he's maybe. To me, if I had to guess, I'd say one of them's like five ten or eleven, and like sixty pounds overweight, maybe more. And the other one is more like six one and like thirty pounds overweight. You could be right, but yeah, I view them both as kind of like overweight but stronger than average big men. And the 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 guy who called in and was like, "Who? I'll be right there. I'll fuck you up." He it looked to me like like he was shorter than Gary Delavante, right? Was he like five nine or something? Black the guy, guy that came in looked like he could whip their ass. You think? I, 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 yeah, totally. Anybody, dude, I don't know. So maybe the face paint makes him look like a pussy. Hmm. But that dude that came in there, I felt confident could have whipped either of their asses. And they both knew it and they both backed down. They backed like, the I'm not going to. They yeah. backed the fuck They started down. like and dodging Howard, and going back. Like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I wasn't serious about all that. Like, they, they so pussied out. Yeah, I don't need all that, man, getting violent up in here and shit. This is about entertainment. And yeah. It's like, no, you just fucking challenged me to fight. Either fuck you, pussy. Yeah, yeah, you're they're, an asshole. They're like, so, why would I do that? Well, no, we had prior agreed to do this. Why, why are you backing out now? Like, yeah, the guy walked in and made the insane clown posse look like the insane clown pussies. So oh! this guy with the <laughs> with the tattoo carving or whatever. <clears throat> so he died. Uh, no, I, I get there attempted murder charges. So I'm guessing he lived. Yeah, oh, they got him to the well, hospital. They, they found him. Got him to a hospital. Yeah, he's yeah, they should go to prison. To- yeah, absolutely. Let him rot. I felt like this was a rhetorical topic that that Woody just wanted to talk about because it was so insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Obviously, obviously, these guys need to need to you know they need to go to jail. We're not Whatever discussing their face whether or not the they're bad. <laughs> so what do you think? Are you pro carving yeah, where do you, where tattoos where do you that people don't deserve on? <laughs> I'm um, anti lighting my friends on fire. Frankly, that's that shitty. Anyone is for it. I wonder if there's any insane clown pussy people out there who are saying, like, I don't know, if he didn't deserve the word a tattoo, then then they they had a a strong argument. He wasn't a real juggalo, man. He wasn't down with the It sounds like there are people who would defend the actions of those two guys. It sounds like there's probably people in the world that that would defend them. Yeah, but those people wear face paint so you can disregard it. You know... There's this one picture that, that I always see on the internet, um, and it's I guess it's at an Insane Clown Posse uh, concert or something, and there's like a bunch of naked chicks with their faces painted, and I was like, there's no way those concerts are like that. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. That they, that there's like three hot fucking chicks completely naked other than their faces being painted. Who got hired to be there? Who yes. got Looking hired to be there. Overweight, bad-skinned fucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's... Uh... I don't have words for the insane clown posse. I they, used to I used to think they were cool back when I was a kid. Like I would listen to them and be all angry and stuff. And <laughs> I would listen to that's them what Eminem is for. Nobody gets me. Yeah. That's what Eminem is for. If you're an angry white kid, I, I never understood the, the the face paint. Quite frankly, I thought it was a bit silly. Um, but, and, and it's the same reason I, th- I thought that like professional wrestling was was silly. You know, it's like you know people hanging swinging from the sky and wearing face paint and stuff and. I just never yeah. got into it. If you yeah, have face paint and it's not Halloween and you're over five years old, just get your life under control. What's more absurd to you, pro wrestling or reality TV? Uh, I've reality really never TV. watched much pro wrestling, honestly. But, 
So pro wrestling, I actually don't hate. I watched it when I was a young kid. When I when I was it's entertaining. Five, six, five six. It's entertainment. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I was five, six, seven years old, and occasionally there will be someone out there who is a little bit more talented than the average like goofball they get in there to wrestle. Um, they're actually, you know, they've got whatever that thing is that makes them entertaining. The Rock is a good example. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is a good example. Randy um, John Cena, not so Stone much. Cold at, Steve Austin, what the hell? Yeah. Well, his movie career wasn't that great. A guy like John Cena. <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking of people who were, you're right, he was very entertaining. I liked him. But I liked Goldberg, too. But I'm thinking of people who kind of transcended the sport because they were so talented. And that's, that's guys like The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Um, John Cena, though, I don't personally care for him. I think he makes shitty movies. And he just lied about doing steroids in the Stern show. And it's just like, come on, just tell the truth. We all know you're doing steroids. The guy is huge. Look at this thing. What, was, what movies was John Cena in? Uh, the Marine, I think. It, they're, they're like B-level action movies where he's just killing people. And it, you know, he's he's a bootleg Schwarzenegger or something. They're just not good, I don't think. Yeah, they just fucking yeah. both left us. All right, so I'm going to delve into his topic list then. What's the next one here? Oh, the War Machine guy. So you're familiar with that UFC fighter known as the War Machine or War Machine? I've heard about it. I don't know what the what. Tell me about the topic. So he's a UFC fighter, and uh, he dated this porn star. Um, I don't have her name here, but she's really good looking. Um, you have a picture? And, yeah, let me do that. Let me get that. Have her name. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the whole thing. So he was dating this porn star, and um, they got into some kind of altercation, and he beat her terribly. Like she's covered with bruises, like over a dozen broken bones in her face. Um, he tried to rape her but couldn't get hard. He saw, he cut off her hair with a dull knife. The war like it was machine. a re- yeah, yeah, dude. I liked the war machine when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Like that was my first introduction to him. And um, you know he was kind of a fuck up there, but you could sort of get on board with him. And then you know I watched him through his UFC career, and then I forget where he was there with Bellator. I think after that. And um, he's a solid, not quite UFC C level, but very good, like AAA if you're a baseball guy level MMA fighter and um, he beat the tar out of that woman huh and he tried pretty, to uh, pretty, so pretty, I you know, read her way to change your opinion right is <laughs> to change people's opinion of you is is beat the shit out of a girl and try to rape her yeah so I, I sent you guys a link it's it's from PerezHilton.com forgive me but um, it's got a picture of Christy Mack his porn star girlfriend I, yeah that's her name um, very attractive uh, girl um, if you like tattoos especially and uh, if you scroll down, you got some tweets from War Machine himself, which, whatever. And then if you scroll down below that, you get some pictures of her um, in, the, in the hospital bed. And you can see her thighs are just, there's a bruise on her thigh that's just a foot, a foot long and, you know, eight inches wide. Her face is beaten and broken. Like, he beat the fuck out of this chick. And he, and he cut her hair off with a dull knife. And then he tried to rape her and couldn't get hard. And she literally had to, like, escape the house. Does your link have the letter? I don't see the link here. The link. Hasn't this happened before? The same person? He says that he was fighting for his life. Yeah, he said, I, he said, I found myself in the fight of my life. He's a, he's a trained UFC fighter. And, yeah. called, and, War uh, called War Machine. Called War Machine, and he was fighting for his life. With Christy a- Mack, the porn star. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you know, she can take so some wait a punches. minute. He went in there and beat her up and tried to rape her, right? In and reality, cut off her hair were, with a dull knife. They were both just doing their jobs. 
Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> pretty dark. <laughs> Wait, but okay. Seriously, this I, I feel like I've seen this exact same story before. Has this guy, War Machine, beaten his porn star girlfriend before? This has to have happened before. Uh, it, has, before. it has, it has. But no, it, not at this level. She never went to the hospital before. Oh, but this has happened. Yes. Okay, yeah, so then, go on. come on. Get out of there, lady. Yeah, if you like, go to you the link I gave happen. you, uh, she details it all. It would take like three minutes to read. I don't know if that's a good idea. But um, he came over unannounced, and just like Kyle said, he kind of laid it out there. They had broken up in May, if, if this is old, this is August, as this is recorded. Mm. And um, so they've been broken up for months. He went in there, he beat the hell out of another guy that was in there. But they, he didn't, like, catch him having sex or anything. I don't know if they were um, uh, sexually or... I don't know if they had a platonic or a sexual relationship, but he beat the hell out of the guy, and then he beat the hell out of her for a while until eventually... Was he looking for a better knife? Is that how she escaped? Yeah, 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 he was. She heard him ruff, like ruffling through the drawers in the kitchen. She assumes looking for a sharper knife, and that's when she ran out the back door and um, found some neighbors who kind of rescued her and took her to the hospital. Yeah, what a shit. So man. here, I'll put images of her scumbag. on the show. This is what she looks like. This is how beat up she was. Yeah, we often talk about how uh, every now and then, you know, women need a good beating. But this... <laughs> This just doesn't feel like that kind of situation. What a real yeah, piece definitely of not. shit. Especially someone who's a fucking professional fighter, right? Like 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 somebody whose job is to beat people up. He he, he could have done it any way he wanted. Like if it, let, let's say that she got out of hand, went crazy and like came after him and he needed to restrain her. This is a guy who knows how to do it without hurting her at all, without putting a bruise on her body. Yeah, yeah he, that wasn't he, the he, case, right? It's it he like, beat this woman terribly. I am and not everyone will agree with this, but I don't mind the guy winning the fight. For example, let's say that there's a hypothetical situation where the guy is pretty innocent. The girl takes offense or whatever and starts hitting the guy. You know, oh, you think you're going to get away with that? And slaps him. I don't mind her getting twice what she dished out. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of guys think the guy should either just take the hit and do nothing in response or come back and match it at the most. But, um, you know, if you're going to start a fight, I think it's okay for the other I, guy to finish it. I think you should match it because, I mean, like, it's just like because they weren't taught as kids not to hit others like little boys were as much because they know that they're not. there's no, there's no punishment. There's no accountability for hitting someone in their head. So you got to just come back like the same which is already risky enough, don't want to go to prison, uh, just to show, like, yeah, you can't do that. You don't just want to be like, oh, yeah, they just bam, like just your big man fist right in their face. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not fair. There's some level in between, I think, that's right. Like, like what you describe as big man fist busting them leaves you with a Christy Mack situation, right, where she's, like, in the hospital all destroyed. Yeah, that's clearly that's too far. Too that's much. too far. But if, for example, he wanted to use his big let's get away from war machine in my hypothetical situation where she slaps first and you want to slap back with your big man hand in such a way that she's like holy shit i had no idea slaps hurt this much you have my approval yeah well okay if it's a slap see then i think we're on the same page see reciprocity there that's you reciprocity. have you ever struck a woman taylor uh, when don't I? Honestly, it's a daily. <laughs> just I'll, I do the knockout game. I just run up behind him in like you know Walmart and just pop him real quick, grab my Doritos, and get out of there. because they drop right down. Have I you? Only, yeah, um, only once, and it was because she wanted me to. And I've told the story before, but I don't know if I've told you. And I know JD's never heard it, but yeah, um, I don't think you've told me. 
Um, basically, I picked up this chick at a hotel one night while I was working, and it was late at night, and she was crying, and I was like, aha, opportunity knocks. <laughs> so I, I slid over there next to her on the park bench and, you know, hit on her for about an hour and then got her back to my hotel room. And long story short, she liked it rough, and, and that was something I had never experienced to the level that she liked it. She was, she was like, I want you to slap me. And I'm just like, in the face? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, yeah. And I'm just like, like with my hand? She's like, yeah, what else? And I'm like, I don't know. How hardcore are you? Maybe I get a shoe out. What do you want? A shoe? She's, she's like, yeah, I want you to slap me in the face with your hand. And I'm like, you know, a, a couple, we go back and forth a couple times. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Because I got a big hand. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm a man. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. So I give her a little love tap. It, it, it's just, just a, little, a little tap. And I'm, she's like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, you really want me to do this? And she's like, yeah. So, so the second time I slapped her, um, and it wasn't that hard, but it was enough that it would have made your, it made her face pink. And she was like, come on, pussy. I'm not here all day. And I was pow, <laughs> slapped the shit out of her. Like I would have slapped a man or something. Like, like <laughs> I was like, well, fuck you. Have a slap for real. And, I, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, you fucking kidding me? So she liked to be slapped. So I slapped her around a, a good bit that night. And then the next day came around, and my, my cousin had had to spend the night in the truck because I had taken the hotel room we were sharing and fucked this girl all night. And uh, so he rolls in at like 7 in the morning, just groggy as he can be. He, he looks awful, just big dark circles under his eyes, and he's muttering to, to himself. Meanwhile, the girl's in the shower. And uh, he, he's just like, I can't believe you did this shit. This was supposed to be our room. And he's like, if you're going to kick me out, you could have just said it. And I was like, man, I didn't know it was going to be all night. I could have gotten you another hotel room. I feel really bad about this, but it's really her fault. And right about that time, she comes out the door, and I go, this is all your fault. And I slap the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousin goes, holy shit! And she's just, she loves it. She's, you know, she's perfectly cool with it. And she's, I think she, she knew what was going on pretty much because I, I kind of clued her in earlier. She's just like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's okay. He's like, God damn, Kyle, you can't be slapping women. And I'm just like, I'll slap her again. <laughs> Dude, you, you played that right by easing into it because that's the kind of thing where like it's better to get told like, oh, come on, bitch or pussy. Yeah, like totally. to do it harder. Like you can't just lead into it like, oh, here we go. What if I give her like, a... Yeah, what if I give her a smack and, and then she be went, like, I'm more into little taps. No, like, what if I'd given her a real smack and she went, You should have surprised her, like, just been like, all right, you ready? And then you just box her ears really maybe hard. Just, maybe just give her a jab to the nose. Just pop her in the <laughs> nose. Just punch her. <laughs> what, you don't like that? I thought you liked it rough. <laughs> no, but, but, but that's the only time that I've, uh, that I've struck a woman. Uh, and she wanted it, and I couldn't talk her out of it. Was it satisfying after a while? Like, oh, this is great. It was weird. It was weird to do it. I, I, I neither enjoyed it nor hated it. It was just it. a thing you did. It was just a thing. It would be like if she asked me to, like, you know, I don't know, spank her feet or, like, rubber belly. It was like, I, I'm, all right, I'm not getting anything out of this, but if that's your deal, sure, have a slap. Oh, big belly rubber. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, you know, something weird that's not sexual or, and it's, it's just, I'm not into it, I don't want to do it, but yeah, if you want to do it, I'll do it, I'll slap yeah, you. Just a little yeah. Just Friends belly rub. Uh-huh. JD, well, have you, you ever hit a girl? No, I've not, like, n not like in that way, um, but I have had to l restrain a girl before, but again, this is going back to that story, it's like it's absurd that this guy is trying to pretend like he was fighting for his life because I have dated like a like a, a manic girl before you know th throw a knife at your head type manic um, you know I, I'm a gun owner try, trying to rush for my guns and you know before I could lock it up and I didn't realize she was gonna go into a bipolar episode at that moment and was it because um, of the ghost know, perk 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> yeah, last stand. Um, so, you said there wouldn't be last stand! She throws in that thing. And, and and so like you know and and this is this is after you know hours of me trying to just get her out of the house and to leave the house because she had done you know she was trying to hit me and stuff and um so you know I, I had to, I was just like I have to call the cops and then at that point shit that's when she like lunged at me because I was I was on my phone and she tried to tackle me so I was like at this point I, I and I I also have a gun in one hand because again I was trying to lock it up in the safe from an hour ago when we started arguing and and uh, and so um you know. The, it, I had to restrain her, but I was able to thoroughly restrain her. So, I mean, she had some bruises and, and some scratches, but, um, you know, nothing from me, like, winding up and striking. And the cops came, and they understood what happened. And um, so, I mean, I actually had a so, – so, like, when, when it is justified, um, when you're putting your hands on a woman, I feel like it's pretty obvious, and, and the police make the right decision because, at least in my experience, they kind of – it was pretty clear what had happened. Hmm. I want to know more about your gun collection. How many guns do you have? Uh, I have six guns. Okay. I have uh, three pistols, and I have, I have an AR, a shotgun, and a. I actually have a, a like a old nineteen, like nineteen thirties era Mosin Nagant. Nice. Action. Yeah. Six two. This is how it begins. So you're <laughs> like, you know what? I've got nothing that's lever action. Well, bear in mind, I've lived in California for the last like almost seven years, so the, it's it's tough being a gun owner in California now. Here in the lovely state of Georgia. Uh, it's much more. Um, you can hunt with silencers here. Conservative. There's yeah, I've heard that you can. You can. So, like, if you even had a threaded bore in California, that's like a felony weapons charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Thirty-three states now allow allow hunting with suppressors. It's it's wow. the the hope the hope is, and the hope that a lot of suppressor companies have, and a lot of NFA advocates is that eventually they'll be off the registry, so you can just go to a store and buy a suppressor, just like you buy a gun, and you don't have to go through the, the two hundred dollar tax stamp, dealing with the ATF, dealing with um the waiting period. You can just go in and buy your silencer. and It uh, should be like you buy a gun accessory. Like, you know, if you buy a gun, I don't know about Georgia, but in my state, you kind of register. If it's a pistol, there's a waiting period, and, you know, unless you're concealed carry. But if I wanted to buy, say, a stock or um, what's a gun accessory, like a flashlight or something, then it's no big sight. deal. A sight. Yeah. Thank you. you then uh, That's how I think a suppressor should be. I think it should be like a gun. Um, really? Uh, yeah. Why? Um, You don't want a bunch of unsuspecting animals getting killed by a little ping, and they don't know what's happening. Well, no, it's not about this. Yeah. Well, I want I want there to be a little bit of respect for it because if you mishandle a suppressor and you use it wrong, unlike a sight, um, you can blow your gun up and hurt yourself and injure others. So because sometimes oh, so suppre- suppressors have a lot more value on the black market for you know on like the, the criminal side of things than a than a sight does. Um, so you know I, I think that tr- tracking the the Distribution and the sale of that is good. I'm I'm all for very well, private. Kyle, do you it agree with on... that, that? That there's a lot more value in the criminal world for a suppressor. Um, than, a, nah, than an iron nah, sight. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I feel like the whole idea that suppressors are like an, an excellent tool for assassins, where they can go from hotel room to hotel room and silently kill people with just a thump thump. Is these are facts. <laughs> like, that's not as what suppressors I... are like. Yeah. As far as I know, and, and and I don't think anyone's ever been killed by a legal machine gun, and I don't think anybody's ever been killed by a legal silence. Um, people have been killed by legal machine guns. People have been guns. killed by, by legal war, silencers, definitely. Yeah. But, but the thing about <laughs> it is, there, 
they're not silent. They, and a lot of the, a lot of people don't want you to call them a silencer. First of all, the guy who invented the first one, a guy, a guy named Maxim, he also invented a little machine gun you might have heard of. He called it a fucking silencer. The guy who invented it did. The Henry Ford of silent of suppressors called it a silencer. So I can call well, it. Well, come on, it's good marketing. It's yeah. good marketing. You're not gonna hedge your bets with your branding. Get a silencer. So keep you off the hood. This is my this is my kind of okay shooter for the year. Or are you gonna <laughs> say it's the best shooter of the year? Right? <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, but I wish they were over the counter because they're 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 fun to use and. For the most part, they're just lowering the no the noise to the point where you don't need ear protection and you don't piss off your neighbors. Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, yep. George is much better uh, with with the gun laws. You can have anything you want here. Yep. Yep. Except for an interracial marriage, still in the way. <laughs> don't fucking try it, because we got suppressors. Uh, uh, but the hunting thing is going to be cool. I I'm looking forward to doing some hunting with uh, with suppressors. Ready for a new topic? Nice. All right. Sure. Here, this ties into something we talked about last week. Remember last week we had the video footage of the Taliban people having sex with a goat? Non-consensual sex. Yes. Non-consensual sex. Well, this poor fellow, the Saudi man, tried to have sex with a donkey. And here you see his dead body <laughs> next to the donkey. Um, it looks like he tried to have sex with the donkey. He tied it to his car. And then the donkey... Um, it kicked him in the face and then three strong kicks to the chest and the guy died next to the donkey, still Apparently tied to the car. Apparently he suffered for some time before dying next to the angry animal. <laughs> I love the name you know of this what? website, Opposing Views. We're going to take a different stance on this Saudi goat rapist. <laughs> like, I hope somebody came in after this evil fucking... What was it, a donkey? Yes. It was a goat. After... After this horrible, well, they've got a picture of like a mule here. So I'm, I'm, wait, wait, before you go, I'm really interested in in where you're headed on this. Donkey. He called somebody evil. I'm not sure if the donkey. The donkey's is the, bad... the evil guy. He's the one that killed this poor man. Somebody's going and rape that donkey. Good. Show him who's boss. See, the, so the donkey rapist is okay in your book, but well, I didn't say he was okay, but he didn't deserve to get kicked to death. I think he did. Really? Just because it's you know, I'd I'd rather people who want to have sex with donkeys not be out there alive. Nah, I don't care if they want to fuck. It doesn't, that doesn't affect me. Yeah, I think oh, like, just sex. like what Woody said a few years ago. Like, if you're doing it to a chicken, like you're an asshole because like uh, you like you, if Dude, you're raping you a chicken, you, you have no control over it. But if it's a donkey, that animal has the capacity clearly to get you off of it, and so you can yeah. take your chances, but you might get kicked. So you're to death. saying there's no such thing as human on donkey rape because if it wasn't consensual, the donkey would stop it from happening, right? Maybe just if like, it was like, like Brock Lesnar pinning it down. Yeah. But if, other than that, if I were to have thinking. sex with the grizzly bear, that only happens when the bear wants it to. True. Yeah, you're not pinning that thing down, <laughs> seducing this mama bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a chicken, on the other hand, you know that can Come happen. Here, even Smokey, I got something to show you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smokey. Yeah, that donkey. Um, I think somebody needs to go in and rape it real good. Um, show it who's boss, and they mm -hmm. need a big penis too, because I don't know if you ever seen a donkey poop, but. I don't have the girth to hurt a donkey's feelings, much less its ass. <laughs> I have not watched donkey poop before. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I have to look it up. I've seen a donkey poop, and I, I'm sure that if I was back there going to town, at work, at the most, he'd get a little itch. I need this on the PKA subreddit, like some sort of Kyle on a on on like a sunset beach that says, mm. "I don't have the girth to hurt a donkey's feelings, much less its ass." Make that happen. <laughs> Put it in a T-shirt. 
That's a good quote. <laughs> t-shirt, yeah, that's a good yeah. that could be a t-shirt as well. I like no, it. I, I, I don't care if other people want to, you know, get get it on with animals. And I always feel bad when I see that, like, I don't know, some guy, some girl, like, got caught fucking her dog, and now they got her on charges or something like that. It's, you know, do your own thing in your own time. I'm not going to judge. As long as you're not hurting any people, and you know, as long as you're not torturing any animals, which I don't think fucking them is torture, personally. No, not the way well, I do Well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not an animal. You know, and, and you ever wonder why you can, you, you know, you can butcher that animal. You could butcher your dog and eat it. And nobody would say shit. You totally people can't. would say something. Yeah, they'd say dogs. things. Yeah. It depends they'd on the part say of the world things. You're in. They'd say things, but you could do it at, right there. You could go outside your place in Atlanta, but have your dog butchered and have the meat hanging up. Nobody can say shit. I see where you're headed on this, but I think with dogs you're wrong. I think they'd call that animal yeah. cruelty. No, you can kill that thing and eat it. Totally. There's no way you can just grab a terrier, take it down to your local butcher shop, ask for a few cuts of meat. As long as you kill it in a humane it. way. You can totally kill any animal and eat that fucker as long as it's not a protected species. Is this like one of those like weird, weird state laws? Like you can't carry <laughs> no, ice cream cone in your just back pocket law. in Kansas. Like nobody's gonna stop you from from butchering your dog and eating it. They're just not. No, this is just Georgia. Good old Georgia law. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you could totally. I bet more. Uh, I bet more dog gets eaten in L.A. than does in Atlanta. We don't need we don't need dog down here. Think about what you're saying. You, we can't be in we can't be into incest and eating dog. It's one or the other, Taylor. I bet dogs are all dark meat. You know, I have mm. the same feeling. I know a guy who mm. ate a dog. I could ask him. Hmm. Green but guy. ethnicity is He's white. Um, apparently, um, guys who are in the Marine Corps who who end up like traveling around the world and staying a lot of bases. Um, yeah. They'll be a lot of times they're bored and they got their guns and there's lots of there's in certain countries there's tons of like stray dogs because they don't have like you know, all the stuff that we, you know, the Humane Society, ASPCA and all that stuff that's like neutering animals and mm-hmm. taking care of them and, you know, euthanizing them when, when it needs to be done. They don't have that, so there's tons of stray dogs. You saw it in Brazil recently with the World Cup. So, like, these Marines would shoot a fuck, you know, they, they're tired of eating whatever chow is, so they'd shoot a dog and eat it. They'd barbecue the motherfucker outside on the base. And it's well, if you're going to eat a dog, at least barbecue it. Don't make it die in vain. How would you want your dog prepared, and what kind of dog would you want to eat? Uh, something with a lot of lean protein, maybe a greyhound. Mm. A lot of meat there too. Yes. I'm thinking a chubbier dog. I, th- I think like a like a lab, like a family dog lab, would be like nicely marbleized. And mm. um, I'm thinking Marbled. a a campfire would be an ideal way to cook it, and then just slow cover roast it. With, it. So like some salt and pepper. I was. I would just throw the whole thing in the microwave. Mm, alive. No. I was alive. thinking that. <laughs> I, I honestly think a small dog would be best because I imagine it like like I've seen um like wh- how it looks when you like you just cook like a squirrel or a varmint like that. You know, you just you basically gut it, skin it, and mm-hmm. you take the whole thing and skewer it and roast it on a fire. I'm imagining a pug like that. Those things got no reason to be alive. Okay, like those things are so inbred and fucked up. Pugs don't need to be alive. They're looking at us and and they know we did that to them. They know we we fucked them up. No, they don't. They're fun- they're retarded dogs. As far as they dogs know, something's go, wrong with them. They're not supposed to be that way. But I would totally eat a dog. Um, it, if if I were at a restaurant and they were like, "Would you like some? Would you like to try a sampler of dog?" I would totally say yes. Like, I would do. I, I like to. I like to exp- especially like local cuisines. I like to experience local cuisines. So if I was in a part of the world where that was like just part of the menu, I would. Mm-hmm. I would try it. So you, yeah, you never go on TV. Further. I want little placards with details about their lives, their names, how old the they were when they died, uh, what kind of hobbies they like. This uh, this is uh, Trevor. He liked running through the grass on sunny days. And then you this dip Trevor in a little bit of barbecue sauce. 
pictures of his favorite bone. They grew up with him. You want obituaries on your menu? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> exactly. I want to know. I want to know the names of the people who loved these animals. I'll take it one step <laughs> I want further. Them to watch. How are you going to take it a step further? Go on. I want to pick my own dog. I want to go in the back room and and see and find a yappy one that really annoys me and be like, yeah, that Shih Tzu right there. I want him barbecued and smothered in onions. Let's go a step further. How about this back room has doors and doors, like a kennel? And not only are you picking the dog, but you're removing it from the children that it's raised with, right? Mm, so you're like, yes. you know, that kid looks fucking bratty. I'll take his dog and then cook him up and eat it. And they're orphans, like so it's it. all they have. So, <laughs> so sort of a scenario where, like, and I imagine this being a scenario where, like, maybe the kid asked for a dog that didn't take care of it like he promised, and his parents have brought him to this as a punishment, and he's just standing there and like with, like, eight other kids. Same deal. This is like a scared yes. straight type thing, except we're actually going to eat their dog, take the dog, and we fucking make them eat some of it. This could be a service. We, I, I think there's a business idea here, right? Except that we don't take every dog. We just bring in, like, ten families. And then maybe one of them serves reality as show. an example to the other nine. Hmm. I'd like a reality show where if you lost, maybe you took care of your dog, but your dog dies anyway. Like, like it doesn't matter. That, forget about the whole you didn't take care of your dog, now someone gets to eat it. Maybe it's a reality show where you ante up your dog's life. And if you lose, the dog loses. What do you wager your dog's life on? That's a good... I, I, I see it like this. Like imagine the scenario like uh, like Ultimate... What's the thing with the... With the um, Ninja Challenge thing. Like, maybe uh, everybody who wants to compete in the Ninja Challenge has to bring their, their pet in, and you fall <laughs> off the monkey business. bars, and we cap your dog. All right, if I can't do 11 cartwheels right now, <laughs> you can eat my dog. Do you guys watch that Ready, show? Ready, go. The, the, the <laughs> Ultimate Ninja Warrior, whatever on it's YouTube, called? On YouTube, I've seen, seen it. On YouTube. All right, so you, you, you all may be unaware of this. I don't know her name, but there's this fight. We chick. watched it together. Yeah, oh, okay. it's the KC, whatever her name is. No, yeah. you all do know. Okay, so for, for those who don't, oh. five-foot-tall <laughs> former gymnast chick who's really hot fucking beat the whole thing, ran through it, and it was really impressive because she doesn't have the wingspan to, you wouldn't think, to do some of the challenges if you're familiar with it. It was pretty damn impressive. At the yeah. time, I don't know if it's still true, only woman ever to finish the course, and she was amazing. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Very hot. Yeah, and then there's that. Her uh, her boyfriend was a really athletic guy too, because when she got to the tower at the end, like he just scaled that tower. Like it was, he was like, I'll climb this tower. He was a competitor. Like, he was on the show before. Yeah, he was a he was a ah, competitor. Okay. Didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So out of your whole story, you were the only one to learn something new. Apparently so. <laughs> like, like like well, you know, I was like, has anybody ever seen this show? And and you got and he was like, well, I see it on YouTube sometimes, and nobody else spoke up. I thought there was some ignorance to be cleansed. It's one of those shows that's entertaining for like increments of forty seconds. Yeah, I, I don't watch a run to the same banal stunts over and over. There's nothing at risk. I don't a dog head on a spike somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, prefer, I prefer MXC, which is most extreme challenge. Um, oh, that's old. Because that's, because that's just regular people who aren't so athletic, and they get hurt. They get Isn't hurt. Isn't that the Asian one? That's well, it, yeah, for that's, American Gladiators. You want really old. Well, they brought it back a while back. If you don't, if you don't, if you recall, and Hulk Hogan hosted it, and it just failed. But it was it was a more updated, you know, more with the Hulk uh, hosting. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm so it uninterested with in that you. kind of star power, Dude. how could they fail? <laughs> just like doing his same fucking like I'm blowing and like inflating myself into twice the man I was a minute ago. Like that. Brother Hulk Mania is gonna run wild all over you when these 29 inch pythons get on you. So <laughs> the Hulk like, was great. He had so many lines. That's what it. 
the Hulk was great, man. You, you know why he changed his name to like Hollywood Hogan, right? When he became the bad but, guy. When you work for Vince McMahon, he owns your fucking name. He owns Hulk Hogan. He can't be Hulk Hogan and and, and wrestle or do anything else anywhere else. He he had to be Hollywood Hollywood uh, Hogan. Mm, Vince like McMahon that. owns your shit for like ever. Like he, I think he still gets a piece of the Rock. And the and you know like the Rock just did uh, Hercules. Vince McMahon probably got paid. He is a pretty wealthy dude. But I don't know if he calls yeah. himself The Rock. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty douchey. He kind of goes by Dwayne Johnson. Like it, well, in the in the movies, oftentimes it's you know they want uh, it's it's better now because he's so he's much more well known. But especially early on, they, mm. it was The Rock, you know, in big in big letters, and then around on either side of it, Dwayne Johnson. That's super douchey. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's yeah. got a crappy name. Dwayne Johnson. I don't like Dwayne. Johnson's awesome. I wonder if it's his Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne's a little weak. His uh, his dad was also a wrestler. Some people don't know uh, who went by Rocky. I think he was uh, or, or or Rock or something like that. So, it's, and he's got he's, he's a cool from guy. a long lineage of wrestlers. Yeah, wrestlers. All right. Link in Rocks. the description or link in the chat. New topic. Mm-hmm. Colorado teen birth rate drops 40% since they started providing low-cost birth control to teenagers. I bet it's because pot ruins sperm count. <laughs> I, Unrelated to the birth control. Yeah. I, see, you guys, uh, JD2020, you have a, do you have a kid, JD? I do not. You do not. So I'm the only parent on the call here. That we know of. <laughs> Yeah, I should, I should correct that. <laughs> I don't know. Not that I know of. I mean, obviously, everyone's in favor of fewer unplanned pregnancies. I mean, I think that's like no one's on the other side of that issue. Giving out low cost birth control to teenagers is absolutely a consent, right? Like, it, I remember in my teen years wanting to have, you know, teen sex and, and such. It, any hint of this might be okay. Like we would sit there in sex ed class, just like zoned in on any even kind of tangential approval and be like, see, you know, this is I, cool. I just, I'm just wondering how this is any different than when I was younger and you could get free condoms at your health class, right? Like I, I don't understand how this is much different than that at all. I, I would um, argue that free condoms weren't available everywhere. I, I don't think that's, yeah, not. that's not the normal experience. At oh. most health departments, they are, um, I don't know about schools. They're not hard schools. to find. My sex yeah. ed was so fucking weak, dude. Like it was, it really was. Um, lucky I'm a curious. And this, and granted, this I'm sure this 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 varies by state by state by state, right? So we're talking yeah, about totally. one state, Colorado, doing this program. But again, I'm from like I'm from upstate New York. We had very good school systems, and and you know we had so we had access to that kind of stuff. That was just normal to me. And I'm not again, I'm not saying it's true everywhere, but neither is this this story. And it just sounds like. I don't know. Let me read the article. Are they trying to make it about? Are they making it about like the? Are they trying to make it into like a boy versus girl thing, or are they making it into like just a general? I think encouraging kids to have sex. I think that they're saying that when you provide um, birth control, then the kids actually take it and it has a positive effect. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why statistically people would not would think that to 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 proliferate a thing that prevents pregnancy, why they would think that that would have a different effect other than making pregnancy rate go down. Because they think that it's morally reprehensible to be having the sex to begin with, and the only correct approach is abstinence because they're fucking stupid, and they apparently <laughs> never had sex before. 
So well, like, wait, this, wait. this headline, this headline is just redundant to me. It's just, it's just like it's a headline that's telling me something that is obvious. That's just mathematically obvious. That the more of this thing that's available, the less people will be getting pregnant. That that shouldn't be a shock to anybody. No, well, okay. Here's the here's the the thing that when I read this, this is what I came at it from. It was like, all right, as you mentioned, providing birth control to teenagers is probably going to help teenagers use birth control. I get that. It's also going to have more teenagers have sex, safe, protected sex. Yet it's kind of like a state approval. Like, all right, teenagers. A more interesting expected. study to me would be what happened to like the STT rate in that area, right? Something that birth control is not going to stop. But of course, more birth control is going to re result in more birth control, but but I would so so if you want to make the uh, the argument that it's it's causing an increase uh, in in sexual activity among young people and among teens, then you would just need to look at the rate at, at, that STDs are, are related, right? Just look at the baseline there. Or, or you could just uh, ask and, them if they're having sex. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you could. So I don't know. See, my daughter's fifteen right now, and I'm she's not having sex but i think to myself like do i want somebody providing her sure like that. condoms yeah um telling her it's tacitly okay is that what you're thinking pretty much just yeah right you does know that have does that have to be the message when you give it though i mean if you were just like to quietly slide it over the table in like an envelope never to her use about this yeah, I don't think there's any other message you can give when handing out condoms. You can't say, like, don't have sex, but if you do, here's the thing you want. Because the message that all teenagers clearly want is, all right, it's go time. And, like, <laughs> to make a short story long, I read this thing on advice for teenagers in cars. And this guy was like, you know, don't give a car to your teenager that can even remotely possibly be considered a sports car because in their head, it will be a sports car. I had a Volkswagen GTI. I don't know if you know this car. It doesn't look sporty, <laughs> but in my head, it was the sporty version of this like picture like a Ford S. It, you know, in today's terms, it would be like the sporty version of a Ford um, Focus, right? You know, that like sporty hatchbacky one. I had kind of the equivalent of that. And in my head, the thing was a Ferrari. It was like, this is the performance. Like What'd you say? I think of it more like a Civic, but 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 like the Civic with like the, the nice engine in it. With a spoiler on it? Yeah, those GTIs are pretty nice. They got a little pep to them. They do, right. And in my head, it was a sports car. And it, all, all it took was a little hint of it actually being kind of sort of true. And that's where I took it. For this, you know, handing out condoms to teenagers... It is, in some way, approving of teenage sex. And I don't know where in my head, like, in, in my head, 15's too young. But 19's not. In your head, nothing's too young. <laughs> but in my basement, nothing's too young. But 19's not too young. And then somewhere in there, it goes from black to white. And, you know, when they start providing free uh, birth control to like 16 year olds or 17 year olds you're like i don't know how to feel about this clearly it lowers teen pregnancy mm -hmm. i think the fear is it increases teen sex it increases teen sex and lowers teen pregnancy how is that and a lot of people watching this are going to be teenagers and they're going to be like dude i think these are all wrong. positive things more teen sex is great less teen pregnancy is great you know where's the downside of this issue but I think you're wrong. Go I really on. don't think there's that much of a downside. It's just I. I mean, I can see on. why it's valuable because you got to get the guys using condoms for their first time on because otherwise they're gonna 
go in, <laughs> have a condom, realize, wow, this is excellent. They're going to go in with the condom, like, wow, now I can do this, and it's excellent, and it's safe. And they're going to be like, well, this is awful. And then they won't ever use it again. So you got to make sure you get them first time to wrap I, it. So they don't I want to hear missing. how Kyle thinks I'm wrong, but I want to add to what Taylor said and why he's <laughs> right. Um, I, I was friends with the teen father. And he told me about it, right? And at the time, I wasn't even getting sex. It was like, how did you fucking do that? And uh, and his girlfriend was hot, and he wasn't. And the whole thing was crazy. But back on topic, he was like, you know, so we had sex, and she didn't get pregnant. And then again and again and again, and she didn't get pregnant. And, like, over the course of three months, we had sex, like, 50 times, and she wasn't having a baby. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm sterile. Well, that's awesome. You know, I don't need a condom. And then... Hmm. He realized he wasn't sterile. Life before the internet. <laughs> and, but, you know, he had assumed that a couple months went by and they were having sex this whole time. That, it didn't know, occur and, to him that she was on birth control? I'm sorry? It didn't totally occur to him that she was on birth control? She wasn't. You know, and, and oh. if you ever try to have kids, well, I'm sure you can someday... I don't know where I'm headed with that, but when you try to have kids, <laughs> you might learn that, you know, it's not always first month. Like, you know, of course, or, it's not always. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it, it, with teenagers, it's no different. You know, you've got some people like married couples or whatever who try for years, two years or so. You know, people who sign up for adoption because they think it's not going to happen. And then four and a half years into their trying, bam, there's a kid, you know, and they're surprised by it. So it, these teenagers can have a similar experience or even a shortened one where it's not until month four that they actually have a baby. And then they're like, oh, my God. This is a really big deal. So, um, like Taylor was saying, yeah, you got to get them to use a condom from the first time because it's easy for them to fool themselves into thinking that something that's not true is, that they're sterile, that that's not going to be a problem for them, but it will. And, and Kyle, why am I wrong in giving out health care? Because, because no 16, no 15, 16, 17-year-old dude or girl ever was like, I want to have sex with you, but... It's just no condoms and no way to ever get one either. So we just won't have any of this sex because I can't get these kind. They're not that restricted. Um, they're either gonna have sex or they're not. And, and and you giving them a condom, while I know you you think that's that's some way of uh, being approve uh, of approving of the sex, but I just don't think it is. I, I think it's. I if I were a parent and I'm not. Um, I, I think I would say something like, I don't want you to have sex. I don't think you're too young for this. But I'm going to give you this, the, these condoms just in case, just for the same reason I carry a gun. I don't think anybody's going to try to rob me. I don't think anybody's going to try to hurt me. But in that scenario where, where something crazy happens, something stupid happens that you shouldn't be doing, you might as well have this to take to make sure that you don't ruin the rest of your life because that's what's going to happen if you get someone pregnant. I think I have responsible. a... I think I have a better, a better, a slightly better explanation than Kyle. Although I do, I do mostly agree with what he said. I think Woody, everything that you were saying, I think came back to basically uh, issues of education, right? And I think, I think that educating, I think educating teens on on safe practice and, and the do's and don'ts, I think that's mutually exclusive of whether or not you're, uh, whether or not you're proliferating birth control to them. And and I think that if you're if you're making birth control accessible. Uh, whether that's a condom or or the pill, uh, I think that if anything, you're just opening up more opportunity to educate. Um, you know, at at the point in which that exchange is happening, for example, right? So, um, so you know, like Kyle was saying, I think they're going to have sex with or without it, and and so um, if you're just at the, at least you're maybe giving a few more touch points where the person has to talk to a doctor 
or the person has to go to a health class to get it right. And and um, and so now they're being exposed to education, which is the right way to curb the concerns you're having, rather than you know trying to um, disincentivize I, sex. Maybe I think it's pretty easy to educate without facilitating, right? And, and the way that you do it is you just wrap it in a message that this is for later. You know, like here you are, you're 15. This is how you put a condom on. This is how an IUD works. This is how the pill works. This is what the cycle is. You can teach them all about their bodies and all about sex and say it's for later because you're going to need to know this someday. And by the way, these kids learning in school get that message every day, right? Every fucking algebra equation, history lesson, chemistry is because when they're a grown up, they'll need to know this. You can do the same thing with reproduction. But those are lies. The, the algebra's a lie and the, the sex is too. The, it's all a lie. I've the, never the sex thing they're going to need someday. <laughs> but um Yeah, but uh, so I think know. it's easy to to educate without facilitating my i just it's it's a question mark in my head i think a lot of people are going to watch this and be like oh woody's anti-facilitation i'm not i'm not like i think that's what they'll say no i think that you should like okay if this were college i think it's an easy question and an easy answer i think that making birth control available to college students is a really smart idea um because I, very few people exit college you know, a virgin because, you know, I don't think that's going to happen very much in high school though. A lot will. And, you know, it, I think it's difficult to give the message that Kyle gave and every kid's different, but I'll tell you, if I heard what Kyle said, which sums up to, Hey, if something wacky happens, here's a condom. I would have told to totally made it or if something, you know, unfortunate or something we don't want to happen happens. Here's a condom in my head. I would have been like, awesome. If something I want to happen happen, like it, it would. It's also different for boys and girls as well. What? It's different if you've got a son versus a daughter. So the way well, yeah. I put my son is very different from my daughter. Yeah, my son, so, I want to go out and score, and my daughter, yeah, I'm gonna be like, like absolutely like, no. So here's how you gain these high school chicks, man. You got. Yeah. <laughs> here's yeah, how you yeah. fool them into this thinking is... they want something that they don't. Do you know yeah, what nagging right. is? <laughs> Insult them mildly until they want your approval. Exactly. <laughs> um, Give them a backhanded so, comment like that it, dress distracts from your misshapen eye. You know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> you know, I don't even notice your lazy eye when you you, you wear that, that that necklace. I like it. Exactly. I have a lazy eye. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but with a guy, I would let's say I've got a 15 year old son. Um, I'd arm him for war, man. I'd be like, you know. Look, you gotta wear these condoms. If you get one of these chicks pregnant, it'll ruin the rest of your fucking life. You'll either get a job and work a dead end job the rest of your life just to pay like enough child support to keep her happy, or you won't, and she'll fucking send your ass to jail because that's what happens when you don't pay that shit. So that's yep. your guy message. I'm really curious about your girl message. My girl message is um, don't be a slut. Yeah, that's I, it. I think I think my wife slash you know. Her mother would would definitely uh, be there for that. I don't know if a guy can talk to his fifteen. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to feel it very well. Not be really weird and awkward. But if I could, I would say, you know, the 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 cliche. Look, these guys want to have sex with you. They do. They can't help it. And uh, and they can be kind of they can be manipulative and they can trick you and they'll do all kinds of things to get you to do it. But when you want to do it. That's when that's when uh, it's important that you make the right decisions, um, and then talk about birth control and talk about all the ways it works and talk about the you know talk about what happens if you don't use it and talk about you know the way give some examples. I know several people whose lives are 
in the direction of being ruined because they've got these pregnancies they can't take care of. It, of course you've seen it. Like, you, you know when you look at a brand new shiny penny, right? And and it it's so, like, fresh off the assembly line that it's kind of special. Like, sure. you're like, oh, look at this thing. Like, it fucking glistens a brand new penny. And then you look at another penny and it's, like, tarnished and it's kind of worn and stuff. And my mother did this for my daughter. And she's like, the only difference between these two pennies is that this one's been passed around a lot. And, oh, uh, please. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, well, it's a good thing I'm not made out of copper, which is very, wow. which corrodes really easy. What, <laughs> what, what I would do if I were that kid, I was like, look, Mom, this is a virgin's vagina. This is Sasha Gray's vagina. <laughs> it's like, come on, you're not getting worn out. I... Uh, I don't think Sasha Gray's vagina is worn out. It's not worn out. Of course not. It, it's not tarnished. It, it, like, I agree with that. Um, Why are we talking um, about this like we know? One's more special than the other, though, no? Sasha Gray's pussy is very okay, special. Okay, Sasha, I, I'll grant you Sasha Gray's pussy is wonderful. God, but, the ass. <laughs> but, um, but there, I, I don't know if Kyle agrees with this, but I think a lot of people would, that there is... Like you know, when you pick your wife, you'd kind of prefer one that had like zero to four partners over one that had like sixty to seventy. Well, absolutely, it shows poor decision making because evolutionarily, yeah. for a woman to sleep with a lot of men, it's showing that you know you're just trying to get somebody's seed when she should be looking for like someone who has good genes to propagate with. That's why, like you know, the mass shotgun effect for guys works, and chicks have to you know selectively sift through a bunch of shit to find some guy that's good enough. Yeah. You know, so that just shows poor, uh, you know, judgment for the future when you do that, you know, in a partner. And that's how I see it a little bit. It's got all biological with it. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. but I feel no, like I could sense. reverse engineer all kinds of things, you know, like yeah. 70 people, it shows how desirable she is. It shows that she is the guy that, or the girl that every guy is choosing. And, it, you know, like it Bullshit. demonstrates that on a biological level, she is the most attractive around. Which is no, not nobody's going to sell me on that one. Have you ever, <laughs> have you seen, um... I don't, maybe it's Vitaly Z who does it, but um, he did this uh, this hidden camera thing where he went and he asked 200 women. Just he, he walks up to him. He says, "Hey," he, he was in um, another country. He says, "Hey, do you speak English?" And they say, "Yeah." Okay. Well, I just saw you over here. You're very pretty. I want to know if you wanted to have sex. He asked 200 women like that, and um, they uh, one said yes, and then they did a thing where they took a hot chick and she did the same thing, and virtually every single one said yes. Like the like the girls all say no except for one. Guys all say yes except for like. Yeah, it's just different biological imperatives. You know, it's I, not some. You're nonsense. not wrong. It's just I, men have a biological imperative to spread their seed as much as possible, so it's propagated down through their lineage, and women have it to find. It's like a, you know, quantity over quality. And Kyle's right on another thing. Like I feel like you know, with the boy, you can kind of arm him for war. You know, and say like, look. Don't get girls pregnant. You know this absolutely has to happen, etc. I feel like with guys, especially, you're not going to get him to be the one that turns down sex. Like it, yeah. it it's so unlikely. Don't even don't, go to know. that as your go-to thing. Like it, if you've got a boy and he's 16 years old, no way you're going to get him to not want to have sex. Just make sure that if he does, ha if he gets someone to say yes to him, he's protected. On the girl, on the other hand. I don't know how to handle that like special moment from disapproval to approval and when you find that because and I don't think you can give her a condom without having that 
Yeah, Switch. I don't think as a father you'll ever hey. truly find the approval point for it. Oh, I will. But I'm I not will. A dad, like so I don't hypothetically, know. like sometimes I like. I don't know. All right, fuck it. I'll just say it. Sometimes I'm doing shit with Jackie, and um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll like propose it, or like and she, you know, like I forget. Like it, it somehow it came up one time where she's like, you know, would you want Hope to do this? And I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, I want her to have a like rich, healthy, exploratory, happy sex life as a as a married woman, right? That should be <laughs> like that that should absolutely be like a like a she should do shit that disgusts me if that's what makes her happy. So yeah, there will be a point where like, you know, I, I see her husband and think, you know, I hope you're good at sex because, you know, she deserves that's that. important. Yeah. But um, uh, that time is not now. Okay, um, JD, you got to roll out pretty soon, huh? I do. Yes. Um, it's uh, it's been good chatting with you, fellas. Yeah, we we appreciate you coming on. That was fun. Always awesome. a pleasure. Yeah. I've I've got to start listening to your show a little bit more. Someone actually warned me about the mermaid question. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I did. I thought I thought it was a joke. I didn't. I I, I thought it was a joke. I oh. probably should have came more prepared to, to the show. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, you are the first guest to take the pedophile yeah. mermaid angle, so we appreciate yeah. that. I, I want. I expect merchandise. Joke. I expect <laughs> merchandise in the store uh, about the pedophile mermaid. So yeah, we'll do. T-shirts and coffee mugs and the aerial sex doll, the whole nine. There Chiz you go. is already on it. He told me. Blame him mm. if you're not ready yet. Blame Chiz if Blame it's not Chiz. ready. It's all him. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, and what's the um, the URL to your amazing website again? <laughs> amazing website, you son of a bitch. Lichdom.com. <laughs> it's uh, just just look up Lichdom Battle Mage on uh, on on Steam. Um, again, it's still in early access, but on August 26th, it's going to be uh, available for full release uh, in the U.S. at 39.99. Um, if you good, like, man. look if if you like single if you like RPGs and, and you like um, you know, casting and you like being spell crafting and, and, and loot, you're going to have a, a fun time with this game. That's actually my style of game. You know, when I, when yeah, I play Skyrim, I'm using a mage, and when I play Fallout, I love the looting aspect, so I think I'm going to enjoy I, this. Out. Maybe I'll hook you guys up with some codes to give away to your... Uh, All right. your yeah, viewers. that would be awesome. That would be yeah, awesome. I like yeah. the Borderlands look of it. If you even just yeah, check out Lichdom, cool. L-I-C-H-D-O-M on YouTube, you can see the like trailers for it and, and some gameplay and yeah, it, it it looks like a AAA title. It's built on the Crisis. It is. Indeed. It is weird though because it's been in it's been in early access, so all, you're seeing a bunch of footage from an unfinished game. Like there's mm -hmm. been so much progress even between this most recent release, which is beta and launch, that like you know all the videos you'll see now looking it up are like from unpolished, you know even uh, dare I say buggy versions of the game before it's been uh been you know been polished up and actually shipped. So it's kind of an interesting like uh, project in that in that sense. So just bear that in the back of your mind when you're looking at footage. So Lichdom, yeah. L-I-C-H-D-O-M. L-Y-C-H, I believe. Uh, is it L-Y? I don't think so. It's L-I, right? I. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's okay. Lichdom, isn't it? A like? Lichdom in German. <laughs> <laughs> so, so check it out. Uh, make JD 2020 rich as hell again. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, you. All right. All right. See you later. Good night, guys. Oh. And the, uh, um, these guys got more people, but we're going to switch off. Uh, AppWin, that was our sponsor. Check them out. There'll still be a link in the description. I'm switching over the uh, the icon. By the way, uh, for those of you who are not Patreon members and are having to wait till Saturday to listen to this, the Patreon members got it Wednesday night. Ooh. It's one of the bonuses. I bet the rest of you feel like a Patreon. bunch of faggots.
Oh, that's a little hard. Well, that's a little harsh, but <laughs> wouldn't go that far, America. Being a dick. Uh, <laughs> For the other 140,000 people who listen. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I should, uh, I should join the Patreon. Donate to me. <laughs> donate back into my own pocket just to boost our numbers. So, yeah, yeah Painkiller already is typically recorded. Usually, Thursday is our target date. That's the day we really want to do it. Merca wasn't available on Thursday, so we're doing it Wednesday. And um, uh, sometimes it's Friday because availability, too. But this time it was Wednesday. So people will always get it early if they do the Patreon. I think it's only the $5 level, right? It's like the second I believe so, level. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so well, a lot of people are getting this like half a week in advance because they're yeah. Patreon members, and we so you're appreciate saying for them. Five dollars for getting it four days early. Isn't that amazing? I, I I can't believe it. I can't believe that that we're letting this we're letting fly off the shelves. Letting the right, show fly Mays. off the shelves. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Donate. we are now. I guess we're doing something right because we are the biggest Patreon in the history of the universe. Yeah, like, fuck we, those. We have, fuck that other chick. Yeah, we are the number one Whoever Patreon show. In, in not just this world and not just this universe, but in the multiverse. So that covers mm. the DC universe, the Marvel universe, our own universe. Yeah. Biggest yeah, Patreon yeah. ever. Something like nine grand in there or something like that. Something like that. That's really the biggest one? Yeah, we really I are the biggest one. one. What's well, a month? Nine there's, grand a month. There's like know, a oh, month or something. And it's actually not, not like we never get that much. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. like, there's like fees. There were like 50 people on there where their cards were like declined. So they probably use like fake numbers and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I think right now we have like thousands of dollars from people we expect not to renew. Like they, <laughs> like, like they use $500 levels, which in our head are like one time things. But, um, isn't there that one guy from like, uh, the Oman, of Oman. Oman. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, I'm not sure what level he is. But donated yes. to him or something? I don't know. He definitely I just threw, remember he, from a while ago, there was that one really rich guy who did something ridiculous. Um, Somebody put a bunch in there, but it was just as a, a gag. Because, you know, they took it right back out. But the guy from Oman, if I'm pronouncing it right, I know he's at least a $50 member because, you know, he did the hangout with, with us, which yeah. was cool. Yeah, every... Mm. Every so often, there's um, someone who puts in like twenty or forty grand, and then they remove it again. Which is why we're in this crappy position of not delivering your goods until after you pay. The, the payment clears. Yeah, because yeah. literally, like, I, <laughs> it's hard to run a web store. This is becoming a topic in itself. Where a, a big party, party of customer base are like trolls and liars and thieves and stuff. <laughs> 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 so like, we're like, oh, I would love to give you this right now, but I need to make sure your check clears. Because a big yeah. chunk of you are thieves. And, and the whole system would fail if we didn't do that. Because then everyone would just be getting things for free. And yeah. everyone would be scamming the system. And Yeah, even as it is we, now, like 10% of them, I think that's the actual number, like 10 to 15% are like, you know, they're they're using like fake credit card numbers and stuff. So that 9,000 number is a little exaggerated. But um, if it worked, that 10% number would inflate to like 75. And hmm. that's yeah. why it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it's really douchey. It's like going into a restaurant, ordering a big meal, then leaving right as they're finishing it. But nothing is perfect, and I think the Patreon's been uh, a pretty damn good success, and I'm really, I'm really happy. And I'm excited it. about some of the stuff. So the Patreon After is funding all the, hard work. the Patreon adventure. So we did one adventure so far, which was the survival trip. Got cut short, but it was pretty neat, and the videos got like a million views in the first day or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was pretty amazing. This next one is a three-day trip. And we're going to go whitewater rafting on Class 5 Rapids, which everyone thinks we're going to die. We're going to do a zip line at 50 miles an hour, which I hope makes for some cool video. We'll and see. keep in mind, like, like some people, and when I described to my dad, he's like, well, that's going to be over quick. Because I told him about the biggest zip line, which is 50 miles per hour, 300 feet off the ground, and a quarter mile long. 
He's like, well, that's going to be over pretty soon. I'm like, no, that's just one of the zips. You zip from treetop to treetop, from mountaintop to mountaintop, yeah. across valleys, all, you know, for several hours. It should be that's really it. neat. And then the third yeah. one is a shooting day. So we're going to do some, like, a, I don't know. I even bought a new AK-47. This isn't a Patreon thing. It's just me. But I'm so excited about this shooting trip that I bought a thousand rounds of ammo and a new AK-47. So it, it's not loaded, but I'll... people like to watch you check. It's actually never had a bullet in it, which is how I'm so sure it's not loaded. But um, uh, yeah, this, I'm going to shoot the hell out of it in uh on the trip and and i'm bringing all my stuff chiz has never shot before so hopefully he doesn't hit us and i'm just i'm excited <laughs> as can be i i'm so jazzed I'm, I'm bringing all my stuff i've loaded up on ammo i i've like it i'm i think i'm psyched about the shooting day if i all right if i were to rank the days i'd say most excited about shooting then whitewater rafting then zip lining yeah i i, I think uh, with that that would be your What's ranking that? as well that would be my rank. The zip lining sounds like it's going to be awful, really boring. Like it's going to be like, whoa, for like nine seconds. And then it's going to be like, oh my God, there's another nine hours of this. But <laughs> it's, um, the whitewater rafting is going to be too terrifying to be fun. You're going to all realize very quickly that you're woefully unprepared and putting yourself in danger. So that'll be entertaining <laughs> to watch after you lose a couple of cameras and expensive equipment. Uh, but the shooting will be fun because you're apt good shooters and it's fun to watch good shooters shoot. And it's fun to watch bad shooters shoot. It's not fun to watch an average shooter shoot, which is why mm -hmm. I don't think I would be fun on like a shooting video. Because they'd be like, wow, look, he hit that one. Ah, oh, missed. <laughs> like, you don't want to see that. You want to see like a guy shooting aspirin out of the air and then another guy like looking down the barrel of a gun <laughs> trying to see if there's pebbles or anything in there. <laughs> which will be chiz. Maybe it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I think I'm I, I'm with you on the shooting day being the best one, only because it's just gonna be us, uh, and there's not gonna be other distractions around and you know hear the bullshit. I, I don't think I've ever shot as much ammo in a day as I intend to. I want all of my guns to smoke and sizzle like that. That's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll have some fun. I, I, we'll I, we'll shoot some M16, some AKs, some uh, maybe some submachine guns, some shotguns, and some uh, full auto machine guns. What yeah. are you going to make Chiz shoot first? Do you have that lined uh, up yet or play it I by think, ear? Uh, I mean, the lever action 22 would be a good pick. That yes. would, but we're looking for, you know, what, what's the worst pick? Effectively. Oh, 12 gauge oh. or Mosin Nagant seemed like terrible ten, ideas. 10 gauge. Give you him a 10 gauge. Give him a 30-odd <laughs> stick. Oh, no, yeah. give him a 10 gauge. Yeah. yeah, 10 gauge is hard to go worse than 10 gauge. Yeah, Do you I have give one, him a Kyle? double barrel 10 gauge. Let him dump both barrels at once. <laughs> Do you have a 10 gauge? Yeah, I can get a ten gauge. It's not a problem. Tell him it's a tell him it's a twenty. He doesn't know. I can, I can get a ten gauge and some hand loaded ammo this. that'll. I can get him a ten gauge and some hand loaded ammo that'll fuck his. This <laughs> <laughs> is Chiz. If you're watching this, um, my advice to you on your first shooting day, and this is what I tell everyone who's learning to shoot: don't be a pussy about it. A ten gauge hand loaded is a nice place to start. You'll only get better from there. You know, it, dive in head first. And uh, I'll film it. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes the one shot when you shoot with someone new where they're like kind of, I don't know, you know, a little squiddish or skittish, yeah. whatever. And then they get one round through and suddenly you just see it in their eyes like, oh, my God, this is why people are conservatives. And they're just <laughs> like, they love it, you know? He's well, going to like you know, it. One thing that works actually, well yeah. is it, put it loose on your shoulder, like barely touching or maybe an inch away. <laughs> and then put you your eye it? really close to the scope. 
<laughs> and if those you things... hold the butt directly in front of the bridge of your nose <laughs> to pull, then you can actually see. With, you don't have to close either eye. You can see where it's going to shoot. It's How a old trick were you I when you learned to shoot, Taylor? Uh, I was pretty young. I mean, handguns, I was older, but uh, shotguns, I mean, I, my grandpa got me one when I was probably eight. Oh, okay, yeah, you're you're so one of those. Seven, then. eight. Kyle's in the same position. He's been shooting since he was a little kid. Me, I learned to shoot like in my early thirties, late twenties, something like that. Probably early thirties. And uh, I actually thought to myself, like, I don't think my mom would like this. Like, <laughs> you know, like if she could, like, I'm not allowed to. Like, I've broken some sort of house rule. I'm I'm touching a gun. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. And meanwhile, like, I'm at a range with an instructor giving me like a safety lesson, and uh, that that was how I started. Well, yeah, was New but, Jersey uh, pretty strict with gun laws? I would imagine New Jersey's yeah. super strict. I think it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still really strict. Yeah, New Jersey's super strict. One of the strictest. Strictest. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also got a bunch of less than lethal 12 gauge rounds, um, so I'm not interested in being a party to them whatsoever, either firing them or being fired at with them. But if you and Shiz would like to shoot each other with, I've got rubber BBs, rubber buckshot. I've got. Um, I'm more I've of got, a shooter. I have, I have rubber <laughs> slugs. I have I have fin stabilized beanbag rounds, and I have pepper gas uh, rounds that literally shoot a. A big cloud of pepper uh, gas out of the, the the muzzle when you fire them. If um, you're watching this video and you watch PKA, and it, let us know if you think shooting chiz would be a good idea. Leave a comment. Once again, once again, I, I I'm not gonna shoot chiz, but um, if you and chiz can come to an arrangement in which you shoot chiz, I'm fine with that because they're less yeah. lethal. But I think, I think we should let the subscribers decide. The Wouldn't the subscribers be a good like? I think I value their judgment. Don't you? <laughs> should Woody shoot? Should Woody shoot Chiz with a beanbag round? That's the question. Yeah, everyone needs to know no, this. Where should he shoot him? That's the question. <laughs> it's already fine. It's in the ass. You definitely want it in the ass. Um, I want it in the ass. Right the soft tissue of the neck, Chiz, actually absorbs because <laughs> it goes like this. it goes like that. Unlike your body, which will just. Ugh. So you want if if I were gonna take one of those, I would turn around, bend my head forward so I can get shot in the back of the head, put my hands in front of my body and grab my balls and pull them forward so <laughs> they couldn't get ring a ding ding somehow, like a speed bag somehow. <laughs> and uh, put my legs together, bend over just a, a you know a few degrees and pray because it's gonna hurt so fucking bad. Uh, no, those, those it doesn't really hurt the, though. You're just joking though, right? Dude, those bean bags it hit hurts with the like force a, on a scale of a one to ten, like a four. Like a like an eight. So Chiz is watching um, this. Are you thinking like a three, nine maybe? I don't know. I've never <laughs> been hit by one. I've shot stuff with them, and it does damage to like Kyle, you know to shoot through a fucking. Don't touch <laughs> Chiz, how much this hurts. However, the uh, the the little rubber BBs. I think they're called. Yeah. Um, it's well, those aren't bad. It's nest. more of like, oh, did a butterfly fly into me just now? Like, no, not at all. They're, I think they're called like a hornet's nest or something, and they're supposed to feel like being attacked <laughs> by a swarm of bees. Because um, <laughs> it's all these little plastic. It's like, it's like a, it's, they're like air self pellets, seemingly, but they're a bunch of them, and they're coming out of a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, like, if, like, like imagine hornets, not the stinging part, but just like insects landing on you, and it like tickles all over. It's probably uh -uh. it. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like yeah. imagine a bunch of toddlers just kind of you know tickling you. I didn't say hornets. I said hornets. Um, yeah, so those things hurt like a motherfucker. I want no part well, of that. Yeah. 
I, w- I would yeah. fucking imagine. It's called a hornet swarm, and it comes out of a gun. <laughs> probably going to hurt. <laughs> but, but we're going to have uh, some fun. As far as I... is concerned, it's clearly going to hurt, and he's just going to have to get used to it. I've got it set up Fine. so we can shoot up to, um, I think, around 300 yards. We can do 300 yards off a bench if we want to. Chiz and, may know, win every goddamn PKA plays, but he should lose at shooting. He'll lose at shooting. It's okay. How far can you shoot one of those beanbags before it just kind of drops off to the ground if you're shooting level? You know, just... I shot one today to test it just because I don't have much experience, and it looked to me like if I wanted to hit a guy, in, I don't think I'd be as accurate, but I think I could hit a person with a beanbag at, 40 yards without too much trouble. Now, I, I'd rather be closer, but, I mean, I'll just fire another one if I miss. They're fins sta- than I thought. Yeah, they're stabilized by... It's not a fin. I may have said fin earlier, but they've got a tail, um, if that makes any sense, of mm-hmm. like cloth or leather or something, and it, it stabilizes them. And it's, it's basically like a leather pout. I don't think it's leather. It's like It looks like denim. It's like a denim bean bag you know, filled with really tiny shot, and it's moving fast. And those can kill you if it hits you in the head yeah, pretty easily, right? Totally, no, they totally. can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you got shot. Chiz is still listening. <laughs> I mean, not Chiz's head. Good Lord, we've seen it. It's going to be fine. Right. Don't put a helmet right. on him anyway. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and, and you know, if, if Chiz is up for, like, some punishment, I mean, we could. there's no reason we couldn't get a taser there or pepper spray or anything. Fun. Real men are masochists. Tasers are really anticlimactic to use on other people. Oh, you're very wrong about that. Have, it, oh. I haven't had a really super strong one though, but I've like shocked my friends with ones that we found. That like, is not the pink a ones. That's a, that that a stun gun. gun. I guess I've never had a taser. So a stun, a taser does something. It's like a le- neuroelectrical incapacitation or something like that. And basically, it, it's hot wiring your fucking brain. It's you know your your brain makes your muscles move through electrical impulse, and this is just sending shit loads of electrical impulse through your body at an incredibly high rate of speed, you know, as far as pulses per second. It's, it's, it's a lot. I don't remember the, the, the number. But there's one bar, you know, it shoots two barbs, one bar, and the electricity is entering barb A, and it's arcing to barb B through your flesh, you know. The electricity has to travel through your body, and the farther those two prongs are separated, the more intense your uh, experience is. So someone who gets shot at point blank it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be that bad. But if you get shot at, say, 15, 10, 15 yards and the prongs spread, maybe one of them hits you in the spine halfway up your back, the other one hits you in your thigh or your ass, it really wreaks havoc with your back. You'll piss and shit yourself if, you're, if, if, uh, if you if got to go. Like, if, if you don't take care of that beforehand, you you don't have any control over that. Lots of people piss themselves. I would think that you wouldn't shit yourself because it's, it's like a clenching movement, right? It's a... You're causing you to, like... You don't, it's it's not just, it, it's, your muscles are spasming at a really high rate of speed because yeah, of the electrical impulse. It's a clenching so, movement, but it's also a pushing movement. Like, I can see, like, clenching your tummy and pushing yeah. your... So it's like one of those, uh, you know, hang, hungover poops where it's just a disaster of, like, you know, coming out <laughs> solid and then liquid and then nothing. It's just that <laughs> situation. Yeah. Like an old man vomiting up his beef stew. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's painful uh, and poorly digested. Yeah, less um, than ideal. I'm yeah, I'm psyched uh, about the shooting day. It's going to be smoke. fun. And, and you're going to have a range by then? Um, I should have a bunch of cool targets, a bunch of steel targets to set up, and yeah, pretty much a range. Can Hopefully you shoot them with time. rifles, steel targets? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Cause it, they're, they're range. yeah. You can't shoot every steel target with a rifle, though. You can What's shoot every steel target. That? 
if it's AR five hundred steel, you can shoot it with a thirty cal full metal jacket, and it'll barely dimple it. That's the thing. I think you need like hardened steel. Like there are targets you, you, out there that I know you can't shoot. Correct. But you wouldn't buy those, I suppose. No. Yeah. Why would you buy a target you can't shoot? So right, the, you, you have to wrong. shoot them with smaller calibers. You can only shoot them with pistols and stuff, and they're less oh, expensive. So, so and, and I know there's a YouTuber who has a mix of both. And, um, you know, so like he paints the red one, he paints them red. If you can shoot it with a rifle and they're black, if you can shoot it with anything. Mm -hmm. huh. So Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to, uh, yeah. All my, all the stuff I get, I, I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get them with speed racks too. It, I think everything's rifle rated. I ordered, I ordered about $3,000 worth of, um, steel targets. So they should be here sometime soon. The shipping is ridiculous on them because they're steel. They're yeah. That makes sense. And three grand, like they're, I was looking into them and they were more expensive than I predicted. Like, I um so I spread my money around pretty good. I uh, I got a bunch of like gongs uh, and mm -hmm. I got a lot of a bunch of like six inch round targets, that kind of thing that you just hang from a chain or a rope or a cable. I got a bunch of those, but I also got a few of those racks that you race against each other with in different mm -hmm. capacities. Really? And I got um I got this thing that's it's hard to explain, but. It's it's like three target areas and it's they're all connected together like uh you know jack, that game where people throw the dice and um, they pick up the jacks. Yes. It's kind of shaped like a jack in that each of the spines that coming off that comes off of the ball ends with a target so that no matter how it lays on the ground there's always a, there's always a target surface and you just shoot it and it keeps rolling around on the ground that's a fun training tool. Um, and I got a bunch of silhouettes that react in different ways. They have uh, portions of them that are cut out in the middle or in the head, and then there's a there's like an it'll be it'll be, it'll be a white silhouette made of steel, and the heart and the the head uh, there's a hole there, but there's another piece of steel behind that painted orange, and when you hit that orange piece, the target reacts in a certain way. What does it and do? I got, I'm really because I've seen that kind of target. They um, um the targets um things move around and things pop up. So like if you if you hit certain parts of it, maybe that that part disappears or maybe another part appears and then you shoot the part that appears and the other part appears. So it's rocking back and forth. I got a mixture of ones that do different things that are that are cool. That, like that. sounds so awesome. I would have the same thing if I had a proper yard. Like I can yeah. I I would totally lay out three grand for the targets but I'm having a hard time laying out the half million for the house. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, yeah, it's a lot of views. It is a lot, a lot of, of views. generous Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Our Patreon million dollar goal is, is what he gets a, a target range. It'd be cheaper to get a plane and fly to my place. Yeah. Less convenient though. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, um, that sounds really cool, guys. I'm excited to watch those videos. Yeah, Just see Chiz getting hurt, you guys shooting. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Mercadurka show, which is going to be the brand new incarnation of this show when you're all <laughs> in a terrible <laughs> rafting accident. And then I get the Patreon. <laughs> it's his master plan. That's actually, <laughs> I've seen this and master PTA. plan in effect before. You skip out on the trips and you take all the money. Yep, exactly. Oh, very subtle. So, um, you new topic, you ready? What is the worst thing about being a guy? Um, I can go Having first. to be accountable for what you do. Mm. Like having to be just, having to be fully accountable, like nobody gives yeah, you a responsible benefit for of the doubt. 100%, um, you know. Um, really? You so can, you think women aren't it, accountable it, for it, what if they If you make do? a fool of yourself, it's, it's um, you know, everybody's like, yeah, he's an idiot. He's got no redeeming, you know, if you're, if you're dumb as a guy, it's it's a real 
mark against you as your far as far as, far as like social stature. You can be a dumb chick and just and still be. Okay yeah, there's a bunch of safety eyes. nets for you. Uh, yeah. as a chick. For a guy, if you're dumb and nobody wants you, you're just kind of left out. That's the reason, like, 90-whatever percent of homeless people are men. Because uh-huh. nobody really gives a shit. I don't really give a shit, because, you know, whatever. I'm not homeless. I'm not one of them. It's like I said but, a while back. I saw that hot homeless chick. I was like, shit, I got a place you can stay. I feel exactly. like there's some so like, counters to get, this. Like, what if you're a girl who's not hot? Uh, you're still given the benefit of the doubt in social situations. People are going to be nicer to you just by virtue of the fact you're a chick. More, I think if more than likely, if you're a not I hot think... girl, you're just invisible in social situations. People don't care. Yeah, about I could you. see that as well. But yeah, if that's you're true. any kind of guy, you're mostly invisible in social situations anyway. You know, unless you're funny or really hot, or yeah, until you prove that you're special. Unless you get to prove yourself is basically it. Like you can't walk in and expect. You know, someone to oh, go, come have a seat. You know, we're all Actually, buds yeah, here. Now, like you got to. I think your own way. a girl who's not hot is a guy, right? In that she has to go in and earn <laughs> her specialty, right? No. Like, no but it's yeah. closer. Definitely closer. I'm not Very saying close. ugly, but I, like, just picture a girl who could lose 15 pounds or 25 pounds. She goes to the party and she needs to earn the attention that she gets. Mm. But she's given free things and it's not really earning the attention because the stories aren't... Uh, the stories, like if I tell the stories that they would, people would be like, dude, you're a terrible storyteller, get out of here. But people will laugh and humor them and make them feel like it's worthwhile just because of their chick. No, but he, like, whereas if I will. walked on, would you have me on this podcast if every story I told was complete and utter shit? No. But if a chick came on here and told a really boring story, you bet your ass you would laugh politely and then guide the conversation along so it's more entertaining. Whereas yeah. if it was a dude, you would be like, what the fuck, man? Like, why did you even say that? Didn't you realize halfway through it wasn't going anywhere and there was no reason for you to continue? There was like, a time. A different mm-hmm. set. There was a time in my back. life where I thought that most women were stupider than most men. And I, I've since then realized it's just because I don't I don't associate with a lot of guys. Guys are usually guys who don't like me very much, they for whatever reason, don't have a whole lot of guy friends. Got tons of girlfriends. And um I I just I was I was like shit. Like sixty percent of these chicks are dumb as a fucking doornail. Like they got nothing going on. They're so vapid. Like this chick's never pumped gas into a container before. She's got she's dripping with gasoline, and she's like, (laughs) she she's like, this is your fault. I'm like, so explain to me what happened. Well, I put the nozzle in. Uh huh. Then I squeezed the button. Uh huh. And did you wait? Did you like carefully watch it? And so when it filled, you stopped. Well, no, I didn't know I needed to do that. You didn't know that while applying high a high pressure flow of flammable fuel, you should keep an eye on it since it's a one gallon can. It sounds like user error to me, you dumbass. But then I, I met Jeremy, and I realized that there are really, really dumb guys out there. And I started meeting <laughs> a few more of them because, you know, he's got family and friends. So <laughs> so I got Actually, exposed to, this, to, to all these dumb guys, and now I just realized that like 60% of people are what I would consider stupid. They are so, they are so less intelligent than I am. That they appear to be inferior in my in my eyes. Now maybe I'm just a douchebag, but I'm sorry. I think I'm a bright guy. Uh, I catch on quickly to things. I'm quick with a joke most of the time. I'm good in a conversation. I'm, I'm quick witted. Um, yeah. But but I meet people, and I'm like, sixty percent of you shouldn't be shouldn't have driver's licenses. Sixty percent <laughs> of you shouldn't be able to have a kid without passing a test. Sixty percent of you shouldn't even be able to buy a fucking blender. Like you're the people that we write. <laughs> instructions on shampoo for and warnings on q-tips for like you should not be passing your genetic material on jeremy 
but they just do. <laughs> Kyle, are you off camera? And they pass more on because they're too out. dumb to gauge it. What's that, sir? I asked if you were like in a different spot on the camera or something. Your, your cat wasn't doing anything. Oh, I was just I was just sitting still. I, I think I'm pretty wiggly now. Yeah. You are, your cat was looking sideways. For people who don't know, we were experimenting before the show, and if he like he's sitting on a couch, so he could potentially slide over like 18 inches, and then the camera doesn't work right. It's just I think I'm in the sweet spot right now. I do too. Oh, looking great. Looking great. <laughs> You're so sexy. Just yeah. glitching out, doing all kinds of crazy shit. That's I'm actually doing this by like, wiggling my head, blinking some. my eyes, moving my mouth when, when you don't hear me <laughs> I like to watch the cat move. So you're like, cat? Kyle's cat's all fucked up. No, that's just what I'm doing over here. My idea for but the guy... Think, th oh, I'm sorry. There's, thought there was a I was going to finish with a little Jeremy update. Um, so he got his girlfriend pregnant on purpose. Baby's due February. Um, as of yesterday, we'll, we'll, we'll start it yesterday and then move to today because there's been a few updates, but as of yesterday, no job, no vehicle, because um, his transmission blew up. Um, girlfriend's getting preg is pregnant on purpose, having the baby February, um, and she's giving him a hard, hard time. She's living in like low-income housing, and, um, and that's where we were. And my dad and I were having this conversation that, so basically Jeremy's on his way to jail, right? Yep, because... He's going to get in a fight with her. She's going to want uh, child support. He can't pay it, and that's what they do to people who can't pay their child support. They put them in jail. And, uh, and we were talking about that. Well, as of today, Jeremy's gotten himself a job, fixed his transmission in his truck, and is engaged to marry this girl. Whoa. Wow. Now, these are not good things. Don't go no, Some of them are unquestionably good. The fixing the car and getting a job, I don't see the downside. Okay, so there's not a downside. The but, baby is but, a whole downside. But by no means, don't, 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 oh, a new Jeremy. He's turned a new leaf. No, Jeremy will fuck this shit up in royal fashion. We, I only need like 14 days to prove it right. It'll happen. <laughs> he'll lose that job, he'll break the truck again, and the girlfriend will kick him out within a month. You know how Two sometimes we make these really insensitive bets about like Wings' sister getting pregnant? And I will not bet against you that. on this one. That was partially his idea. Yeah. Yeah, he was. That was partially his idea. Well, we bet a bit about your parents staying or getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, on this one, I am funny. not going to take the side that Jeremy doesn't fuck up. <laughs> I'm, I'm with right. you. He's just I don't done. know. <laughs> I'm just not going to bet on this seeming loser. Just in case. I don't think you've met him. Uh, you weren't at the last paintball thing, were you? No, I was not. Oh, that's a shame. You would have met Jeremy. Um, he's just, he's just, well, he doesn't listen to this. He's just a little dim. and He doesn't listen to this, so. Yeah, he's, 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 he's just lazy, and, and he's just a, I don't know. He's a nice guy to hang around with, but he's just not a nice guy, and, you know, he doesn't have good personality. He's, he's a bad person in some ways, but he's a friendly person, and, he, and he's okay sometimes, too. You guys saw him in the FPS Boot Camp video. So he's got a good side, but... He's an okay person. Here's the thing about... He's just got a shit personality, and he's a bad person. <laughs> okay, so examples. I should explain that, right? So if I ran out of gas on the side of the road, I could call Jeremy. He'd come and take care of it. If, 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 um, if Jeremy and I were together, and I got in a fight, Jeremy would jump right in it and start kicking ass. If... I needed to lift a refrigerator. He's right there. But Jeremy has also borrowed what I would consider stolen things from from people I know. You know, things he calls it borrowing, but he comes and borrows things without asking, and then says he didn't borrow them, and then keeps them for a year. That seems like stealing, and he's done that to people I know. And um, and he doesn't take care of things he borrows, and he's a borrower. You know, he's he, I've, this is a guy who's borrowed vehicles from me for like long periods of time. He's he's just he's a little bit of a bad guy. So we were at paintball. Parts. And um, Jeremy was driving, and he's a horrible driver. Like it, like 
He's just terrible. If you were to ask him to make like a turn or something, he'd, he'd somehow fuck that up. I wish I could tell this story more accurately, but like, oh, so we're just driving, right? And there's other cars on the road. And every time the car in front of him would slow down, he would be like late to notice and nearly rear end that person. If, if yeah. we were trying to give him directions and we'd say, go left here, he'd make a left at the wrong spot. And then you know how you correct that problem, right? You can either like make a right and go around the block and, you know, and then make the left where you're mm -hmm. going to. Or perhaps you could make a U-turn, right? Maybe next, if it's not a busy road, the next time there's like an empty intersection, you can use that to handle the wider turning radius and turn around. Everyone knows how to turn fucking around, right? Jeremy <laughs> doesn't, right? Jeremy will just go for like miles and miles waiting for someone to explain how to turn around or what did happen there. And um, So Jeremy, Jeremy, what, what are you doing? I missed it, right? We'll make this right, and it'll circle back around. That's how roads work. And then he'll start pouting like a child because you like... So you know. that's the thing. He starts pouting as a child, and he's getting angry. And we're all laughing at him for getting angry. And mind you, Jeremy is a hoss, right? Jeremy is this big, country-strong guy who carries, like, five-pound... Uh, five-gallon... Buckets, buckets full of dead chickens full of dead chickens all the time right so just imagine like a big kind of heavy set guy with like forearms like calves they're called farmer um farmer carries i think when you hold a weight in each hand and roll your shoulders back and just walk and he just like it's it he's un unusually strong just a guy who lifts heavy shit all the time every day and, and to look at him, you think, oh, normal guy or whatever. But then as you look at him more closely, you're like, whoa, like his back and his forearms and like certain aspects of him are just abnormally developed tough, right? <laughs> and uh, and he's getting all mad at us because we're laughing at him for like driving so bad. And then we're laughing at him for getting upset that he's driving so bad. <laughs> and then he starts to get like quiet. And we consider that humorous. And the whole thing <laughs> would be a really dangerous situation where he would just flip and beat the fuck out of one of us. Except Joe Lozon's with us. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like ah, laugh at and you. Joe's picking on him too. Yeah, Joe's great. picking on him too. And, and, and you know, he's extra mad because there's nothing he can do because there's a UFC fighter in the truck picking on him for being such a stupid ass. And I and really we, enjoyed the it whole seems situation. Like we had a three-way uh, like text channel that we were all on. You know, we're texting. It was a group text. And mm -hmm. I was like texting. I was like, look, Jeremy's pouting now. And you, you all, both of you got it in the back seat, and you're both like snickering about it everybody realizes <laughs> that yeah he is pouting because maybe you didn't notice at first but but he is he totally is like he's not saying a word he's like doing this thing where like he, he's like got his elbow on the center console and his chin resting on that he's just looking out the windshield driving the car with his left hand and just ma not making eye contact not getting in the conversations just pouting he was pouting yeah, like he was child. like not paying attention to us so obviously so as to get attention from us if you could picture a thing just like yeah big i baby. want everyone to know that i'm mad and and we were laughing at him, and it was great. And the fact that Joe was there just made it perfect. And and he, he's kind of like I don't know certain social cues he doesn't get. Like so, I was paying for his trip for the most part, and I got no problem paying for this guy's McDonald's or like Steak and Shake or something like that. But one night, we, we Woody and Joe and I were like, we're gonna go and get a, get a nice steak, and that means Morton's or Fleming's or something like that. And you're going to spend 80 to $120 a person in that place getting your steak and your salad and your appetizer and all that stuff. And, you know, there's a tip involved. It's expensive. And I'm like, I ain't taking Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way. Because to I took douche, him... but, like, it's one, like, Jeremy was there and he was kind of working for you. And that was a trip that, like, I don't think we wanted him to come either. No. 
Yeah. He texted us after we left. He's like, where'd you guys go? And I'm just like, I ain't playing. In my head, I was like, I gave you some of the pizza we bought earlier, like, but I'm I'm just not gonna buy you a hundred dollar steak. And he's the kind of guy who would go in there and order that steak too. Like, I t- have I told the story about taking Jeremy to Fleming's and the pickle shot. I don't in think the pickle so. Shot. All right, so, so he picture, would be so completely not shamed at all. So picture this: I just had uh, had hooked up with the prostitute who had bled all over the bed and everything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's a great start. Carry on. I remember yeah. that story. <laughs> Blood everywhere. It was like a slaughtered a pig in the bed. I'm loving it. Hilarious to me. She's humiliated. And um, uh, so me and my buddy decide for some reason, let's take these prostitutes to dinner. Well, let's just take them to Fleming's. And so we, we were going to. So, so we say to my cousin and Jeremy, hey, uh, we're going to Fleming's to get dinner with our prostitutes. Would you like to come? And my cousin was like, no, nah, I don't want to go. And Jeremy was like, I'll go. And I was like, wait a minute, we were asking the, the two of you if you wanted to go, because otherwise you're, you're a fifth wheel here, Jeremy. That's what I was thinking in my head. But Jeremy doesn't understand social cues like that, so away we go. <laughs> so in case you don't know, um, I could be wrong about this, but Fleming's in Houston, Texas is, I think it was rated as the ninth best steak place in the country. Very nice place. Their, their steak's incredible, and even their lobster. They had like this blue-shelled Australian lobster the last time I went. That was $120, and me and my buddy got one and like split it because we were just curious. What is $120? Our lobster tastes like. Anyway, girls, my friend and Jeremy, and uh, the waiter comes around to take the drink orders, right? You know, you, you've been in these places before. It's, mm-hmm. you, know, it's, you order courses step by step. Anyway, it comes around for the drink orders. I place mine, you know, we're all getting Diet Cokes and shit, nothing crazy. Gets around to Jeremy, he get, he says, mmm, looking at this big menu. Closes it, looks up at the guys. I have a pickle shot, Miller Lite, and a bottle of that lobster macaroni. Like, hands him the, the menu, and the guy's like, befuddled. He's like, doesn't even, doesn't even know where to start with that shit. He's like, a p- pickle shot? And everybody at the table is like, like their heads immediately go, Whoop! like over to Jeremy, like, what? He's like, and and Jeremy's like, yeah, pickle shot. And the guy's like, I don't know what a pickle shot is. And he's Jeremy lying. looks at him with such disgust. Like <laughs> he's just like, and you call yourself a professional. What are you doing? And his head, it, that's that's the vibe he's giving this guy. He's like, and you're a waiter? What? What are you? What are you a mechanic? You don't know what a pickle shot is? I'd never heard of such a thing. Uh, and yeah. none, no one at the table had. So we all just locked on Jeremy. He, and he begins to explain like he's explaining to a child. He's like, a pickle shot is a shot of pickle juice, shot of tequila, and then he makes the motion of like doing a shot with each hand, and he goes, bam, bam. Mm-mm, that's good. And the guy's like, uh, uh, okay, well, we've got some bread and butter pickles. I guess we could pour you some juice in a shot. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's good, bread and butter. All right, that'll work. So yeah, I want my, I want my pickle shot, a Miller Lite, and a big bowl of that macaroni, uh, macaroni and cheese. And the guy's like, well, what, what about your entree? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, well, I, I just want that macaroni. He's like, you just want the side item. Yeah, but I want a big bowl of it. Like, okay. Um, well, I'll just put these drink well, quarters in and, that, out, and that bowl of macaroni. <laughs> so, it sounds so, so awkward and uncomfortable oh, for everyone. Oh, it, was hilarious. it was hilarious. So that's what he did. You know, everyone else had a steak and a salad and an appetizer and, and like this, this, you know, five, six course meal. He had a big, they brought him a big bowl of this lobster macaroni and cheese. He ate that. And he did um, four uh, four rounds of a pickle shot and a Miller Lite until he was <laughs> wasted, just wasted. And he w- and we were like, 
pretty, pretty, you're pretty, uh, I don't even remember what we said, but you're pretty drunk, huh, Jeremy? Yeah, but we said it in a way. It was like, hey, you've had a few, huh? You having a good time? He's like, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sober. I'm fine. We get back to the hotel. We, uh, I go up to my room. I've got my own room. Jeremy's sharing a room with my, uh, my cousin. <laughs> it's nighttime. We've got work in the morning. I'm asleep, enjoying myself. I'm in bed. Lights out. <sighs> the phone rings in my room. And I'm just like, what the fuck could this even be? Because, you know, hotel phones are so loud and obnoxious. It's, it's that really yeah. loud ring. Red light. I'm like, hello? Hello? And they're just like, hi. Um, we have a Mr. Fulbright down here, and he says he's with you. And I'm like, yeah, he's in one of my rooms. Um, what's the deal? She's, she's like, well, he's locked out of his room. I'm like, oh, okay, well, give him a key. She's like, we're going to need you to come down. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> She's just like, we just need you to come. I was like, and I, I was like, you don't believe it's me? I was like, who else would be in my room answering to my name? She's like, we just need you to come down. And I'm just like, fuck. I jump up. I'm putting my pants on. I'm just like, mother, what the fuck is this? Why are they bothering me in the middle of the night? I round the, I come out of these double door, these golden doored elevators. There's four of them in a little battery there. I walk around the corner, past the nice restaurant, past the piano player, past the uh, concierge. And there he is, wearing nothing but these boxers with pink hearts on them, covered in <laughs> tattoos that most civilized folk would think are racist or at least <laughs> ignorant. And, um, and and he's got his nipples pierced, and he's kind of standing there, leaning against the desk, where picking like like scratching his nipple rings, like flipping them around and stuff, spinning them. <laughs> and he he's one of those guys who wears that he he wears a hat all the time, and his hair is like maybe three and a half four inches long, so like it's a permanent like fucked up hairdo thing where the hat's like got it all mashed up and ruined and he doesn't have a hat on so his hair is just a mess he looks like a wild man and there's this lovely looking black woman who's about 35 years old who looks confused <laughs> she's like he shouldn't be here so I, and I had to make a decision at that moment do I walk up and get my friend out of this and get him in his room or do I just go I've never seen him before and save my own <laughs> dignity so I had to walk in there and say yep He's with me, <laughs> and get him a key back to his room. Jeremy's just always fucking up. He he's a professional fuck up artist. But yeah, to took father. him to Fleming's wow. and he ran up a. Uh, I don't know. I think the shots were like eight or nine bucks a piece. The beers were like four bucks a piece. And he ran up quite a bill. Was it worse well, than a steak though? It sounds like it'd be cheaper. You know, I think it did come. I don't know. Alcohol if it's was lobster really macaroni. Probably not. Well, it, it was still just a side. Craft. You know, I don't know. I just remember I had to get the tab, and it came to like five hundred dollars or something for five people, and I just wasn't too thrilled about that. No, it was two. Yeah, it was five of us. Yeah, Jeremy ran. Well, up his you own can get him to do some serious, painful stuff. Seems like he's really desperate for money. You know, I needed him today. Hey, no, he's fucking lazy, and he won't answer his text messages. I needed him today. I needed him. He's and too lazy to get shot or get tased or get hurt. Oh, it's not. It wasn't torture. I just had some work that he that he needed to do, and, oh. and he just didn't show up. He didn't reply to my texts and didn't show up. So I'm once again a bit upset with Jeremy. I am gonna run the idea past him next time I see him of getting involved with the show and being tortured on the show, which I think would be lovely. Is your garbage man coming back yet? Yeah, totally came back, made it all right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think we need a new topic. What do we I have? I was. Here? I was going to say my worst thing about being a guy, but if it's oh, topic um, did... Tony Stewart. Let's do that. Tony, Tony who? St oh, Tony yeah. Stewart. 
Tony Stewart is a NASCAR driver, quite a decorated NASCAR driver, who for fun participates in sprint cars. So he was he was going around the track and he didn't even hit the other guy's car, but they were near each other. So the other guy dodged him in such a way that caused him to wreck into the wall. You with me? Uh huh. And then furious, the guy gets out of his car and walks into the track of race cars who were going around on a yellow lap. The car in front of Tony Stewart dodges out of the way. Then Tony Stewart sees him and I, I think you hear Tony Stewart rev the engine. Some people say that that was another car passing by the camera like because the, the camera is kind of far from Tony Stewart. So it could be either Tony Stewart hit the motor or another car at the same time went near the camera and it made it sound like Tony Stewart hit the motor. But Tony Stewart might have, may or may not have revved the engine and he hit the guy who came out of the car. And the guy who came in the car was mad. Like he, he, <laughs> the first guy had to dodge him and then he continued to walk further towards the, the middle of the track. Tony Stewart was unable to dodge him. He hits the other driver with his car and kills him. So when now, did this happen? Call it Last four weekend. days ago, something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you, the sprint cars, just they're the ones with the big um, like spoiler on the top that look kind of funny. They weigh 1,300 pounds and have 900 horsepower. Is, it a, or is there a video? Yeah, there's a video of him killing that guy, totally. I don't, I don't know if he did it on purpose. Um, I don't, I'd like to know if that's him revving his engine or not, and I'd like to hear his explanation. Yeah. Uh, but the just... sheriff in that county has said that it is, it, he's ruling it an accident, uh, and he's the, you know, he's the highest law enforcement body in that area. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense for him to rev his engine into another human being. It would be obvious, right? So yeah, it seems up, like he would oh, know let's do that. The oh, people are going to catch thing. me. Sure. Yeah. All right. If, if you think we can play that. I'll watch it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I managed to. It's not super half hard as to give fucked up as lots of other stuff we've watched. <laughs> so I'd like to set... People show me like there's an app for watching videos and we'd all be in sync, but I don't have it set up, so we'll just do this. Are you are you queued up at zero? Yeah. All right, get ready for yes, stops and starts as I call it out. Oh, these are sprint cars. Okay. Yeah. Are you at zero? Because it sounds uh, yep. like you're watching it. All right, ready, set, play. So here's the first lap. No one's gotten to an accident yet. But soon you're going to see Tony Stewart in a black car. No, I'm sorry. Orange. He's in that white car. The black car got pushed off. Now, if you didn't see that carefully, viewers, he didn't even touch that car. But by drifting like he did, he was perhaps partially responsible for the accident. And uh, in a second, we're going to say stop. Or in a few seconds. He's getting out of his car now, furious, right? Now he's looking for Tony Stewart. Ready, set, stop. So... At this point, he like he got out and he pointed at Tony Stewart. What's going to happen is he's going to head more like deeper in the track, you know, where the cars are, and um, a blue and white car will kind of dodge him. It's subtle, but I've watched this. Oh, let's go quarter speed. I am at quarter speed. All right, so I'm at 30 seconds quarter speed. Do you know how to go quarter speed, Taylor? No, I haven't done that. So click on click settings. It's a little cog, and then the middle option there is speed. So just set that to 0.25. Okay. You're right. All right. So ready, set, play. So now this is happening at, at quarter speed. He's going to step into the track further. He's doing it now on my screen. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get in the way of a blue and white car. 
and that car kind of dodges him. He ducks to the left. There, he's doing it now. Yeah. You can see he's swerving. And the into... driver even kind of shuffled a little bit higher up the track when when it was passing. Yeah, and then the and then here comes Stewart. Yeah, and and here he just got he just got killed. Uh, it doesn't look like it's on purpose, but geez. It's obvious that these guys are driving around really distracted by the actual act of racing, and this guy's mad, and he, so he just waltzes out into the middle of the track. Like, does he really think everybody who's racing right then is 100% focused on him? Like, no, they've got their attention I, to people behind them, to the side of them. Like, they don't... Like, Tony Stewart probably wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to just get this guy. Yeah, I hate yeah, to call I, the I dead guy Tony a douchebag. I mean, he's not Robin way. Williams or anything. But the dead guy's kind of a douchebag in this situation. No one got my. Yeah, he was. Why would Tony be mad at this guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he why? walked out there like he wasn't in the middle of a fucking racetrack. Yeah, like, you're in the middle of a racetrack. It's dangerous. Don't walk out indignantly. I wonder what his my injuries car. were. I'd like to know his his injuries. He's well, he's I, got his. Well, he's got a helmet on and a race suit, but I I, I kind of think that if you go to like, let me find a time stamp to or a time point. Yeah, if you go to like. 40 seconds, he looks longer than he should be. <laughs> it looks like it broke him in half. And and, and yeah. that race suit is what's holding him back, to hold him together. Like, he got crushed. That car hit him so fucking hard. I can't tell if the front tire hit him, but the back tire definitely hit him, and it drug him a little. And then he must... They, they Someone said... Um, I don't know what the distance that they claimed was, but maybe maybe They said 50, 50 yards. yards. I didn't... That looks it, it more like shorter than... Oh, you think it was longer? Oh no! Well, fifty yards is one hundred and fifty feet. But I think I just I think it was two thirds of what they said it was. Okay. Just just looking at it to Did me. Did he die I mean, instantly? They're not really saying. You know, they yeah. always do it at the hospital. But yeah, he looks dead to me. Yeah, that I, sucks. I suspect he was unconscious instantly. I, I suspect he never yeah. regained consciousness. I don't know what they declared death either on or on the way to the hospital or at or on the way to the hospital. So yeah, um, like, and a lot of people are acting like Tony Stewart killed him. And oh, I I played this with the volume off. I'm gonna play it again with the volume on, so you can hear the motor. Well, in the strictest sense, he did kill him, but he didn't murder oh, God him. It was an accident. They covered the yeah, entire so video with annotations. It's douchebag. Yeah, this dick put like ten annotations on here. You couldn't just let this guy die without trying to get more views. Pete Lazo, you dick. So listen, viewers. Yeah, you can kind of hear it. Oh, he hit him! It, it, I can't tell at all who's the person that revved their motor. It, it, I, in another version I watched, I thought that um, Tony Stewart was revving his motor and it seemed like consistent, but now it seemed like it was before then. and I don't know who revved their motor, but yeah. I'm not I, sure that the time sync is, is right on this video. Perfectly. The, the audio in the video, you mean? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is this the original one that we've been watching all along, though? I don't know. It just I just... It seemed like, like the revving the... Was, was better synced with, and it made it look more like Stuart was like, here he is. Yeah, I, I have the it. same recollection. Like, it sounded more like the, the, like the revving happened right before he hit him, whereas here it seems to be like a, two seconds before he hit him. Yeah. Um... You know, I I just don't think Tony Stewart was like there he is and gassed it and, and and tried to hit him. It just seems so unlikely. I just don't know why he would do that. Yeah, there's no incentive to do that. 
Look at like this. There's... So in the Call of Duty community, like anytime you make a commentary about something that's topical, especially if it's like a school shooting, there's this like big host of YouTube policemen talking about what douches they are. L look at the description on this video. It's like exclusive video altercation, and then they just start like tag dropping it everywhere. He's got invisible annotations on the screen where if you try to pause, you end up going to his channel to watch a different video. Yeah, this guy money hoard this so hard. I have I don't think I've ever money hoard anything as hard as this guy has. Come on, Woody, let's be real. I I, I come on, dude. This no. is over the top. This yeah, guy went awful. hardcore. But remember that time you uploaded somebody's untimely death and put a bunch of fake annotations on it to try and garner views for other <laughs> no. unrelated videos? Remember that? I did Someone that Someone the out there is going to call me a hypocrite and say that I did something. Dude, look at his description and scroll down. I know. That's what I was showing everybody. Did you do wow. that yet, Taylor? Scroll oh, I just up. looked at the annotations. Let me look. The description... Yeah, he's just got lots what of... What an ass. The description... Tony Stewart killed a guy. Ooh. The description... That's literally a tag. Did you hit more <laughs> on it yet? Mm-hmm. I know yeah. Kyle did. I'm not sure. Taylor's report. Yeah, he, he did. He read a part that's like that, yeah. Yeah. Really? Part. Where does it say Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, Tony I, I Stewart just... killed... Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, so this guy just search engine optimized this thing, and uh, I don't know. So hardcore. Uh, Pete Laszlo. Yeah. Pete Laszlo, you kidder. So yeah, <laughs> that does suck that he died right in the middle of being so pissed. Mm. You know, because like that's one of those things where it's like that was just like that's how you get a ghost. few seconds, like a few seconds of lapse and not thinking entirely what you were doing. You were caught up with all the adrenaline, pissed off. You walk out and then you're like, you know, just dead. I think those videos are so crazy. It's like it's watching the point where it's like that person will never have another thought. Boom, like that point. Is like it's done, you know. This guy's Creepy. entire channel is like this. I'm so stuck. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I know we're on topic. But he has Tony Stewart kills a guy uploaded like three times on his channel. David Beckham and his kids twice on here. Like proposals, he is all. It's all like stolen content, re-uploaded, like riot footage. Like, mm. Here, I'll link you to his channel, then you can just hit more on like his popular uploads. Yeah, I'm on this guy's channel. This He's... guy's got quite the business model. It's like lots of Tony Stewart stuff, lots of David Beckham stuff. Interesting. Yeah, but getting back to the Stewart thing, I don't think mm -hmm. he did it on purpose. I just don't. I just don't think he did, and I, I certainly don't think he's going to get in any trouble. I, I mean, he could have backed over him. I don't think he would have really. <laughs> um, yeah I, I think uh, to me he clearly didn't the guy was in the raceway he uh, so there's two parts of it one you look at what happened and two you look at motivations and try and infer what might have been in their head so at the actions that happen the guy walked into the track so far the car in front of david beckham had to swerve to get out of the way i'm sorry in front of tony stewart had to swerve to get out of the way and then he walked even further and Tony Stewart wasn't able to swerve to get out of the way. Second, Tony Stewart wasn't even mad at this guy, right? Tony Stewart arguably was kind of partly responsible for why this guy hit the wall. The cars never even touched, but the guy hit the wall because he was trying to dodge Tony Stewart. So, so that's a thing. 
That doesn't make Tony mad. Tony's not the one in the wall. He's not upset with this other driver. He has no murderous impulse to kill the guy who just wrecked. Tony Stewart's happy as can be. He's, he's guaranteed one place higher. So there's, there's no motivation and there's no action that would show that Tony did this on purpose. I don't know anything about the racing world, but just from watching it, like seems like a cut and dry case. I, I was with Throw Kyle. that one away. I was talking to Kyle, um, and then all of a sudden, like every other like accident, he, like this isn't the first time Tony Stewart's been in a car accident on the track. <laughs> and Kyle's like, wait a minute, are you mean to tell me that this lifetime professional automobile racer has been in an accident before this? Oh no! I think we got him dead to rights now. <laughs> this isn't the first time Mr. Stewart's made a mistake. Like, <laughs> just, just silliness. Yeah. Just, of course, accidents are going to happen, especially when you're driving on dirt and those four-wheeled hunks of shit with that weird fin <laughs> on the top. Shit's going to happen. <laughs> Everything shit, except the motor. There's which a is like reason a... those aren't on the road, because they suck. <laughs> so I'm looking here at uh, the world news. Just a, just a few little things out there right now. Um Looks like uh, the truce has been broken in Israel, and Gaza started shooting, or, or excuse me, and um, they started shooting rockets at Israel again. Um, U.S. ground troops have just landed in on that mountain in Iraq to evacuate those trapped uh, Yazidis or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. And uh, the leader of the Conservative People's Party in Denmark said, "Quote: I'm gay. So what? So How about those riots in St. Louis? Those Tell Ferguson. me about that." Okay, so I'm not seeing that anywhere. I'm not getting that in my Reddit slash Twitter uh, newsfeed. I still don't know all the details of it, to be honest. I just know that it's in Ferguson, which is like North County, St. Louis. It's a real shit area. And apparently somebody named Mike Brown, who is like a 6'4 teenager, so uh, instigated something or a cop initiated something with him. No matter what I say, someone's going to call me a racist in the comments, so who gives a shit anyway? Uh you know, it it looks like he started something, and what happened is a bunch of cops shot a bunch of people, and there were like 32 injured. They had to call apparently like a dozens, if not hundreds, of cops from the St. Louis County area to come up there and quell it because they were burning down gas stations and you know breaking into you know big department stores, stealing everything. Uh, I'll need to do more research to figure out what actually happened to initiate it. But from what I can tell, people saw an opportunity for free shit and they took it, and it doesn't really matter what initiated it. It's just people wanted stuff. Yes. Somebody was talking about people running out with like the display models of like rims and stuff, like one yeah. twenty inch rim. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they're not looting for things like food. They're it's finding like one speaker and stealing that. Yeah, the Craigslist is gonna be full of stuff in a few days. Not like it would be okay to loot for food in that situation anyway. Like a right? riot starts and you're like, All right, well I've got Pop Tarts at home, but you know, <laughs> those hot dogs in that gas station look pretty great. I'm gonna go grab those. Like it's just I don't know. It's just sad that every time you see anything about St. Louis in the news, it's always negative. It's never like, new scientists come to conclusion in St. Louis metro area. It's like, <laughs> 11 killed in a horrible, <laughs> horrible accident and, you know, whatever. Race riots. Or yeah, race like riots that. and just always making itself look awful on the uh, world stage. Except Al McGinnis and his slap shot. Oh, yeah. He would shoot on me in practice. Get out. He was one of my coach. Yeah. He shot on yeah, you? Yeah, I played with... I played. Uh, Did he ever hockey. shoot hard on you? Yeah, he would. He would go to the uh, the blue line, and fire from there. And then when I got a little older, he moved up to the red line, and it was awful because I had to learn to 
if I didn't catch it in the actual glove, you'd get like sore red marks all over your hand. If you act like with a player that age, you just caught one here, whatever. But with him, it was like an actual almost bruise on my little pubescent palm from his hard shot. If people don't know, Al McGinnis was a defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, and he the All Star competition that like in hockey. There's an all-star game, but there's also an all-star like skills competition, and he would win hardest shot like most of the time. Yeah, cool. that's and that was back when like he was using a wood stick. So nowadays yeah. people are like, oh, it's Dano Chara shooting faster technically, but yeah, he's using a really flexible stick, and he's six foot ten, so he's got quite a bit of leverage there. And Al McGinnis but, would beat people who had synthetic sticks with his wooden stick, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, fast? they would have composite, and he would just dominate them. What did he get? Like one one fourteen or something like that. No, it wasn't that high. I don't, uh, maybe like 106. Okay. Because I know Zdeno Chara is like at 109, I think, and he's the fastest right now. Wow. I think he was 109. I just remember it was really aggravating to like be at practice and to be really easy, and the coach would be like, hey, Al, come out here. Taylor's looking a little lazy. And it'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Al's coming out here. This is the worst. Then, <laughs> That's uh, just but, uh, knowing Al McGinnis is neat. Like, yeah, it was cool. Playing hockey, like, knowing some of those guys, like, I would, you know, Keith Kachuk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would, we would go to his box all the time to watch Blues games. That was cool. Uh, I played with some ex-NHL guys. I don't even remember their names, but they weren't special. You know, like, like the better one, <laughs> he, uh, I, I want to say he played, like, five or six years on three different teams. I know one of them was the Maple Leafs. One of them was the Hartford Whalers, and they were older. You know, they were like 47 yeah. or something. But even then, like, it's hard to describe how amazing they were. Their slap shot was like so hard and so flat. And um, the sound they made it when they skated was different. Like, it was like a longer stroke that, like, they just, it was so efficient and fast and effective the way they skated. Yeah. It was different than me, who by comparison was taking <laughs> like lots of baby steps. These guys were just like, Whoa. And it, it seemed like they were scarring the ice with every powerful stroke, and um, uh, yeah. oh, and it then, sounds like a movie with those guys. Like what a hockey movie sounds like is what they sound like. Like the like just intensity. they would pass it so well and so hard, and and you're like barely keeping. Like I'm like my head's on a swivel. I don't know what the fuck is happening around me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the pass comes to my stick on the tape like it's a shot. And it's like, bam! All right, and I just like go collect it like a second later. <laughs> it's like he shot it at my stick, and technically I received it, but only because the pass was so perfect that that it was hitting my tape. And and these guys are nothing compared to the guys that Taylor's talking about. Like I didn't play with Al McGinnis; I played with Journeyman, you know. And uh, yeah. it it. But it's neat just to be on the ice with them. It's cool. They're a different yeah. breed. And in North Carolina, I think they might be more rare. Like, my guess is that, I don't know about Missouri, but if you're in, like, um, Michigan or, like, uh, I don't know, where are the good American hockey players? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, thank you. I think that's what I was going for with the first one. But, you know, if you're, like, in some space where the best hockey players kind of collect, then probably when you're not playing with pros, you're playing with a bunch of guys who played like college or juniors or something like that. And, and they're yeah. also really good in my league. If you're like a pro hockey player, you stand out even more because there's like an occasional Woody on the team, <laughs> you know, who's <laughs> like, like yeah, I was in shape and I was a hockey player. Like if you were to watch me skate and handle the puck and, and do a slap shot, you'd be like, clearly this guy's played before, but I'm also nothing like those people, you know, that, 
they're they're so um different. Yeah, it was, did you ever give hockey a shot, Kyle? Ever? It's not a thing in the south. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not the no facilities near me. I, I I as a child, I didn't even know what hockey was. Um, just no. That's how it is in Missouri, everywhere but St. Louis and Kansas City. So once you leave those places, it just becomes the South, and you see like Confederate flags and everything. That's mm. weird. It depends what's near you too. Like so, in my area, if you're willing to drive 45 minutes, you probably got like four or five choices. I don't know how that compares to to your areas. So we made a little bet last week. Um, Ebola, right? Is that what yeah, so I've you? definitely already beaten Chiz because he said Western Hemisphere. Yep. Um, um, so he's already lost uh, 127 new cases in the last two days, uh, 56 deaths in the last two days as well. Um, so we're doing okay. You're doing, doing okay. okay. I'm I also think I'm doing gonna, okay. I, well, you know, so far so Don't good. even remember right. what I bet. I just did it because everyone else was. The subreddit will remember. Yeah, the subreddit will keep them straight. But I know, I, I think, actually, I think I do remember what I bet. <sighs> Shucks, because I think we had two. One, oh, I do remember. They're both the same area. It was America and like some like island with no people on it. That was a joke, yeah. something a toy or whatever. So it has to be pretty much be America. And uh, Kyle, they we had, had two bets. I think each bet was was each bet a hundred or fifty. Oh, it was less than that. It was like ten to twenty. It was like ten bucks. Oh, I thought I it was, was higher. Like okay, I thought it was a hundred, but the, again, the subreddit will correct us if we get it wrong. Um, one of my bets was zero deaths and one of my bets was no less than 10 infected here which doesn't include people infected there who've moved here that was my those were my I mean no less than 10 that'll die no 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 or no more than 10 Kyle wins I believe my bets uh, Kyle wins one of the bets if there's a death Kyle wins the other bet if 10 people get infected death or not yes yes who who they get infected in the United States meaning it's spread to them while they're here not just some African who flew over Right. And what was Chiz's bet? That uh, him, it was the same thing. It was um, people getting the disease, um, but he said Western Hemisphere. He got so and cocky. He just Western started giving hemisphere? Kyle. He yeah. started giving Kyle more and more land. He's like, take Canada, take Mexico, the whole Western Hemisphere. Not realizing that the he- Western Hemisphere included like parts of Africa, and he already lost. Yeah. And not realizing what fucking Ebola is. Take the whole world. It's probably not a big deal. You know, <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. Like. <laughs> We he should have been openly was, but he just didn't know where the Western Hemisphere, what it included. Yeah, and at the time, it, I, I didn't either, I suppose. I just didn't give it much thought. Um, to be fair, he, he meant Western countries, like, you know, Canada, U.S. Probably but Western so. countries Most also include Western Europe. Europe. Yeah, so like apparently that includes, like, uh, you know, Morocco and some other places. Yeah, he should have said North America if that's what he meant. Are we sure that the Western Africa mm-hmm. has these places? I'm positive. We are sure we're not just like, like they encompass like the main heart of the infection okay. is in the Western Hemisphere. Like like there's there's only a little infection that's not in the Western Hemisphere. That that's how it turned out to be. Silly hmm. chiz. So I if he'd said the Eastern is. Hemisphere, like he'd been, he'd been better off. Should have said Eastern Hemisphere. Hmm. Would hmm. be on top right now. Yeah. I have a topic uh, too. What you got here? Uh, right. So Johnny Bones is the 205 pound champion in the UFC. And uh, if you look at this little circle, you'll see the hater in question flexing in his uh, mirror, taking a selfie of himself, and he gives out his phone number. So Johnny Bones, like, just tweets it or likes it or something, 
and says, everyone wish this hater a good night for me. LOL. Let me see if I'm getting it on the, I'm not getting on the thing. So what did he, he's a hater. Why? I, I don't know exactly what he did to hate, but I am willing to bet only 16 years old, which is part of the story. The whole world loves to hate on Johnny Bones Jones. And I've kind of sometimes like, I feel it from John's position, John, cause we're tight. The, 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 the fighter's position that gets hate on all the time. And this guy talks shit to him consistently. He's 16, but he's talking shit to him and about him consistently. So then he gave his phone number out and basically he just shined a spotlight on it and said, wish him a good night. Everyone's yeah, see, so you have to be bigger than that as an adult in a professional industry when a 16-year-old is kind of in a minor way harassing you. For a professional fighter, that kind of shows a really small ability to you know, deal with criticism or deal with hate. So you are that. in the majority opinion. On the other hand, Painkiller already has given out several phone numbers. One got 9,000 retweets. <laughs> no, but you're wrong because I'm not talking... Like, I'm, I only talk about these things and they apply to other people. I hold a different set of standards for myself, as everyone should. <laughs> did did so, you notice the way his icons on the top of his phone? That he's yeah, got the Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan experience, experience? That's pretty funny. Yeah. And he's got some yeah. sort of weird oh, sleeping yeah. icon that I don't recognize. I see Bluetooth. I see the it's thing the that you're sure yeah. looking at the phone. I don't know what that N thing is. Uh, then I think we should steer clear of discussing the icons on the top of the guy's phone and okay. direct our attention more to the, the core of the matter here. Uh, <laughs> I, I can, uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I hear, like, so I remember one time we were doing this thing where we'd, like, call GameStops and stuff and call people and see if we could, like, get the game from them. And every so often, this guy's would be like, I know a guy who has it, call this number. And we call that number, and it turns out they were trolling the show. And we're like, well, if you're going to troll the show, we're going to troll you right back. Everybody, this is the phone number we just called. And there was one, you know, the over 9,000 like meme thing. We tried to get over 9,000 retweets and we did. So we had over 9,000 to retweet <laughs> this guy's phone number. And, uh, and I think it's awesome. I think that we're not going out there picking on anybody. Instead, people that pick on us need to understand there are consequences to their actions. And when John... Johnny Bones Jones did this to some, uh, I don't know what to call him other than fan or hater, but you know, some guy who was like harassing him online. I'm sure John didn't reach out to some random 16 year old and say, let's get him. I bet he did. I don't think so. I think I bet he said, I, I, I feel like these haters are a little bit like girls that hit guys. They think, you know, well, Bones, Weak. you should be responsible. You should be. You should be hold you, you hold yourself in such a way that I can do anything to you. I can throw shit at you on a daily basis and just go after you, attack you, say you're gonna lose, say you're getting fat, say you're getting old, say you're getting slow, say anything I want. Find the most vulnerable point in you and put my finger in that wound and twist it and add you know, with lemon juice on it. And and it's John's responsibility to just sort of look the other way and never hit back. <laughs> I don't agree. I think that if you mess with the pro fighter. And he tweets your phone number out. You're like a girl who hit a guy. Don't expect <laughs> chivalry every time. You're putting yourself at risk when you throw stones like this. Thoughts? I agree I to agree. an extent. I just thought that since he's more famous, that he would have it handled it better than we would because we're not actually famous. Well, you know, you guys are a little famous, like internet famous, <laughs> but not not John Bones Jones famous. So I just figured he'd have more experience. You know, when I see someone who's really famous like that, I just assume that they've dealt with it enough that they should have the competency to deal with it again. But maybe that was just the first guy that really just 
pissed him off, and he's like, this little bastard, I could kill him. No, he, he went through that guy's, he was like, let me see what this little bitch is all about, and he got on there, and he saw that his, his phone number was there, and he went after him. Now, I know we already, stop, stop mocking Mr. Kitty. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kibblesworth won't put up with that shit. So, I, I, there's a video here, and I know we just covered it, but um, is, Ferguson the, is Ferguson the place in Minnesota where the riots are going on? Uh, Ferguson is, yeah, North County, St. Louis. All right, so this is a 42-second video of the police um, throwing gas grenades, flashbangs, and shooting rubber bullets into a large crowd of people at night. Half. Should we do, watch it and see? Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, zero, queued up. Yep. Yep. All right. Ready, set, play. Half. Are they using fireworks to attack Shit. the people? No, those are flashbangs and gas grenades. Okay. Firing rubber bullets. There's That's a lot of gas there. there. Yeah. They're trying to create a wall. <laughs> These people sound like they're complying. They. Don't. No, they don't. <laughs> you come and get me. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what you should say. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's it. I don't give a fuck. You're about to. That's tear gas. Tear gas doesn't care how much you don't give a fuck. There's a surfing pig in my related videos. Yeah, that seems... I saw that. It's pretty similar. <laughs> pretty similar. <laughs> so, ah. Uh... I don't know what to make of it. I'm kind of pro-cop in this situation. I don't know why they're rioting in the first place, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not the best way to air their grievances. I'm pretty sure that's much like us attacking Iraq after a bunch of Saudi Arabians who trained in Afghanistan attacked the World Trade Center. It's like, why Why not just Mexico? Fuck it. They're brown. Yeah. Attack somebody. Um, I guess I just assume both sides are kind of wrong. Like, there probably was a little bit too much aggression by the police right? up front. And then... Yeah. Definitely too much aggression from rioters because, you know, if you're a rioter, you've already gone a little too far. You say that, so. but the aggression that the police had pales in comparison to the aggression that if what they'd see if I was a store owner. That's true. I'd just be yeah, back so there I just, fully I guess I just armed. don't know enough. Yeah. They'd be like, don't go into Woody's laundromat because that fucker's back there with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah. Loot everyone else. You better have a roll of quarters in your pocket. You walk in here, motherfucker. <laughs> I just don't get that attitude in the face of cops and tear gas of like, I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. Like, that's like the attitude of the cool kid in eighth grade where it's like, you didn't right. even study for the math test? No, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm, I don't care. Like, you no, know, you don't do that when there's people throwing lethal or potentially, you know, suffocating weapons at you. Yeah, get your shit under control. Give a fuck and leave. In two weeks, Chiz can tell us how much rubber bullets hurt. Um, yes. You know what we could do? Like, like we could get some tear gas, um, and that ain't so bad at all. I mean, it's not fun, but like nobody <laughs> will get hurt no matter what. Like, I'll do nobody whatever dies you do. From tear gas. What if we? What if the three of us got into got into like a shed, like a garden shed, threw in a tear gas grenade, and saw who walked out first or last? I would do that. <laughs> it's hardcore, man. Like, let's let's find a video. Let me. I'll find one of. I will um, do whatever you do, and and I've seen like the military do this a hundred <laughs> times. It it's dreadful, and they come out and they're vomiting and their eyes are running and all that stuff. But uh, but it sounds like a good video, so I'll do it. Anything so, for the views. 
So <laughs> here is tear gas training for the uninitiated. Uh, well, the uninitiated. Oh, troops and dirt. Yeah, this is the sort of thing I've seen before. It's five minutes. Do we watch it all? What's the um, probably not. Probably like the first 45 seconds you're going to get a good idea. And then maybe if you skip to the end when they're coming out of the chamber. Does it? I'm not sure, I'm not it, sure what they're doing to this girl. I think the room is just full of it. Wait, is she doing anything? They're making her open her eyes and talk. So should we, did you, have you seen it before? Um, well, I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay, so start at the beginning. That's what I was headed yeah. for. Okay, yeah. is everyone queued up at zero? Yes. Ready, set, play. All right. So, the room so, is here so there's a small cadet here. She takes... It, oh, it's, a, it's definitely a girl. Oh. Yeah, there's a bunch of people standing in a room with their little masks on, and they're walking in front of the main man with the mask, and they have to remove their mask and then breathe and talk and probably get yelled at. And look at him and count fingers. Yeah. Basically, it doesn't seem like that first in this room, chick though. had any business being there. Do you know what this, like, what kind of troops these are? No, but it looks like regular army to me. Yeah, looks like... Yeah, not, not elite. So I think they're, like, teaching them not to touch their own eyes or something. Oh, this third guy is doing great. How are you on the third guy? Hmm? Oh, I skipped ahead to see if it was just the same thing or not. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm gonna look toward the end and see if there's like a like here we are after it's done to us. But I don't. No, I, they're not gonna do that here. It's the same thing over and over and over. All right. So I want to see the third guy be a total badass, and then I guess we'll wrap it. Mm. He was at like a minute 19 or so. Yeah, I'm at one. And he just looked like he. Yeah. He, yeah. He started talking pretty quickly and barreling through it. Didn't start being a little bitch like the other people. Just a little tear gas. Never hurt anyone. They're asking him extra questions because he's good. Yeah, they're like, uh, and uh, what are your plans this weekend? Cadet. <laughs> uh, not this. He did do well, though. He seemed less, like, choked up by Effective. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, he got the benefit of seeing the other people, and they're like, yeah, so where are you from? I'm from here. What do you do? That is what I do. And he's like, like, like he thought that as soon as he answered the third question, they let him go. So they came up with a fourth and a fifth. Yeah, I wonder what the questions are. Just basic. Are you having fun? No. <laughs> you want to stay the... in the army? No. <laughs> well, you can't pay for college, so you have to. Fuck. All right, next. So, so what do you guys think? Was Jones right or wrong to blast this sixteen-year-old? Kyle, you haven't joined in yet. He was right. Totally right. He can do that. Yeah. It's a little weird because he's 16, but I mean, what? It's not like he sent him the kid's address. He just got some anger. He just got some prank phone calls and shit. Exactly. I'm sure people wished him a good night, like he said to. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think that just because Jones is successful in life that he needs to be everybody's punching bag, or anyone's role model. Hmm. But you know, there seems thing. to be this general idea that like no matter what he does or what he says, that Jones needs to just take it. I'm like I don't think so. Yeah. I think you know, and and by no, the way, like I thought the did. level of response he did was actually kind of gentle. All he did is ruin his phone number. Whatever. Had that happen to me several times. I don't care. <laughs> do you guys see this new link? I do now. Philadelphia mom who carries licensed gun into New Jersey faces eleven years in prison. So this woman's from Pennsylvania, 
and uh, which which for maybe non non Americans it borders New Jersey, and she has a license to carry a gun, a concealed carry permit. And she didn't realize, I don't know what's wrong with her training, that her concealed carry permit only worked in Pennsylvania. Oh, by the way, she's a single mom. And uh, um, I guess she lives in a dangerous neighborhood or something. It said something like that in the article, if I remember. So um, she's a single mom with two kids living in a dangerous neighborhood who thinks that she'd be better off if she had a concealed carry license, a permit to carry a gun. Fine. Then she takes that gun into New Jersey because she was like meeting a family member or something. And, um, oh, she got, I'm sorry, let me read this. She works two jobs, works late at night. Uh, she got robbed twice last year. So she got a, a gun to protect herself and her kids. She takes this gun into New Jersey where she's not licensed to carry it. And, um, the, like, um, the, the court system in New Jersey is throwing the book at her. The maximum sentence is 11 years, 10 for having the gun and one and a half for having the bullets of the gun. Um, it doesn't say this here, but I know that hollow points are illegal in New Jersey. So that might be part of the issue. Um, she has no <laughs> criminal background. She has no firearm disqualifiers. She had a license to carry the thing that she got in Philadelphia. She just happened to do what she always does, but do it in New Jersey. And, um, I'm looking, I don't see it here, but I was reading more about the case elsewhere. And there's a bunch of things the New Jersey court could have done to like, let it slide. Um, they, they could have, oh, here it is. The prosecution could have like lowered it to another offense that she could have done. Uh, the best option they gave her was five years in jail as a plea bargain and no parole for three and a half years. Bullshit. It's total bullshit. And and by the way, this is like a law-abiding citizen. I I have preached what, an unpopular opinion, which is like I kind of believe in unequal law for some people, right? So so get this. If you're um like like Trayvon Martin, right? Like this varsity football player, guy who's had several run-ins with the law before, um serving a probation in high school for being high on weed, and doing what was the sluice or something? What was the like Skittles um, and iced tea? What was and... it called? Sli the what? He was he, there was this drug that you get. Oh, it's called lean. Lean. Like, Thank you. But, yeah, well done. Uh, Skittles, codeine, and uh, that watermelon uh, tea drink that he had. You mix all that together, and so, you shouldn't do it, kids, because <laughs> it's it's not good for you. It'll get you shot. So if you're you if you like to do codeine, lean concoctions, you're you're on suspension, you've been get in trouble a lot, and then you like back talk to the police, I think it's within like okay boundaries for the police to say grab both shoulders or push you around a little bit or or you know, make you respect them, right? If you're picture like an emo 13 year old who hasn't hit puberty yet skateboarding where he doesn't belong and then like back talks the police i can kind of see and this might come off like a racism thing so make the skateboarder black i don't care but i, I can kind of see where like like that little child doesn't need the same rough them up you have to respect me treatment you know a stern talking to would be all the embarrassment he needs to stop being a dick right if there's some mobster and they want to throw the book at them and get them off the street for 11 years 
because you know they're carrying they, they managed to get something on them an illegal firearm i can get that a single mother like this it seems like you should get a deal for her she has no priors she, yeah. she, she's just working she's late. clearly not a criminal like the criminal justice system it's just that it's about putting criminals in jail and finding justice for everyone else and this is clearly a person who deserves justice not jail yeah it, well but it, how are private prisons supposed to make money with that attitude they won't. Up a strong point. They've got plenty of people they can they can put in there on trumped up drug charges. They don't need to. There are people out there literally with eighth and quarter ounces of marijuana to lock up instead. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> this country's gone downhill. I tell you, the kids out there. I love the amounts of marijuana that you see them come up with sometimes when like they'll oh, have yeah. a shootout or like a warrant to serve and they'll go bad and someone will die. Uh, over like you know, just tiny amounts of marijuana, like, like three grams yeah. of stems and yeah. seed. <laughs> like, like for those of you who are uninitiated with the metric system, three grams is like uh, what's a penny? I think a penny is like three grams. Uh, uh, I think three, a penny's half a gram. Show me with your fingers how much three grams would be like three. If you put it in your palm, would it be as three big grams as a quarter? Of weed? Yeah, three grams. Is it would be bigger than that. An eighth, right? Three point seven is um, an eighth of an ounce in grams. Well, right? a, quarter, a quarter is seven out is seven grams. Um, yeah, so three point so, seven grams is an eighth of an ounce. So yeah. that would be three point just up to your man. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah it's probably like three, about like like this. Like <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Probably exactly no like Not enough to <laughs> die over. About the size of a cat eye. Uh, and that on Kyle's screen, but <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I'm trying. How long we been going? There we go. Uh, we need 15 more minutes. So yeah, this woman, totally innocent. I, I not innocent. Obviously, she's guilty. But God, the what they're doing, what throwing the book what? at her, not not finding. They offered her five years. That's insane. I, I don't even yeah. understand the motivation or the other side. If yeah. she had priors and. They wanted to. Do Maybe something. there's more to it than we're seeing. Maybe this lady's kid, like, they want him to do something. Maybe they're trying to. It seems insane for them to have no there ulterior motive. There has to be something here. else to this story, honestly. Yeah. Like, there has right? to be something else because look at every other story on this website. None of them look reputable. None of them look like they are actually going by the facts. It looks like it's just a propaganda machine trying to garner feverish support for people of a yeah. certain. Race. It's it seems like it it's uh, it seems and, like it's like, about a, white people being bad to black people on this yeah, website. It's about is that evil true? white people. Like, there's an article like, are there good cops at all? Like, is that really a question? Yeah, are saw, there good cops? I saw another, are they a hundred percent evil? So here are their top five articles: unarmed black man shot by police in L.A. Black number two: black kids don't have to be college bound for their deaths to be tragic. Number three: if they quote hashtag That's if true. they gunned me down shows how black people are portrayed in the mainstream media. Number four, if, are there any good cops out there? Number five, friend who witnessed Mike Brown shooting speaks. There, are, yeah, it's like it's 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 a it's a thing that champions uh, issues of injustices done upon the African American community, I suppose. And it looks like it, like there's just no way that unless this is like a one in a hundred case of ridiculousness, that this is the whole story. There's just no way. Right. Like maybe she walked into a, a store. That like forbade it, or she, you know, that her license didn't, you know, apply there, or something like that. Like, there's just no way 
Like, well, I, I think like it's did not a that they're she not was, telling but... the whole story. So even though okay. she shouldn't be in jail, they're not lending any credibility to her by not giving all the details because just this is too silly to believe this is the whole thing. All right. Look at that um, baby's weird shaped head. I admit that the source seems really bad. Oh, whoops. So I'm giving you another link, which in that case was the same link. I'll fix it. Here's USA Today, perhaps a more reputable source. Well, obviously more reputable than that last one. Carrying and, down um, way worse than beating your wife. <laughs> I, they agree with the root 100%. There's okay. nothing in here that that counters it. Dun, dun, dun. She Bullshit. got pulled over for a traffic violation, and then she volunteered that she had guns, which is, I don't know Pennsylvania, but North Carolina, that's what you do. Like you yeah, do, yo. You hand them your concealed carry and tell them about your weapon at the same time. Like, it's how you start the conversation. Listen to this bullshit comment. Listen, the Washington Post's Radley uh, Balco quotes anti-gun activist Brian Miller gloating over the result, quote, Fortunately, the, the notoriety of this case... Fortunately, the notoriety of this case will make it less likely that Pennsylvanians will carry concealed and loaded handguns in New Jersey, thereby making them and the Garden State safer from gun violence. What an ass! I mean, it, the the logic checks out. <laughs> yeah, here's the this thing. lady. People don't that's what she was doing there. Let me. This lady said, "I'm gonna get up to some gun violence today down in Jersey. Let me just get my license and my handgun. What's that, kids? No, we'll be. I'll be back later. I'm going to do some gun violence in Jersey. I'll be back in a little while. No, fuck no. She's trying to protect herself. Her being no, in your but, made it a little safer. She's been robbed twice in the last year, and she's a single mother. She works two jobs, so she's late at night on the streets. And she got a gun to protect herself and her children because, like I said, she's a single mom. She got pulled over for a traffic violation and she volunteered to the policeman that I have a gun in this car. And rather, like, I swear if I was a cop, I'd be like, Shh, dude, you don't really have a gun, do you? No, I do. It's right here under my elbow. You don't really have a gun, do you? No. Oh, no. Dude, I've me. seen this situation happen before. That's the, that's the thing. I've seen issues where, like, someone carried a So South Carolina does not reciprocate Georgia's carry, uh, carry permit. And vice versa. We don't reciprocate each other. Don't they but I've now? Seen, Am I crazy? Unless it's recent and I was You tell the story, aware. I'll look it up. Um, but in times past, they didn't. And I know guys who have went to South Carolina uh, carrying their concealed handguns, talked, walked up to some cops and started talking to them about it, and they were like, oh, well, that that doesn't reciprocate here. You need to go put that in your in your car and unload, unload it, man. You, you, know, you can't have that here. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, better safe than sorry, right? And, you know, that was the end of it. Like, those were good cops. They had no interest in locking someone up on some bullshit charge when it was clear they were accidentally breaking a law. When someone accidentally breaks a law and no one gets hurt, yeah, I mean, let them go. Yeah. Oh, for the so record, stupid. Kyle was right. I was wrong. South Carolina still doesn't honor Georgia. Bitch, I'm thinking about getting the Utah one while I'm, like, just because I hear you, like, everyone is Utah pretty much. Really? I, I thought it was Florida. I think Connecticut and Florida, I think, um, you can do it through the internet, and they'll just mail you a thing. If I remember correctly, and I may, may even have my states wrong, but I think it was Connecticut, and you could go to this website, and they would, basically, they would mail you a form to fill out. You fill out the form, attach a $100 check, mail it back, and they mail you a concealed carry permit that's good in quite a few states, like, a lot of them. It doesn't make More any sense they'd mail you a form. Like this is the internet. I, I'm just they don't mail you for you print out the form. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. They is don't a mail really inefficient way to go about this. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, know, yeah. You, you don't mail, mail forms. Form. I don't know why. 
don't know why I said that. You print the form, of course. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it, it's... Uh... Yeah, she didn't do anything wrong, and, of course, the libs are going to use this as an excuse to rail against guns again. Because keeping guns out will get rid of the violence, just like... If people I don't know, in weeks, but concealed what? carry permit owners have a lower criminal rate than police do. Yes. It's an amazing I, I know stat. that because I heard it from you just now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've read it several times. It's on the internet, so therefore it's totally true. And yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, people who go out and like legally obtain handguns and you know go through the... In different states, it's different effort. But in North Carolina, it's quite an effort to get your concealed carry permit. Like you have to go prove shooting competency, which is pretty easy, and then pass a test, which also isn't that hard. But it takes a day, and it takes some money, and it takes some time. And you go and you get fingerprinted and do all that. No one does that with the intent to break the law afterwards. It's mm -hmm. kind of like like you weed yourself out. Like you don't voluntarily turn your fingerprints over to the sheriff if you intend on breaking the law later. Like it, you it's do all. Not. It's only the honest people, which is why their their rate is so low. When concealed carry permits first became popular in the U.S., people thought there'd be like gunfights over parking spots and things like that. But it hasn't happened at all. And it's been <laughs> the case now that like concealed carry permits have proliferated throughout the states for like 30 years now. So the data's in. You know, it, homicides by gun are way down compared to where they were before then. And I'm not one of those guys who thinks that more guns means lower uh, you know gun shooting like some guys are like if everyone has a gun everyone will be afraid to shoot yeah that's just as retarded it's just as to dumb. me it is there are a lot if of everyone had AIDS, up, no one would worry about it like <laughs> that's not it makes sense but like yeah, there are some but, people like oh someone there's a school shooting if only every teacher had a gun then there'd be no school shootings whatsoever and it's like uh, that's what i want everyone armed to the hilt that, not even guns i want teachers posted outside with big halberds and pikes well, that, while I don't think you should just arm teachers randomly, I think no. the teachers should be able to go through the same process Woody just described, get themselves a gun and take it into the school. If they want to, but it shouldn't be mandated. No, of course not. And no one's ever suggested that it, that, that it be so. A lot of times liberals will try to spin it that way. They'll be like, they want to arm the teachers, as if they want to be like, like draft the teachers in, into some sort of teacher army. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm addressing, well, the liberal... Uh, point of view there yeah, saying that it shouldn't be mandated. End of that is, if you want it, do it. Yeah, the conservative end of that is we'd like a system where, you know, the, the teacher went and got licensed, they, they the, you know, all the faculty knows about it, the, you know, and they've got a concealed handgun. Like, I'd yeah, also be okay with that. kind of training if you're I a teacher. Would, I was about to say that too. Like, I also, I'd be even more in favor of it if there was some higher burden to bring it to school. Yeah. Right? Like, like if you're an air marshal, your marksmanship has to be really high. I know what kind of marksmanship it took to get my license and... Like, I was just learning to shoot, and I was easily good enough. Like, you have to hit things from nine feet away. Yeah. If you're not a shooter, that's really easy. And, um, uh, you know, for a teacher, maybe you prove something a little better. Maybe they mandate something about your holster. Like, what are those SEPTA holsters or something that have a little locking button on them? Uh, SERPA. SERPA, yeah, yeah. So certain police uh, agencies? What do you call a group of policemen? I can't think of it. Precinct. Officers? Precinct? I'll, I'll work with that. Right. Certain precincts mandate that you have a holster so that like you need to press a button and pull on the gun as opposed to just like a random person being able to take it from your waist. Yeah. If that was mandated yeah. on teachers, I think I could get on board with something like that. Like I'm not totally carte blanche just handing out guns to teachers for fun, but I could see that. I can see somewhere, you know, like somewhere in between... Concealed carry and air marshal, like a midway. I'd like yeah. to see. 
I don't know why they just don't give them shotguns. Maybe give it, give all the teachers a shotgun, and they just got it there. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I'd they like could just that. lean That's it up by the chalkboard, or or I guess whiteboard nowadays. Yeah, lean it up against that thing. What could um, just give them one of those Taurus judges. Those are shitty. <laughs> Can't kill someone unless they really know what they're doing. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Those things. Well, depend. You know, you can shoot, shoot um, like four tens, don't they? You can they shoot do. these four ten rounds out of them that are discs. Like they're discs stacked stacked on top of each other, and they're just really messy when they hit stuff. You can oh, also shoot buckshot, buckshot slugs through them, um, birdshot. You know, you can shoot anything that's four ten through it and forty five long colt. Kyle is simultaneously an expert. And has a different opinion than the mainstream. And it, it like me, as a, I'll consider myself a non-expert, I can't tell who's right. Like, for example, Kyle likes birdshot as a defensive round. Um, he, he says it's good to go. A home like, defense trust. round. Wait, you said yeah. birdshot? Yeah. See, you you think that's probably not a good defensive round. Home I'm not talking round. about shooting with eight shot. I'm talking about shooting with with at least six shot or bigger. And I'm talking about doing it inside the confines of your bedroom. Wait, a bird shot is like dust almost. Like, am I thinking no. it's the wrong Why thing? Why would you use bird shot? Why not just buck shot? Because you shoot through the wall and kill your family. Well, just don't have your... Just strategically place your family and where people aren't going to steal. I've never had a gunfight <laughs> in my living room, but I bet I wouldn't have much choice on where the guy was standing. Why don't you just use a handgun with hollow points or something? You you could you could use any number of things. However, a lot of people like to advocate a twelve gauge shotgun for home defense. And in that scenario, I feel that like it's it would be like quadruple lot buck. I mean, be, you, you need you need small buckshot to like five or six shots somewhere. More of a turkey shell. Turkeys are birds. I'm not talking about using eight shot against people. Though I'm gonna tell you, if I, got shot I swear, shot, isn't bird shot like what is the thing that looks like a powder almost? Or am I crazy? Bird shot is what you're thinking so, of. So here's a little, the way. Tiny. Yeah, and there's like 30 of them in there. Am I nuts? Mm, there's a lot of them in there. There's hundreds. So yeah, Depending yeah, on yeah. the shot size. So so you can get shot that is number nine shot, which is very tiny. You can also get shot that is number five shot, which is much larger, and it goes on down to the buck the the buck shots. Um, mm-hmm. There's various. There's you know single lot, triple lot, quadruple lot. Um, this is what birdshot looks like for the uninitiated. Uh, oh, I'll give you guys a link too. This is what but, I'm thinking of when I say birdshot. And there, I would say the majority of people think that that's not lethal enough for a bad guy. That that it might get stopped by a thick winter coat or like a couple hoodies, or that if it did get in, it would only be so flesh deep it'd be like getting hit with a pellet gun in the summertime. Having said that, Kyle is an expert. And I feel stupid telling Kyle, no, you're off target on this, in the same way that I wouldn't tell Wayne Gretzky you know, that well, his thoughts well, on hockey mind. are wrong. But here's the thing. We're talking about home defense. We're in the house. Like, Imagine where that scenario would go down for you. Imagine where you might discover a burglar and where you would be standing and where he would be standing. How mm-hmm. far away are you? Uh, in my head, most commonly, it's either top of the stairs or somewhere downstairs, which, by the way, is why I worry less about penetration. I'm sorry, but the layout of my house is that, like, pretty much, like, the wife and kids are upstairs in the bedroom, and I don't picture that to be where the bad guy is. I know mm-hmm. you don't get I'm going to gonna say eight feet. But, yeah, okay, yeah, it, it, to answer your At question, eight, between oh, 8 God. and 15 feet. Yeah, shoot them with fucking um, a rabbit load, something you would shoot at doves, something you would shoot at sporting clays. Dude, at 8 feet... I- 
it, I that think it's shot, more just for psychological comfort, knowing that what you're going to fire at them is going to do oh, the job. Oh, sure. I want to see know, someone do this. I want to see someone take a winter coat with a hoodie and a t-shirt under it jizz. in front of ballistics <laughs> gel uh, and shoot. We'll do it when you get here. We'll do that exact same thing. I'll tell you what I did today. I shot double op buck through, through a ballistics gel person, through, uh, through one side of half-inch drywall, through the through the insulation on the inside, through the other piece of drywall, into the mannequin behind and out the other side. And everybody, you know, it's just, it, it'll just keep on penetrating if you're shooting double-op buck in there. And I'm not saying that it won't kill the fuck out of the bad guy. Everybody knows it will. It's incredibly effective. It's probably the most effective round for people. But you got to worry about the, you know, the people that are on the other side of the wall behind the bad guy. And th- keep in mind, that's if you're, uh, you know, you're fucking laser eye over here and you don't miss the bad guy at all. You, you put all your rounds on him. If you miss the bad guy, it's going to penetrate a couple of walls. Uh, me and a shotgun, an I never miss. The, <laughs> the, um, and one of the differences, Kyle lives in a ranch house where, you know, just picture this thing being a, it's going to go 100 feet no matter what. And I live in a two-story house. So th- there's a whole unoccupied floor in mm-hmm. my situation. Like the yeah. downstairs, like I just don't see people there when there's bad guys there. It's it's not one of those things that, that I would worry about. Like like I feel like I'm I'm confident enough that I could shift my position to change the tra- trajectory if I thought it was really an issue. Like if the bad guy's standing in front of a door that I know there's people on the other side, I don't know, maybe I'd move. It's tight. Maybe, I'd do, it, it maybe I'd do a barrel roll or something it, cool. Like I'll like ask that. you, are you in a gunfight in this scenario, or are you taking on right. a guy with like a wrestler? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Because that makes right. a difference too. If you're in a you gunfight, as good yeah, a shot a, as you are, you know I have a lot of respect for your knowledge and guns and your ability to use. Oh, them. you're in a gunfight. God knows what's gonna fuck. Right. Happen. I'm not sure times. that you can literally pull off. Like heck, you against <laughs> me, right? You're a much better shot. If you, if I get to shoot. And you have to do a somersault and then shoot. I'm gonna win. I'm totally gonna get you. <laughs> we'll get some paintball pistols and we'll test that little scenario. Yeah, but, I, would, I totally get you. <laughs> but but yeah, when you get here, we'll 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 get some uh, we'll get some bird shot right off the shelf. We'll get eight feet away from uh, our our make believe bad guy with some ballistics gel. Um, we'll throw you know a couple layers of coats, whatever, and then we'll see how far in it penetrates. Keep in mind, at eight feet. Um, you know, you imagine a shotgun shooting a spray of those BBs in a big, wide pattern, because that's what it does at, at 25 yards in the air. But at eight feet, is that what we said? Eight feet? Eight oh, to fifteen is what I said. Because I thought that was about the distance I would yeah. encounter a foe. So seven yards is what they call like, um, like, like tactical range for for people. It's where mm-hmm. where a lot of law enforcement, etc., train at for their bad guy engaging distance. It's 21 feet, but at eight feet. That shot doesn't spread at all. It's just a ball of lead that weighs somewhere between an ounce and an ounce and a half that's moving at somewhere between 1,200 feet per second and no, 1,400 feet I, per I, second. I, 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 of course, I'm not the one shooting ballistics gel, but I feel like you know, if, if people listening to this, even non-gun people, imagine a packet of tiny pellets versus a solid ball like Kyle's describing, which would be called a slug. They're not the same thing. The the packets like spread out and they have so much less uh, mass to them that they stop more easily. So the buckshot is going to make nine um, holes in you in you that you could put your pinky in. Well, now and we're into gonna... buckshot, and I'm okay with that. You know, like, and I, it's I, go... I like buckshot, but birdshot, the thing that has. Well, I was going to compare the two. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. 
So, so the buckshot's going to put nine holes in you. Double off buck's going to put nine holes in you, uh, and they're going to be a, about big enough to put your pinky into. And it's going to go all the way through you, most likely, depending on the bones it hits and stuff. Um, but if it's just flesh, it's going right through. Um, bird shot at that eight feet range, it's going to punch a hole. Like even if you hit him right in the sternum, right in the middle of the chest, which is probably the toughest part of a human body. You know, if you're taking a bullet, um, it's going to make a hole in your chest that you could stick three fingers through easily. And it's going to go in easily five or six inches. And it's going to be the nastiest wound you can imagine because they're going to have to use an ice cream scoop to, to get, to get the, uh, the, the, the flesh that is just destroyed and, and the shot back out. You're just ruined. Um, so, it yeah, would be awful. And on one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, and I'm completely convinced, right? And like the ice cream scoop was a particularly effective wound description. But... Most people seem to think that birdshot doesn't penetrate enough, and that a lot of people would just get it like a very large flesh wound on their chest, and that would be the end. Of it. You think one of those crazy, times where huh? I don't fully believe I put a flesh that I wound on enough to dispute one. it. Yeah, I put a little. So who don't you fully believe in this time. case, Kyle or the world? I shot a deer at about five feet with a twelve gauge birdshot, and it fucking died like right then and there. See again, like how can you dispute that? Kyle's like, it, it, I have it, literally it, done yeah. this on a human-sized animal. It dropped like a rock. The wound was ice cream scoop worthy. I've yeah, seen it with my own eyes, and neck. I did it with my own finger. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, what do I know? Right? I shoot paper. But uh, we'll <laughs> test it. We'll test it. We'll, 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 I'll show you. And, and it doesn't penetrate as far as, as other stuff. It really doesn't. What I'm saying is that eight feet, It's the there's so much force and the wound is so wide and big, it's, I promise you, nobody's going to get shot at eight feet with birdshot and have any thoughts of doing anything that you wouldn't like. Dude, their I, thoughts are going to be, God, God, why? I'm so excited for this trip. I really am. I, I, I think the shooting day is going to be my favorite day. I'll try and That'd get some cool. videos made for you guys. I, I think you'll like it too. I, I, and then the whitewater rafting day is going to be intense. And the zipline day might be just fun or intense. I'm not quite sure. Zipline. It'll all be better if you donate to Patreon. <laughs> I think we should be drunk for for the fucking <laughs> ziplining personally. Um, that would be funny if you were hammered. Yeah, I I may be a little drunk for that. I think that'd be fun. Wow, um, that's yeah. I, just, I just have a few. We should you know, give this some consideration. Uh, all right, but um, ah, so exciting, so exciting. I, I bought a new AK for this trip just because I want to shoot the hell out of it and make it rock. And I bought a thousand rounds for it. And yeah, we'll between have us, we are going to be loaded on ammo. Um, it, it's going to be awesome. I, yeah, we'll have three AKs. Um, three AKs? Uh, yeah. There's three yeah, of us. I, I've got two of them. Um, hey, can you I, did you make your full auto AK full auto, or did you buy it that way? I made it that way. How hard is it? Couple, like the template with some really, drill? It's really, really fucking easy. Did you do um, the yeah, sear you, thing or the drill hole in the side thing? I, I put an auto sear in it. Um, oh, you keep in mind, those different... listening, that, that you, you can't do these things without licensing or you'll go to jail for 10 years. Yes. Oh, just to make this very clear, I'm thinking of getting the kind of license that Kyle has that enabled him to do this. This is not for <laughs> everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, huh. So I could potentially do it to my AK if I were licensed. Yeah. 
It, it, it's quite easy. Uh, it's one of those... Doing, doing a job like that is one of those things where you can totally... I won't say that. You can totally get it done um, with an instructional video as, an, as a layman or an amateur. Or just someone who's got a, a, a basic working knowledge. You're, you're plenty smart enough to do this thing. With, you know, get yourself a Dremel and a, some, a couple little tools and you can totally do it. Huh. I think there's more than one way to do it. I think I saw a video... That guy's video is bullshit. That that guy's video is gonna get you hurt. I think. Oh, did you watch it with me? The one with the yeah, kids. Yeah, he doesn't have an auto sear. He's just he's just grinding it. He's gonna he's either gonna hurt himself or it's not gonna work because he's just gonna have um the the hammer is um so the what the auto sear does is it doesn't allow the hammer to ride the bolt. Mm -hmm. It uh it, there it, there's a bit of a time delay. That way the bolt can close. It can lock around the the new round of ammunition into in the chamber, and then the hammer falls. What he did is going to accomplish it so that the hammer is always um, resting on the uh, 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 the bolt, and it's it's either going to run away fully automatic, meaning he pulls the trigger and the gun without any other input from him. Like he he, pu he taps the trigger and then lets go, and it's just going to run away with him. It's going to go and empty the gun out. Or the hammer's gonna follow the, the the bolt so much so that it gets a light primer strike on the on the round, and it might work occasionally, but then it's gonna just you know the round's not gonna go off, and you gotta clear it, and then you gotta find it. It's it's a mess. He yeah. that kid's an idiot, and if he had any fucking sense or any friends with any sense, they tell him to get that fucking video off the internet because. Ooh. Actually, everything you said mirrors the comments on his video. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, when you were explaining how to do it, I thought you were saying do the video way. But you're not. You clearly are saying something. Nah, different. you you want to do it the the professional way when you do something like that. Okay, I, that's, that's what I, I always get trigger packs or I put an auto sear in and do it the right way or get some help find somebody who knows how to do it the right way. Hmm. But yeah, if you if uh if you were all licensed up, yeah, it would be no big deal to. It would be no big deal to get you swimming in machine guns. Um, it's, it's not as expensive as you might. All think. it takes is a license and money, and you can have them. That's yeah, that's yeah. the way that works. One of the cool things to get right now is a is a Mac 10 or a Mac 11. Um, so, a couple ways to do it. You could, if you have the licensing, of course, you could go out and buy one that's already fully automatic, or you can go out and you can buy a semi-automatic one and convert it, though the semi-automatic ones, because they are so easy to... There's a certain kind that fires from an open bolt rather than a closed bolt, and they've become hot commodities because they are so easy to convert. It takes about five minutes in a Dremel, and uh, and they're worth about two grand now, even though it's a $300 shitty like machine pistol from, from you know the 80s. Uh, but once you've got it, once you've got this thing, you can also get a transferable one for about $4,500, five grand, uh, and then it's just yours. You, you know, know what you I want? License or nothing. That's hard to get and every, but the coolest thing i can think of a honey badger fully auto yeah. integral suppressor it's the coolest of the cool i think that project might be dead um freedom group that bought aac uh who made the honey badger they kind of they they lost their lawsuit with kevin who used to own the company basically long story short the company's falling apart and if you want something like a honey badger um sig is making it now um, I'll mm. show you later. Sig, right. Sig is Sig's making the rifle that you want. I but what I was getting like at with the Mac 11, why you would want the Mac 11, um, you can get uppers for. So, so if you imagine, like, do you know what a Mac 11 looks like? It looks a little, little like a machine right? pistol. Really boxy. Yeah, like an Uzi. Kinda, but an Uzi's more rounded, and this thing's kind of like a square. It's, it's, it's square maybe edges I'm and stuff. Thinking... Yeah, yeah. Search, search Mac 10. Um, 
well, you can do a lot of things with the with the lower on a Mac 10. You can run different uppers on it, just like with an AR or uh, just like with an AR. So let me show. Let me see if I can find this thing because pictures are better than words. Yeah, I'm gonna show the people. So this is what a Mac 11 looks like. It's a very square machine pistol, and this is what an Uzi looks like, which in my head was more square than it really is. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to show you is a 5.56 millimeter uh, upgrade for your Mac 10. Basically, you put this upper on there, and all of a sudden that Mac 10 uh, will shoot 5.56 through it. Let me uh, here's your link. This is just one of them, and there's lots of cool shit like this you can do. I'm in. So you just cheaply swap out the top. Did we lose anyone? Oh, we lost Kyle. Well, that's oh. not good. PKA one ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> did we um, hit? We're, we're, did we hit it? Four yeah, hours? we're long past it. We're at four twelve. Um, oh, uh, we might really wrap it there. But anyway, for people, that the end of that conversation was going to be with Mac eleven. You can buy a new top, which they call the upper, and uh, make it full auto, legit full auto. It's a cheap way to get it. I'll uh, I'll have to get into this license and. See how hard it is. I think I might have a legit case for it, which is what it takes. Really cool. You have to get convince them style. that like, you're not a joke, that you're not just a regular private citizen looking to get a full auto license. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not just some normal fuck like you guys. <laughs> uh, no, like, basically... No, I'm with you, I know. Yeah, it, but for people who aren't you, if you really want to start a business making guns or in the firearm world, then... um. Uh, then you can get this license. If you're just a regular person trying to get the license to get their hands on cool guns, then um, you know, you're not supposed to be the person they give it to. So um, anyway, let's. That's Pinkula already. One ninety three. Um, awesome stuff. Check out. Um, uh, I'll have links in the description. Check out AppWin. They were our sponsor. Check out the Patreon. Uh, vote for us on iTunes if you give us a high rating. Yes. We appreciate that. That's really nice of you. I'd like to be you know, one of those top podcasts. And um, Complain to JD2020 a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just about old problems with Call of Duty's long past. Also, follow <laughs> me on Twitter. There you go. Not Kyle. So uh, Kyle doesn't have a Twitter. Funny how that oh, goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never realized that. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. uh, but, yeah, check out this stuff. There's some <laughs> links in the description. We appreciate your support, uh, especially the Patreon. And have a good day. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening.